Warning, this video contains super awesome content not suitable for people who don't enjoy super awesomeness. Viewer discretion advised. Welcome to Viewer's Choice. Your selection is about to begin. But first, take a look at what else you can see this week. Hey dudes, inviting you to travel through time. First stop, a long layover at the video store. Bogus. Wait, you've got viewer's choice. Excellent. Hello, you rotten little bloodsuckers. America's most popular now. Get extra value. $12.50 cash back. Rise and shine, Mr. Freeman. Rise and shine. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. What? It's like what it is. Let's get out of here. Like that. Life gives you lemons. Don't make lemonade. Make life take the lemons back. Get mad. I don't want your damn lemons. What am I supposed to do with these? Demand to see life's manager. Make life through the day and thought it could give Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's gonna burn your house down with the lemons. This is my ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. This is the core. We broadcast our pirate signal back into the matrix. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your host, Ernesto Morado, the double-headed boy, and your co-host, Pablo Morado, the festival. Together, we are the Pyramid Podcast. citizens, our way of life, our very freedom came under attack in a series of deliberate and deadly terrorist acts. The victims were in airplanes or in their offices, secretaries, businessmen and women, military and federal workers, moms and dads, friends and neighbors. Obviously, the war in Iraq was a big, fat mistake. Don't you defend that American dream I, oh, will not exist for our two sons and their generation unless we do something about it. And I do think Brett is going to take an outsider because for a long time we have professional politicians in the Republican Party who have been running from something. Now is our moment to start running to something. American 11, are trying to call? Nobody moves. Everything will be okay. If you try to make any move, the danger itself and the airplane. Let's stay quiet. Roger's weapon, Sergeant Powell. Hi, right, Boston Center Team U. We have a problem here. We have a hijacked aircraft headed towards New York. 
and we need you guys to, we need someone to scream us some S16s or something up there to help us out. Is this, is this real world or exercise? No, this is not an exercise manifest. Stayed right in the memo, Bin Laden to steal planes and run them into buildings. And more stuff is coming out now also, how much the Bush administration ignored the intelligence. It was almost like they ignored it because they wanted it to happen. They will help you kill yourself, even if you don't want to die. I'm a very smart guy. I spent a lot of time thinking about it. And I nearly got it once. I nearly got it. Welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar with your host, Ernesto and Pablo Morano! This is show number 65! Welcome to the most banned podcast in the universe. <laughs> this is your podcast for currencies, conspiracies, current events, and paranormal. You defend these motherfuckers. Activity. <laughs> welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This out. They will help this you out. kill yourself, even if you don't want to oh, well, die. Listen, listen. You're gonna, this is why he said it. Watch. He li- <laughs> testing, testing. Can testing. You hear me? Yes. Can you turn up my mic just a little bit? A little bit, sure. Testing. There we go. That's the way I like it. <laughs> so, how how we doing uh, this week? Are uh, we doing very good? What did you uh, uh, think of the intro? Very interesting. Very interesting. It was a compilation of things because today is a very special podcast. Today is September 12th, the day after September 11th. So I wanted to, before we even get anything rolling, I wanted to do just a moment of silence. Oh, what was that? I just turned my channel down. Okay. Um, a nice moment of silence for those that passed. Yeah, I just gonna um put up my channel up again now. All right. So we're gonna play a little bit of uh, "America the Beautiful" for all our fallen heroes, family members, firefighters, um, police officers. Um, our hearts go out to their families, and. This wound is still very, uh, still very raw and uh, it fresh. Is. Um, whatever happened on that day, the only one that knows the truth is the Lord. But the fact is that there were casualties, and we were witness. We were. We saw all this happen. Live eyewitnesses to one of the most most quintessential and disastrous moments in America. I think that I think nine eleven is even worse than Pearl Harbor because I what happened in nine eleven set the stage for where we are today 
Well, not only that, but you know, Pearl Harbor. Nothing to take. Not to take away um, anything from that attack. But Pearl Harbor attacked soldiers. You know, these are hardened, trained individuals that are willingly gave their life for so they expected to to, well they are trained and they know how to deal with these that they were casualties yeah but they put themselves in that situation right to protect us but what happened with 9-11 is innocent human beings that have nothing to do with any ideology and for anyone to make the egregious and irresponsible comparison from 9/11 to January 6th i think that's 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 like no there's no there's, there's no but they do they make that comparison and there's no comparison you there can't is you absolutely cannot absolutely no comparison um this was an uh we got blindsided, and I know that it's people say that. Oh, we well, you just said it. It's one of the most devastating moments in America, but it's also very enigmatic and very uh, ambiguous because there's a lot of things after the fact. That leaves your head scratching. And we're going to discuss that in this cast today. But before we move any further, let's give the people that passed their moment. So let's give them a moment of silence here. Thank you. 
God bless America. That's right. And rest, God rest the souls that perished on that day. Rest in peace to all our fallen heroes and family members. You're greatly missed. That's right. So um, I wanted to start off the cast with deep diving into this because uh, it is on the uh, anniversary of uh, September 11th, and uh, we are, were eyewitnesses to this. But it's also, uh, you know, they say, you know, um, to predict the future, go in the past, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and you know, they say they always say, you know, the rearview mirror is there for a reason. You got to look in the past every now right. and again. So um, going back, this is what I, I've been doing a little deep dive on, on on September 11th of what happened and recanting what I remember from that day. And, you know, the country was in attack. The country was being attacked. Right. Mm-hmm. And people were just, I guess, the shock of it all. But I, people just didn't know what to do in that moment. Didn't know what was happening. And were just in awe of what was occurring. And it just got me thinking that, I mean, that was a horrible atrocity. But. What would happen if a situation like Ukraine where a missile comes in, are we just going to stand there in awe and, and like, like, I I mean, what can you do? I mean, I would expect, I would have expected, I don't know, just, I guess I watch a lot of movies, but I would have expected that the whole of the, all the five boroughs would be packing up and fleeing out of the out of New York finding a you know shelter elsewhere that is easier said than done but being that we are in 911 mm. right because this is just a day after you know i remember when this happened at around this time it's like a 24 24- it, right now, mm. it's at 9 o'clock in the evening. So it's about, about 36, 35 hours after the fact when everything happened. Mm, no, it's exactly, tw- well, if if, uh, if if September 12th at 9 o'clock now, it happened at 9 o'clock and September 11th. So it's about it 24 hours. It happened in the morning. Right, so nine o'clock, twenty about twenty four hours. More than twenty four, because oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's about thirty hours later, and we were still glued to the television, uh, reeling from the fact that the towers actually collapsed, and we are all speechless at this point. We're all worried because we don't know. Who passed away? Who was down there? Did our loved ones come home safe? So it's a day that in the beginning it was even the fact that the first plane crashed. People didn't even know that they just saw the smoke. You know, I don't think is there any footage of the first plane crashing? 
Uh, I believe so. This is the famous footage where I mean they have the second the second tower, but I'm saying the first plane. Uh, I believe they have footage where the first where you see the plane disappear into the tower of the of both of them. Um, I, to be I, honest, I did. I I we I there is a lot of footage of the second. Uh, well. Here's a here's a report. I mean, I say there's a lot of footage now, retrospectively, but this is Channel Four. This is just to give you a, a, a glimpse of what of what exactly transpired that day. So this is Channel Four, right? Um, I want to put this up here. Uh, let's do it like this. So. This is Channel 4. Check out this. Look at this guy. He was just seeing this guy uh, on on the screen. Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer. Isn't he a uh, uh, persona on grata now, nowadays? Yeah, he got, he got <laughs> caught up in the Me Too movement. Right. We're just seeing this guy was like, whoa. Uh, he and then like he had a shiny penny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The man when who could have when it he all went down, he didn't look like that. Alone. Right, not at all. His life has remained a so this is around 8.47 in the morning. Covers America's first billionaire this is what they were. called Hughes. Richard Hack, good morning. Going good over. Thank you very much. You, you you say, I'm fine, thank you. You say this is a different perspective on Howard Hughes because the other books have been written based on stories told by people who knew him. Do you think this is his point of view? How could that be? Well, I made the effort to try to get inside his mind. Uh, this is, a, a, you know, he was America's first million, a billionaire, and he was a famous film. So this is what people were actually did. watching that recall, didn't uh, know. The Outlaw with James. The terrorist attack. Right. This is literally 8 o'clock on September 11th, 8.48 in the morning. It says here on the side here, which is kind of cool. So this is uh, the, the timestamp, and it's 8.48.02 uh, seconds, right? This is the actual time. Mm-hmm. And then this time is the lag between when it's recorded and when it's streamed. Mm, so the this delay. Is, this is the delay. So this is... The recorded time, and this is the actual time that most people are seeing. So there's a five-second delay. Yeah. And Russell, the press, and he won the first Oscar award for the best comedy film. He also flew around the world setting records. He also uh, bought half of Las Vegas, and he also was America's number one defense contractor. And he down with lye soap every morning. She would check his teeth like a horse. She looked in the toilet at his feces to see if there was tapeworms. But mind you, it was a time that there were... This is a special report from News Channel 4. Now this, this right here, the fact that this happens, we discussed this on the cast. This is not going to happen on Hulu, on Netflix, on... And that's why I was asking, is the streaming networks connected to the emergency broadcast system? Evidently, they're not. You could be... You could be home uh, streaming suits. Right. And the world is on fire. Right. And nobody would know. Nobody would know. And that's the thing. Back then, you could be I mean, watching suits and boop, it popped on the screen. I mean, we, we must take into consideration that we do have our cell phones. And our cell phones, I imagine would go crazy because if 
it goes crazy when there's like a potential thunderstorm or potential flooding. I would imagine it's going to go crazy if we get attacked. I mean, I am sure that's what the people of Maui thought. So you mean to tell me on their cell phones, nothing happened? Nothing happened. And the emergency broadcast system, what was it, suppressed? Yeah, they never they never sent any alert or nothing. How is that possible? I mean, supposedly what I've heard is that <laughs> this is the ridiculous excuse that Maui has come up with. That typically when they send this message out, it's usually in reference to a tsunami. So when there's a tsunami present, the people of Maui are trained to go uphill. But uphill was the where the fire was, go, was happening. So their thought was not sound the alarm and attempt to prevent people from going in the direction of the fire but right i've heard that but tulsi gabbard came on joe rogan podcast and she said essentially that that's that's bogus because they know like they basically the way she described it is when there's a tsunami coming like if there's an earthquake that happened and they're expecting a tsunami Right. They're tracking it just like the way they track hurricanes in in Florida, right? So they know days in advance before a tsunami hits. Right. Right? So if you're sounding this alarm and we didn't know days in advance that a tsunami is going to come hit, then clearly it's not a tsunami. Well, that's obvious. Right. But my question but, is... But that, but that was their excuse. Their excuse was they didn't sound the alarm because they didn't want people to think that it was a tsunami instead of a wildfire. Okay. But see, I'm learning on the fly mm. how this system works. Mm. Now, each state has control... Somebody, some entity in each state or or town has, like, a button that, like, they say, um, there's an emergency. Boop. They hit the button, and all the cell phones go crazy. Mm-hmm. Or is this something centralized somewhere like in, in the middle of the country? Or how does this work? Is this emergency broadcast system state by state? Or is... Well, let's find out. Let's, I uh, don't know how that works. Let's, uh, let's ask our... Uh, our resident demon, Mr. Chat GPT. <laughs> um, I'm being asked over here on Facebook. Thank okay. you guys for God tuning in. Uh, today's topic is sort of a somber one. We're going to be unpacking 9-11. Um, well, today we got a, yeah, I mean, we got a, a 9-11. Um, we have uh, later on, 
con- a controversial take on the Kaaba. Also, which is the holy grounds out there in Mecca and Saudi Arabia. Also, we're going to be deconstructing the messages of uh, of the Unabomber. Okay. So today's kind of like it's a sort of terrorist yeah, laden terrorist laden uh, podcast. It's a. It's I also want to bring up something, you know, that we had discussed this before. But this whole woke and politically correct movement, I've always thought that it's softening this country. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm going to get a lot of flack over it, but I I believe that all this, um, all these movements when it comes to gender when it comes to race when it comes to uh, raising your children teaching your children this whole woke movement Mm -hmm. is potentially dangerous because it's softening it's softening our our youth right while other countries are doing quite the opposite. So I know we have a lot of topics right now to discuss, Mm -hmm. but I just want you to listen to what this man has got to say. And for people that are watching me on on Facebook, uh, I don't know if you're just watching my feed, but if you go to my icon and you click it, and you go to the, um, what is it, my bio page, right? Mm-hmm. You'll be able Your to. profile. You're in my there. profile. If you go to my profile, you'll be able to go live and see exactly. I mean, we're, we're live in so many platforms. Mm-hmm. If you go to the paramedshop.com, which people <laughs> refuse to go. Or you can just go to x.com. Go to x.com. And, and search how, what is our our call, um, our handle on our, our X. Our handle on X dot com is uh, the pyramid. The go to X. And go to the pyramid. We can watch. You can watch us live, and then you're gonna hear and see what this man has got to say because I've been ranting about this a long time. That all this. I understand a lot of the political correctness. I understand a lot of the rhetoric, mm. you know, with gender. Hey, this is America. Right. We all have equality and we all have a right to live. Mm. I'm not against that. But when you get the government involved in so ingrained into... I mean, it's almost like it's emasculating the the, the population. Mm-hmm. But this guy that I'm that I'm about to play, well, you're gonna go go to the Trello, mm-hmm. and you're gonna see nine twelve show. Okay, hold on. Uh, one second here. 
Because uh, what this man has got, this guy echoed my sentiments to the T. Remember we were having a, a debate not too long ago about what if we have to defend this country? Mm-hmm. And I said, who is going to defend us? Mm-hmm. You were like, no, we got people. We got. I'm like, dude, our youth is completely different from the youth of 30 to 40 to 50 years ago. So where is it under? It says 912 show. Okay. Uh, which one? Top or bottom? Or they're both the same? Uh, well, one is part one. The other one is part two. So I guess you're going to... I believe the one on top is part one. All right. So listen to what this man has got to say. Because I believe this guy read my soul. He read my mind. My consciousness. About the woke agenda. About the woke agenda and everything that is going on. Like, how does this fold into like what happened with uh, September 11th and all that? Oh well, what ha- the way this ties in is mm-hmm. if we have another attack, God forbid, of this nature, right? Who's gonna defend us? <laughs> who's gonna go? And this guy, just listen to what this guy says, okay? And then we'll. We'll unpack that, and I know we have a uh, we got a pack show. Yep, <laughs> we've been running six hours now. Like <laughs> we gotta condense this shit. But every every week we got more and more stuff coming in. It's hard. It's a it's an onion and a fire hose. We need to come out with more episodes or something. I don't know. We got our resident clairvoyant watching, and you know who that is. Oh. Oh, would you like to... Uh, Whoa, by the way, our resident clairvoyant, we're going to unpack something It has to deal with you because <laughs> we are on fire with this shit. This uh, impersonation. Impersonation shit. You know, um, but we're going to unpack that in a few. Yes. Um, the Let's... cat is watching us. <laughs> uh, right. I miss you, my dude. Um, keep listening. Uh, so let's let's unpack this man. Let's, All right, let's, let's unpack un- this man. Let's, yeah. let's let's see here. Listen to what he's got to say. Listen. All right. All right. Here we go. Show you one of the most disgraceful side by sides you've ever seen in your life. Hat tip, Gee picked this out this morning. I'm going to play for you a video. The video first is a Russian recruiting video for their military. Followed up by a recruiting video our Department of Defense thought was a great idea for our military. (laughs) Folks, you can hear it on audio. Obviously, the beginning's in Russian. So if you're listening on radio to the show, just know this. It is a rough and tumble video showing some serious Russian operators getting ready to do violence like that. And then you'll hear our recruiting video. I'm just going to set this video up. Okay. And it reminds me, it reminds me of my days in wrestling. I remember going into Brooklyn, right? 
on one of my wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. And then, man, the name of the school escapes me, but I remember they were all dressed in green. In green? In green, yeah. They, their uniforms were green. Mm. Um, But this team, when we got to the gym, they were so organized in their drilling, in their... In, in in displaying um their oh is it a midway mid no it's I forget the name I think I versed them before forest forest something forest park I'm thinking it's Brooklyn it might have been the Bronx mm. and but anyway the same, but the same thing with Stuyvesant High School mm-hmm. you will see how organized they were. And I was like, oh, shit, these guys are not fucking playing. Yeah, I mean, when I was in wrestling, the, for me, it was uh, Staten Island. You know, the... Gristidi, uh, it was... Gristidi, yeah. Not Gristidi. Not Gristidi. Something like that, Steedy, something. Oh, that's the high school that trains them from, like, a puppy all the way until yeah, because that, that high school is uh, from K through twelve, right? So they they train their wrestlers from the very bottom, from kindergarten all, all the way up. Well, the and same then thing they happened. had all the uniforms. They were like a ragtag group of like right, and that's what happened with us when we were wrestling in Newtown. We were like a ragtag. This guy wore what he wanted. This guy wore, and then we went. To this place in Brooklyn. I believe it was Brooklyn. Mm. And we saw all of them in uniform. Marching in unison. Drilling in unison. And I was like, fuck. We're going to lose this fucking. We're going to lose this. Mm. We're in trouble. Because while they were all organized. Everybody on my team was, like, doing whatever the fuck they want. Mm. All kind of different uniform and singlets and all. So this is what this man is about to unpack. Mm. All right. So Who would you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to do a, a pre-ask Pablo. <laughs> okay. Who would you want to defend this country? And you're going to pick one of these two. You tell me after the video is done. Okay, so let's see here. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, here we go. In English, obviously. After that, check this out. Твоей новой жизни. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов, но разве ты узнать себя, познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы, а без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле, главный враг – это задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California, with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm U.S. Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my call. 
I've got goosebumps now <laughs> wow. for all the wrong reasons. It's wow. not for the reasons. Yeah. I mean, look, <laughs> it has nothing to do with gender. It's just the video, the 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 visuals. Ghanaian with her being with her being part of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. But dude, show G.I. Jane the way these Russians are showing hardened guys in the snow sniping, <laughs> right? Training with that face, right? You're gonna show a, a Disney cartoon like la la la, right? I'm gonna defend you, dude, dude. <laughs> I mean, they should have shown like uh, here the so this is what is what we needed to see. Hold on, let's see. Uh, let's see if uh, this will play. Hold on. This is what we want. Uh, we should have seen. Uh, hold on. Stop. Because this is this is the America. This is what we th- what we think uh, our military is. But this is not what they're promote. This is not, obviously not what their recru- recruiting uh, uh, thing is. But this is our image, our legacy image of what uh, what we believe our our military is. If you're gonna have a woman represent the military, what? This is the kind of woman you want to see in a video. <laughs> right? Isn't that what you want to see? Yeah. That's what you want to see in a in a. I want to see my Sarah Connor. Right, fucking, <laughs> that's who you want to see. Fucking blowtorch. <laughs> I don't mind women in the military if they're like this woman. Yeah, <laughs> and they are. Let me tell you, they are these. No, I'm saying yeah for sure, but I want that message. I want exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like you. Fuck with America. I'm yeah. a blowtorch. Right. Ass. Exactly. I'm going to get some hard pipe. <laughs> I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't want to see a Disney cartoon and la la. Dude. Yeah. yeah. A is misinformation. Because if you show that that little cartoon and you thinking that. You're signing to, up for this great service. Yeah. You're going to be sadly mistaken right. when the drill sergeant exactly. starts whipping your ass. You got to be understanding what you're signing up exactly. for. Exactly. You're signing up for for what we just presented with Sarah Connor getting Dude, shot. Dude, there's no-, no political correctness in war. <laughs> right. That all goes out the window. A bomb don't care whether you're gay, straight, black, white, they, them. It explodes Regardless, war (laughs) and IUD don't care about war means blood, guts, and casualties. Right. You ain't got time in your head to be fucking in La La Land. Mm. You have to be focused. Right. And you got to go there with the ultimate goal of winning. Right. 
No matter what. No matter what. No matter what. I mean, if you look in history and what we did in the Philippines during World War II, mm. you'll be like, no, this didn't happen. This didn't happen. But it did. Towns were wiped out completely. Wow. Almost like a genocide. I'm not condoning this, but this is what war is about. Right. But if you're signing up to the military because you saw this Disney film, you're going to quit halfway through. You're going to be like, no, I don't want to be here. I, I don't want to be here. Mm. You know, sort of re- uh, reminiscent of the Shawshank Redemption. Right. Fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Fire nose. Right. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. <laughs> Dude, but you see the Russians? Like, this is what we expect of you. Right. We're going to rough and tumble out there. Right. So continue playing the rest of this video. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to just share one other example of, of of somebody that they could have used for this kind of uh, uh, recruitment video. Uh, here's another example. I mean, there's plenty of them, but here, here's another one. Apologize to her. Excuse me? You heard me. Say you're sorry. Yeah, right. Come on, girls. Let's bounce. I'm telling you, that bitch is psycho. Those are the kind of women we want in the military. <laughs> this is from that movie, La... What was the name of this movie? Oh, I, no, I don't know. This is Michelle Rodriguez's Most Savage Moments. This is the name yeah, of... Yeah, I forget the name of this movie. <laughs> But yeah, someone like that, you know, like that. G.I. Jane. Or G.I. Jane. G.I. Jane. That's another one. Hey. So, I mean, we have. I don't care if you're G.I. Jane, G.I. Joe, G.I. They. Right. But you better be a G.I. You better be a G.I. <laughs> right. You better have an AK 47 and a blowtorch in the tacos. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right, exactly. You know, if you even if you have that uh Toma Cabron <laughs> You're gonna blow your ass up. I don't care what you are. Oh man. So uh let's uh, uh, re- uh review this uh video here. So I'm gonna play this uh, back on uh here. So obviously the Russians have a much stronger uh, uh, recruitment video. You think? Absolutely. It's because emotional self-control in a situation like this is key, or you're going to lose the message and screaming and the yelling. You know, when I went over to Bagram Air Base in my prior line of work, I was doing an advance for Barack Obama in Afghanistan. Bagram's in Afghanistan for the liberals listening. <laughs> the liberals. I will never forget. They brought in a 
Delta Force operator, and he was going to get, I believe he was going to get the Purple Heart from President Obama. They brought him in personally so he could do it right there in Bagram, which was nice for him to do that. I don't care if he was a Democrat or Republican president honoring our heroes in the military. is not a political issue. But the Delta guy came in, uh, the Delta operator, forgive me, he came in and um, he was talking to me and the military advance, the military advance was the Navy SEAL and the staff advance from the White House, who was, um, you know, not my kind of guy. And the staff advance looks at me and the Delta operator comes in and he has his, uh, his rifle, his, his pistol, his sidearm. He's ready. I mean, geared up. He's ready to go do what our Delta operators do. Be heroes and kill bad guys. He's out there on a job interview. Folks, have you ever seen that stare? That stone cold stare? Listen, after, you know, well over 15 years of my life in law enforcement, dealing with intelligence operators, military folks, SWAT operators, police officers, you get used to that stare. This Delta operator was not to be toyed with. He's not fucking around. Stared right through me. I don't mean it in a mean way. I mean in an age. Hmm. Your, your head is not up your ass. You are about to. You're, you're getting a medal. Mm-hmm. You know, Purple Heart, whatever the hell he was getting. Mm-hmm. But his mind is not on that right now. His mind is, I'm about to be deployed, and I'm about to whoop some ass. Right. This ain't no Disney cartoon. Right. Ain't no Aladdin coming out of a ma- no there genie. Is, there is no nothing Disney about war. Period. Nothing. Disney. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. But so, yet, that's the so, recruitment video that they gave us. It's a liberal. It's a lib. Believe it or not, it's a liberals like to do this. But it, it, again, we go back to this. It's not the fact that they're trying to recruit women or the fact that they're trying to recruit gay guys or whatever. It's the type of people that they're trying to recruit aren't those people right. that are staring through. It's not about recruiting through. women, not about recruiting LGBT, not about recruiting men. Right. It's about recruiting those people, those You're savages. Recruit- no. By way of those videos... Mm-hmm. You're going to recruit blobs. Right. These spineless blobs. Right. That are not prepared for this. They don't know what they're signing up for. Right. You're thinking service is like an office job or something. Yeah. You're not going to be there toting your typewriter. Right. Or your laptop. Not wow, typewriter. You know I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> or your laptop or your to- tablet. Toting your typewriter. <laughs> did, did, did they actually have to do that? Yes. <laughs> they walked around the yes, typewriter. Yes, they had it in a in a tactical uh, brief. Oh my god. And reporters on you know, on site in mm. in the front lines. They will pull out their typewriters and they're there, bombs above their heads, oh and they're my typing. God. But now you you see how I'm a dinosaur, right? <laughs> so you're not there. You're not going to be a desk jockey. 
you're not going to be there, you know, taking it easy. You know, it's like they make it seem, you know, you have a dream and all of a sudden you're a hero. No, <laughs> no. no. None of Absolutely it. Absolutely not. And if anybody listening wants to get an idea of what it's like to be in service, I highly recommend the Sean Ryan show. That guy goes and he sits down with military vets, goes over their service and what they've been through. These guys, these men and women out there, they've seen some things that you have to be aware of what you're signing up for. You know, you got to be of a certain mindset to join something of that nature. Right. You cannot be hanging out in the corner with your drawers coming out of your pants, uh, wearing chancletas and, and, and socks. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, the military is going to try to whip you into that into that machine mm -hmm. if you join. And most likely, if our military does their, or how the English saying, the military. <laughs> if the military does their job, right? Mm-hmm then you will become this cold-hearted killing machine. Right. But these videos are misleading. They're misleading. This is not a walk in the park. Right. Um, I have family members. I got friends. And boot camp alone, to survive that, it's no joke. Right. So this ain't a walk in the park. So anyhow. We digressed into this. We but digressed. The but the reason I bring this up is because you asked me what is the tie-in with 9-11. Mm -hmm. If we have another, God forbid, because believe it or not, this is not if, is when. That's exactly we right. We are targets. And, and that target is growing if, every day. And if we're relying on those, you know, PR videos that the liberals are trying to put out, we are doomed. Right. That's all I'm saying. Right. So let's continue. So, yeah. So um, here's some clips here. So I've been uh, going on a deep dive with 9-11, and there's uh, different perspectives. So, again, let's go back. This is... 8.47 NBC in the morning, 8.47 in the morning. Uh, as you saw, there was um, uh, there was an interview, and we, and we stopped it there because we were discussing about the emergency broadcasting system. And this is part one, right? So there's several things here that's worrisome. Part one, uh, one part is the recruitment for our military doesn't look good. Right. Part two is the emergency broadcasting system is not connected tech, uh, with with the things that we're using. It's not upgraded. Let's put it that way. It's not upgraded to the to today's level because there is no centralized uh, news that we could look to or that, you know, gets broadcast to all the streaming sites, right? So I mean, with, with my rant with this video, ChatGPT gave you an answer. Of what? About the emergency broadcast system? Yes. Is this town by town? 
state by state. The emergency alert system, EAS, in the United States is a nationwide alert and warning system that is coordinated at the federal level, but implemented and managed at both the federal and state levels. It is not only, it's not solely a state-by-state state issue, but rather a collaborative effort between federal government and individual states. Okay, so that means the state, the state and the feds work collaboratively. So in the case of an emergency... They both come together and say, yes, let's, let's send out. Theoretically. So in a Maui situation, the state supposed and the state and the Fed, the state's supposed to recognize it, the thing and the Fed is supposed to send out uh, the, the, the alert, I guess. But I guess in Maui, they have their own alert system because, you know, they're home to our military bases, our naval bases. So they have their own alert system apart from. The rest of us that are in the mainland. In the lower 48. Right, in the mainland. So, I mean, it would have to be Maui had both the alert system and had to notice the, the uh, their emergency. And I guess once they did, I don't know, I guess they talked to federal well, government. Obviously, it don't work because people died because right. of this. It didn't work. But that's my people point. People died. And then there were people trying to get out. And they said, no, you can't leave. Go back. But that's my point. That's my point. So now we don't know what to believe, right? We don't know where to go. We're not even going to get the warning message, right? I mean, and when 9-11 happened, we got no warning. As you can clearly see, we were watching uh, uh, an interview and... Oh, but wait a minute. Let's be fair. Mm. Let's be fair. When 9-11 happened, nobody thought in their wildest dreams that this was an attack. Well, you say that, but there was calls stating that that the planes were being hijacked. Ooh, yes. And that was way before. Let me, uh, I have a video here. Let me see if I can pull this up. Uh, uh, but uh, did they, 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 well, this is a long rabbit hole. <laughs> well, All I'm saying is we were not ready for the, like if it happens now, mm-hmm. I presume these guys are prepared. But would, back then, we just thought, oh, snap. Just like the way it happened in the Empire State Building accident, some dude crashed into the World Trade Center. Well, you would think that, but here, here's a, a air traffic control recording. Let's see. Uh, so let me play this. This is an air traffic now, controller see, recording. You see, this is where we're going to go down a rabbit hole. That will be here tomorrow at 6 a.m. Oh, <laughs> shit, I got to get to work. <laughs> because a lot of things don't make sense. Right. A lot of things. But Let me play this real quick. Let me play this because, like you said, you know, we had no, we didn't know. We thought, we didn't know what happened. We thought it was an accident or whatever. But this happened. Buddy. We have some claims. 
Stay quiet and you'll be okay. We're turning to the airport. And uh, who's trying to call me here? The freaking terrorists were trying to communicate to the people in the plane, and they called the nine. The, they called the, the the air traffic controller. They were thinking they were talking to the passengers in the back, like we're taking over the plane here. But but they they were talking to the air traffic controllers. And this is this is has this been fact checked? I mean, this is. Let me see. It's the first time I'm hearing of this. This is uh, WMUR TV. I believe so. Everything will be okay. If you try to make any moves, you danger yourself and the airplane. Let's stay quiet. Roger's weapon, Sergeant Powell. All right, Boston Center, TMU. We have a, a problem here. We have a hijacked aircraft. And remember, the Boston Center is the, the 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 plane was heading from Boston to wherever, and it got diverted to the World Trade Center. So this right. is before the planes hit. This is before. This is like eight o'clock ish before the planes hit, right? So if there, if the news story was gonna happen. Why didn't it happen here? But let's continue. Headed towards New York, and we need you guys to, we need someone to scramble some F-16s or something up there to help us out. Is this, is this real world or exercise? No, this is not an exercise manifest. Okay, hey, uh, hold on one second, okay? Yep. Hey, 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 seriously, What? What? What was that? Not real world. Real world hijack. Cool. Real? Where is it? You're hearing that? Uh, cool. Oh, shit. Cool. This is the people <laughs> that we put our lives. Oh, hijacking? Cool. That ain't cool. <laughs> These terrorists <laughs> caught us with our pants down. You know, there was a movie that I watched over the weekend with John Candy, that he's an air traffic controlman. Uh, it's like uh, summer vacation or mm-hmm. something like that. And and as is, he's an air traffic controller, he's like, "Oh, flight A one Juliet, you're clear to go at fifteen thousand feet." And then uh, a guy, <laughs> a guy from the airplane is like. Uh, air traffic controlman, are you trying to cream me? I, I'm here. And, oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, go back to 11,000 feet. Sorry. You know, you know that's a comedy, but this is live. This is an actual air. Tra- oh, oh, is this a test? Oh, oh, oh. cool, cool. And <laughs> and you see how, how 9-11 is so enigmatic and so ambiguous Mm -hmm. that thousands of conspiracy theories have sprung from this event. I think the crux and the key of all these conspiracy theories and why the government has just, you know, did a Roswell, New Mexico kind of a thing Mm -hmm. where they just don't speak about it anymore. Right. I think it's not that. I think they just fucked up. Well, that's it was, evident. It was just one big fuck up. That's evident. I mean, there's a whole. If you guys are interested, there's a a whole series 
on Vice. Now, Vice has become really woke, but since then, they did this series. It's called, um, while, uh, what is it called? While the Rest of Us while Die. While the Rest of Us Die. And it says specifically that the moments leading up to 9-11, there was alerts everywhere. There was like a flashing red light and every, there were like, terrorist attack is imminent, imminent. It's inbound. It's coming. It's coming. They were all, they they just didn't know where it was coming from, but they knew it was coming. That something was in. Something was brewing. Then the planes hit the towers, right? After the plane, after the first plane hit the tower, shouldn't it be protocol to down all planes to say, all right, no, no plane activity in the Manhattan area. Anything found within that area is our immediate red flag, no? Right. And where are these F-16s that they supposedly needed to spool up? Where did they? Where? Again, we were. Did you ever see F-16s in the air at all in Manhattan? Yeah, after the towers went down. I was seeing them all the time. What good is it then? <laughs> well, this is what I'm saying. What, what good I'm, is it then? What I'm saying is something went wrong. Well, but yeah, but so let me finish my thought process because I was leading to something. So they hit the building, right? The second plane had access, right? Somehow they, the second plane fell through, right? Oh, damn. We lost another one. But then the Pentagon, right? Now, the Pentagon has air defense missiles. Meaning, they can shoot planes from the ground at the Pentagon. Right. Where was that? Must I- After there was already a terrorist attack, where was that? And then, when they alert George Bush about the imminent attack... He continues reading to the kids? An upside-down book. Why? Uh, but then on top of that, I, I forgot who the the guy was that was in command. I think it was like maybe it was Donald Rumsfeld or somebody. But there was somebody at the Pentagon that when the plane hit, it was his job. He was supposed to be in charge of overseeing this whole retaliation and securing America. But what was he doing? He was rescuing people out of the Pentagon. He he basically what the vice said, he basically took a uh, $30 billion uh, system and flushed it down the toilet when he opted, instead of going to Air Force One, and doing what he's supposed to do and be the, because the, everybody, all the military, they're looking for their orders. Right. For and he, from him, from him. And he's just there, you know, helping people, survivors in the Pentagon. Granted, I understand you want to do your service, but your service is to America, not, you know, and they had, they had training. They had all this stuff specifically for this purpose and he just flushed it down the toilet. 
So all this preparedness and and things that we had in place was for nothing because they didn't use any of it. And this is why so many conspiracy theories have stemmed because my mother always used to say, and she still says it, don't blot out the sun with your finger. Mm. It ain't going to happen. Right. Right? They start making up shit. Right. Like, for example, I'm a big proponent that the terrorists, they were armed to the teeth when they got onto that plane. Probably. Yeah. They want you to believe that they hijacked the plane with fucking box cutters. It's just so, so many right things. there, a ridiculous lie. Just admit it. We fucked up. Right. These guys got guns on board. Right. I don't know who's responsible, but we fucked up. Right. Oh, we let these planes hit. We fucked up. Right. We were we drilled so many so many times for this situation. But when the time came, we fucked up. Right. There's something to be said to admit when you fuck up. But they will never do that. They will never do that. So So from there, all these conspiracy theories, which I believe some of them, because... Continue, because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. All right, so let's go all the way back now. So, again, we were watching this interview. This is the thing that... So, there's no emergency broadcasting system. The people in the military... I mean, it's there, but we didn't use it. Well, no, no, I'm saying saying today, right? The emergency broadcasting system... That's a good point. What, What I mean, they did have news breaking news coverage so i guess in that way the emergency broadcasting system you know kind of was functioning at that point you know because the news it was everybody even the schools you know we all got the message so that worked you know but so they first of all today we don't have the emergency broadcasting an updated emergency broadcasting system we don't have you know gotta be careful gotta be careful with what you say I'm being, updated. I'm, I'm being a Joe Madison. This uh. is my show. <laughs> um, there is something in place. There is something in place. Uh-huh. It's just that it hasn't caught up to the technology we have today. For example, streaming services. You could you could be right. You know. All kinds of shit can be going on, but you're streaming and you don't know. Right. And if your cell phone is off, you're fucked. The only people that are going to get this information are the people that are still subscribed to cable. To cable. Which is a dwindling number if it even exists anymore. But, so, the system is... is antiquated. Broke, antiquated. Um, the... The military is not properly equipped with the right personnel, apparently, because they're improperly Again, recruited. You gotta be careful. The propaganda in the in the recruiting video is one thing. 
I believe we are prepared in I the military. Know. The the transgender uh, high of, um, military officials that we have don't make me feel very, very secure. Uh, <laughs> that's unfair. That's unfair. It doesn't make me feel very secure. That's a little bit unfair. It doesn't make me. I feel mean, secure. if they if they went through the training, they should be prepared. We should be prepared. You think? You would think. Um, but again, it's so, a little harsh. A little harsh. But I know where you're coming from. Right. Continue. So, and then we we have all these things going on simultaneously. So if there was, God forbid, an attack, it would be, I mean, worse than 9-11. I mean, any attack would be. We would be so caught off guard. It would hurt us uh, leaps and bounds more than 9-11 could, did. Because 9-11 hurt us financially, too. It hurt us financially, economically. It hurt the nation. It hurt us in a war. It hurt us a lot. You know, what they could, the damage they could do now, I mean, it's insane. But let's get, let's go, let's go back real quick. Because I want people to understand, especially for those people that are younger, the Gen Z, the 18-year-olds, the younger ones that maybe didn't live through this, didn't see this firsthand. But check out how the – because as you saw, the air traffic controller noticed that there was a hijacking before the planes hit the, right. the towers. Now, this is the news reporting on it. Good morning, everybody. I am Jane Hansen in the News Channel 4 uh, studio this morning to bring you some news. We are looking at a picture now of the World Trade Center, and we have an eyewitness on the telephone who tells us that he has seen an airplane crash into the World Trade Center. His name is Tony Arrigo. He is on East 12th Street. Tony, can you please tell us what yes, you witnessed? Yes, I can tell you what happened. I was taking the garbage out of the building when we heard this roaring engines coming. We looked up, and there was a plane. Next thing you know, we heard boom. We ran up to the corner and hit right into the World Trade Center. Tony, can, Center. can you tell us what Now, my first question is, why is NBC going to some guy on the street? Who is this guy taking out garbage on the street? Who is this guy? Well, he's an eyewitness. He's an eyewitness. But why aren't you getting the air traffic controller? or Why aren't you getting them? Well, again... Let's not be harsh. I'm saying all of those things. This is on the fly. I understand that, but I'm saying if if let's say you're the news, right? You hear that there's a plane crash. My first thought is, I mean, I don't know what kind of uh, uh, resources the news uh, these news uh, stations have, but I would assume that they could contact an air traffic air traffic controller. They did. I, right, but I would assume that would be your first. Well, you have to. You, you're gonna trust some guy on the street eyewitness over over an uh, air traffic controller. Wouldn't you rather hear that first? Well, they're doing all these things simultaneously. But this is like breaking uh, breaking news. This has just happened. I mean, let's 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 be real. A plane just hit the World Trade. Um. The air traffic controller didn't see that. 
He might see it and maybe um, he sees the radar, but he's not privy to it. Remember, right, they yeah. shut off the beacon. These things dropped off the, the radar. Right, but at least before you have how the... Is a, how is an air traffic controller going to know that it hit the, the World Trade if this thing just stopped? No, but you, but obviously, obviously it the, the building's on fire. First call to the air traffic controller, what are they going to tell you? Well, we just got a report of a hijacking. Right? Right. Then you come out breaking news. There was a plane that had been hijacked and crashed into. Well, this is the thing. When the plane, when Tower 1 hit, the news, all networks, did not know this was a terrorist attack. They thought it was an accident. But that's what I'm saying, because they didn't call the air traffic controller. They did, but the air traffic controller himself did not know for sure that this was. You see, there's that. That right there is, is, is funny business. And there's, there's, a there's chain, funny business Because you're asking them for the, we got to spool the F-16s, and you're not sure if it's a. Well, there's things that are classified. <laughs> You know, when you're an air traffic controller and something of this nature happens, you're just not going to talk to a reporter like, oh, yeah, yeah. there's a chain of command. So So he can't speak. You can't give the details of what's going on, but you can't say that it was a a hijacking. As a matter of fact, fact, and I was privy to this, Uh they're instructed, don't say a fucking word. And the reason I know this, I was a manager of 7-Eleven. The first day of me being, and look, this is just a maggot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Un gusano, Uh you know, managing a 7-Eleven. The first thing the franchisee told me was something happens here. A robbery, an accident, somebody gets killed in the parking lot, somebody gets killed inside the store. Don't say a word. Don't say a word until you call 7-Eleven corporate and let them handle it. You don't say a word. Like, okay. So this is in a 7 Eleven. Imagine an air traffic controller where right now an airplane just slammed into. What you can't. So what? You leave the public guessing? Yes. Why? Yes. Why? Because let's just say the wrong thing, taking out a con. Okay, but let's just say. Let's just say that was a missile. Let's just say it was a missile, right? Because there's conspiracies to saying that there was a drone, right? Let's just say it was a missile. And the, so what? They The people in Ukraine, they don't get nothing? They don't get any information? Oh, don't don't say a word? Is that how it goes? Like, what do you, How do you correlate? Because 
Because what's going on in Ukraine is is a war, right? So if a, a missile gets flung into some guy's apartment building, what, do they not say a word? Uh, this is two different things. Well, my thinking, my thinking is this is an attack on America, right? This, at least, at least from, from, the, from the level high up. I understand up, where you're going with this. Uh-huh. But there's a chain of command. I understand that. And, but I'm saying you'll be stupid. You'll be dumb. If a reporter calls you and you're a controller uh-huh. for me to say, well, yeah, there, there was a hijacking. We were privy to a hijacking and we didn't do anything. And you know what? You asshole. Why did you speak? They're going to tell you, why did you say something? But, you, but, you, <laughs> you heaping hump but of life. But reporters do it all the time. They go, we have a, a, a source, you know, a, an unnamed source that there's... That unnamed source just fucked up. But they do it all the time. They do. But those people, they fucked up. There's, you got to let the proper people handle But But the... But, okay, but, but uh, uh, the, prop, the proper people... We already know that the that they're according to what we have Donald Trump and all these they're the swamp. We're gonna let the swamp take care of this. Well, now you're going. <laughs> now we're going all over the place. Well, no, well the proper people are the, the politicians. Word, the the word chain is, of command are the, the politicians. Word is that there is protocol. There's okay, a protocol with everything. But my my whole thing is my whole thing is that. If there's an attack, right? What they're gonna just let us stew in this attack? No, there should be something in place, right? It, why couldn't that's they just? That's not the reporters. It's not the reporters' responsibility. It's to be somebody has the the button for the emergency broadcast system, and this their responsibility to do what they have to do. It ain't the re- the reporter, yeah. If he can get the guy to say something, well, you know what? His pay his pay grade just went up. But, but don't the, count but on a reporter. Don't all these news uh, 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 organizations have CIA within their midst anyway? That's a stretch. I uh, do. I have to look it up. So that's yes. a pro- all right. All right. Let's see. That's a stretch. All right. Let, let's let's just uh, do a quick uh, search here. Uh, how, uh, let's see, uh, do news organizations, uh, have CIA agents in them? Let's just see. (laughs) I'm going to use, uh, Google's, um, the Central Intelligence Agency CIA organization works with other agencies on complex issues, including counterintelligence and counterterrorism. The CIA is known for having selective and intense hiring process. Uh, doesn't say anything about. Let's see here. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Um, that there were several CIA agents in news. Uh, let me see. Uh, just give me one second, folks. I'm just uh, looking something up on the fly. Give me one second. 
Please sit tight and hold on to your pence and quid. Pablo Morado is found it. Operation Mockingbird. Okay. All right. What is Operation Mockingbird? Operation Mockingbird is an alleged large-scale program of the United States Central Intelligence Agency that began in the early years of the Cold War and attempted to manipulate domestic American news media organizations for propaganda purposes. According to Deborah Davis, Operation Mockingbird recruited the leading American journalists into a propaganda network and influenced the operations of front groups. CIA support of front groups was exposed when April, when an April 1967 Ramparts article reported that the National Student Association received funding from the CIA. Uh, I'll put this on screen there for, for people because I'm not making this up here, folks. Look it up. Operation Mockingbird. In the 1975 Church Committee, congressional investigations revealed agency connections with journalists and civic groups. So the CIA is in bed with the journalists. So... They could the journalists and the CIA are right there. What is the what, what is the the block? You can just go to your CIA guy and say what's going on here. The CIA guy tells you the redacted version. You say these words here, leave these things out, and that's it. That takes time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that but that takes time. Yeah, and, but you but, and, but and, you'd rather hear from some and, some guy taking out garbage on the yeah, street. Yeah, because a guy that takes it, <laughs> that's taking out garbage in the street does not have to follow the protocol. Yeah, but I mean, why have saw, him there? And he saw it. <laughs> but why have this whole why why have CIA there? Why have all these things? Why have the news organizations? Because you know what? The president shows up Guess where the president you campaigns make, on? You make the it, news. You make it very easy. You make it seem like I'm, no, you're I'm making uh, it seem like this is easy as pumpkin pie. I'm saying and if there's what, an attack. And that's not with an M. That's with an M. <laughs> pumpkin. Pumpkin, pumpkin I'm, pie. I'm saying if there's is, an attack, right? You're just not going to like. They're, not gonna, they're basically what you're. What, okay, we're I'll, just, I'll give you an scenario. Uh-huh. The attack happens. You're a reporter, you're, you're an anchor, whatever it is you're in the media. You go to your source of the CIA, right? You know what that dude is going to tell you? But why? The CIA is there for us. And the key word in that statement that you read is alleged. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Alleged. Fine. Let's let's you get make, the FOIA request. You make it seem very easy. If it were that easy, we wouldn't have these questions that we have today. But is it is it? Is it? Is it that because it's too easy? There's a lot of bureaucracy involved with everything. But why? Because that's to that's how the you know, Washington this is how they work. But does that service us? What service it does that do? service us? All we, all New Yorkers that wound up doing was scrambling for their lives, not knowing what the hell is going on. Again, 
It's a problem that has to be fixed. It was a ter- it was a terrorist attack, and gratefully, it was just that. It wasn't like a military insurgency. But you're asking, you're asking. But my my question is, what is we the, don't what, have we what's don't, to stop Russia throwing lobbing bombs in New York, sending their U boats and bringing them in, and we would what what New Yorkers what what do we do? What we get no we get nothing we get oh. Sh- Protocol bureaucracy. You don't get to know shit until Jai is too late. No, the they bombs. Have, they have a script for that. They have a script. For what that. script? What? what have a, why didn't they pull out a script for the script, for nine eleven that we saw on on TV? Uh-huh. That's the script. They go to some Joe Blow. Oh, I saw the the military. I was pulling out my garbage and I saw Russians come out into. But dude, <laughs> you you're bringing out one incident. I was there. I was seeing TV. There were hundreds upon hundreds of reports. There was a guy taking out the garbage. There was a lady on top of the roof. I saw it. But that's was, what I, but, they have all these panels, all these serious people they pull out. Oh, now we have on uh, on our show, we got um, Anacleto and Joe Blow and, and so And you see them there with their tie like, they're experts. But my, my whole thing is... There were hundreds of all that shit that, going that, on. Yeah, but that's all... That's all for nothing. <laughs> that's like the same thing as the as the um, uh, the submarine explosion. Right? All hullabaloo. Oh, what if these people are going to live or die? Or Meanwhile, they knew they were dead day one. Moments after. Well, there you go. This but that's is made what, what's, for what, ratings. Right. What the, good the, is it then? The news is not beholden. The, the news is doesn't. The, <laughs> what good is it asking, then? You're asking of these people to, to do their job to report that's on their, that's not, on the news. That's not their job. Their job is to make money. <laughs> you're asking these people to do the right thing. Oh, that God for oh God forbid you're you do the right thing. You're asking for oh, these people my God. to actually to actually care. <laughs> oh, oh my! I I apologize. I realize that asking people to care what about is, what is George, what does George Carlin say? They don't give a shit. They about don't give you. a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. Right. And that that's my point, you know. They don't care, and they, and they didn't care. This is, again, if this is a terrorist attack of like, of some ragtag uh, Al Qaeda group, which we're gonna find out it wasn't just them, um, because uh, uh, there's uh, actual proof pointing to Saudi Arabia's funding and involvement in nine eleven. Saudi Arabia planned this. Allegedly. Saudi Arabia planned this. Allegedly. They planned this. Allegedly. Saudi Arabia planned this. Allegedly. <laughs> For what reason is that? I don't know. But they funded and planned this. There's, 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 I'm going to pull out. I'm going to pull out. Dude, you don't have to convince me. I've known this. <laughs> But you know why? Why are we the whole I mean, petrol dollar is George Bush and the Saudi prince were like like me and like me and 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 the 
and the warlock. <laughs> you see them. Do you see them having dinner, going up and down escalators? Right, like uh, like uh, Donald Trump and Putin. <laughs> right. <laughs> but okay, so uh, here, uh, I mean, I guess that we're gonna be beating a dead horse here. But just just so for the people that are listening and watching here, let me play a little bit of the morning of September but 11th. Before you do, I'm getting questions. Since when do I use glasses? <laughs> since when since when do I use spectacles? <laughs> since I turned 50 and now my vision is shit. Mm. I could see um a fly on a sign like a mile away f- from me, but when I'm close everything is like gibberish. So these mm. are reading glasses actually. For you guys that are asking Yes, I'm old, and now I need reading glasses. <laughs> On a sidebar with that, uh, I heard that um, it's a good practice for you to look at things up close and look at things real far. Just just con- like try to focus on things real far because you're like actually exercising your muscles in oh, your Oh, yeah, eye. who told you this? How do we believe it? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, what is it good for? <laughs> So yeah, you can keep your eyesight, coño. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> oh man! Um. So yeah, I, I'll play this. Uh, uh. I mean, I know we are. Uh, it is gonna sound ridiculous. We're sounding a little ridiculous, you know, going back and forth here. But you know, and and we're laughing, and we don't want to make light of what actually happened because we were there. We had family in, in around in the area. I mean, luckily we had nobody die in the in the tragedy. But you know, I knew one person, um, that that fell in the in in World Trade. So I mean, this is this is a tragedy, and we don't mean to be, you know, making light of it. But you know, this is the thing. You know, the, the like you said, the bureaucracy of the whole thing opens the door for conspiracies because then we don't we never know the truth. Not the day of, not many years later, and we're now twenty three years, twenty two years later, and still we're we're deliberating what the actually happened. Nobody and and same thing with JFK. You know, they're still de- uh, debating on what actually happened. And is what is the 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 bureaucracy and the protocol is that we never get to know. Then what is the what is the purpose of this government that we suppose? Because newsflash, you work for us, motherfucker. You work for us. Yeah, you know, you know, we pay you, not the other way around. How do we how do we say you know what? You know, because if if we pay, if if they're our employee, how do we fire them? How do we, the people, have the ability to fire these people? You want to hear what they would tell you? What? Well, that's why we have a, a voting system in, in, in our society. You vote them out. You know what? You know what I think we should do? We, uh, we should do a... Careful. 
Careful, Orange Warrior is about to get banged for four months okay, in jail. Okay. A, a, a peaceful, a peaceful throwing these people out. You know, you literally grab them by the chair and throw them out of this damn Senate. Careful. <laughs> uh, I mean, what else? What else to do? What else do we do? What else do we do? I'm going to take the fifth on that because Orange Warrior is about to get banged for four, <laughs> four months in federal prison. What? He's spending four? He's actually spending four months in federal prison uh, for this? He, the verdict was supposed He has a potential of doing some hard time or four months in federal prison for just being there. Not partaking of anything else. For just having his body in the vicinity. Now, isn't that ridiculous? Absolutely. <sighs> All right. Uh, again, we, we've been teasing this clip enough, so I, I'm just going to play this here. Uh, and you were right. There were several, you know, news. There were several broadcasts that were going on. It wasn't just Channel 4. But if you were watching Channel 4 that morning, this is what you were watching. Now check this out here. Kind of an airplane is it? It had to be a 737. It had to hit the World Trade Center. It was a big, big plane. Okay, and what do you see at this point? Oh, smoke and screaming and uh, I mean screaming engines and all the fire and police departments are all, all traveling down that way. Oh my God Almighty! The black smoke all over the place. I hope nobody. There's got to be somebody killed in it and pulled people and went to work. Well, Tony, we don't have any confirmation from any officials of this happening. Just repeat again. You were walking. You were just going outside. Was, Why weren't there any confirmation from any officials about this when they knew their traffic controllers knew that there was a hijacking? Why couldn't they give some a scrap something? Well, again, this is what happens when. when I understand you can't give away sources and methods. No, and I understand what you're saying, but what I'm saying is, this is what happens when the red tape and the bureaucracy of the government and of the powers that be, things go by the wayside, and we are the victims of it. And that's what that's what I'm getting at. You know, things go by the wayside and it's it's just like the Vice documentary. While the rest of us die, they're protecting themselves. They're protecting themselves. They they're doing a lot of things behind the scenes. And that that whole for themselves first. Right. And a book that that goes deep into this is uh Raven Rock. Um Forgot the name of the author. I'll, I'll look it up. But uh, Raven Rock is a, is a whole book um, that goes into how the United States failed us on 9-11. And what they were actually doing was protecting their own asses yeah, throughout this whole thing. They do that all the time. They did. And by the way, this is not the first. This is not the first time at the rodeo. They did it. With the bombing of Pearl Harbor, they did the same fucking thing. And the same thing they with JFK. Called them, they called them up and said, bro, uh, now I'm paraphrasing. Mm -hmm. Yo, dude, <laughs> there is a fleet of Japs on the way to the United States. 
Yeah, on the way to Hawaii. I can see in a military man go, yo, bro, there's a fleet. <laughs> Dude, intelligence tells us they're about to do something heinous in Hawaii. Right. Be aware. Tell the people. And what did the president say? Which I believe was Roosevelt. Mm. Let it happen. Let it happen. Wow. Gives us an excuse to go to war. (laughs) And this is not, you know, okay, it is alleged because I, everything with me now is Mm. alleged. Uh Unless I'm there in the room and I hear it from your lips. Mm -hmm. I don't believe anything anymore. But allegedly he was like, let it happen. Yeah. You know, what? Yeah, let it happen. And essentially, what you just said there, that book, Raven Rock, and all this information I've been looking into, essentially the same thing happened here. They knew this was coming, and they were like, let it happen. We want to go into Iraq, and we need a reason, an excuse to get in there. So, no, I could see, I could see this happening. Hello? Yeah. Are you so-and-so in World Trade Center 1 and World Trade Center 2? Uh-huh. Uh, just hit the on switch on the wall. Excuse me, sir? You see that switch next to you There's it says on and off? Put it on. Thank you. <laughs> he just activated the bombs. That well, were in place for a long time. A long time. A long time. Just waiting. Right. Like, when are they going to bomb us, for the Christ's right. sake? The, the, they bomb the basement. They're like, Gornio, this is not going to work. Ah, you know we got to bomb the whole building. That's how you do it. Because you know what? I've been thinking about something. Now, for everybody who's listening, I am not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> I'm not. But you think about it. You got the tallest skyscraper, one of the tallest skyscrapers in the world, Mm -hmm. right? If these things fall, for whatever reason, an earthquake or whatever whatever Mm. it is, these things topple down and they fall like this. You know the damage that thing can do? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like a tree. So you'll be like... You know what? Just in case there's a potential of these things toppling over, let's have things in place where we implode them. <laughs> Don't you think that it I makes guess, sense? I guess. I guess. So yeah. they were like, you know what? It's like a like di- a self destruct button. Yeah, yeah. Like you, you, you see a uh, you. Sh- and now I'm like Joe Madison. This is my show. This is my show. They will help you kill yourself. <laughs> so anyway, what I'm trying to say is, it's like, you you, you know, a horse breaks his leg. Mm. And you're like, that horse is trash. Right. Kill it. The same 
concept can be put on these these tall skyscrapers. Right. This is probably that we don't know that, but this is probably something embedded in all buildings of that height. Nah, that might something, be. That something might happens. Be. Well, the building is trashed, imploded. You know, we got to get an architect in here. <laughs> I wonder how hard is it to you know get how an many architect. Architects and engineers say. Well, like a skyscraper architect, somebody has built I've, one. I, I've, I've seen. It's like it is impossible that these buildings fell the way they did. Just by those airplanes. This is a controlled explosion. Oh, yeah. So it dawned on me. Holy shit. This might be, like you said, the self-destruct button. For instances, just like this. Instead of that sucker going like this and and creating, you implode them. Now, another. That, the Chicago uh, Towers mm-hmm. might have it. Right. The Patronus Towers in in Malaysia might have it. Mm. It's just something that's built in. They don't tell us about it, but it's something that is just built in. That could be. That could be. Another conspiracy that they say about these uh, buildings is that a directed energy weapon was used. Now, I'm wondering, because we, now with Maui, you know, we, we learned that because at the time of 9-11, we had directed energy weapon was a new concept. I mean, we had no idea what, what kind of abilities or capabilities our military had. But uh, what if, what if, I mean, I don't know. Were the buildings around in that area, were there any blue buildings in that area? That's a good question. I wonder. What was that? I don't know. Maybe it was a directed energy weapon. <laughs> Put up my channel. Don't, don't, don't cripple me with my soundboard. <laughs> I thought that was uh, uh, unintentional. <laughs> um, so... Uh-uh. <laughs> you know that directed energy weapon if it's true if it's true if it's true let me tell you something the world that we know of cuz it te- cuz look at what they did to if if if, if they claim that um this was done in Maui and the the um all the all the um buildings are basically were reduced to rubble right and the rich people were out of nowhere painting their homes blue right so i but mean can, can those we, are the only, that and building 7 but can we put a period yeah at the end of the 911 <laughs> so that we can move on <laughs> yeah. Did you want to show something else in reference I, 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 to that? I, I, I did. So I just wanted to give another little, like, uh, excerpt here. So it, it, let me put a little bit more here. Because I wanted to show people exactly how it unfolded. Because my, my, my research into this, I was very surprised. Because, I mean, I lived through it. But I was very surprised on how, how little we knew 
within this is a two hour video, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the first two hours of this. We we literally knew virtually nothing. And then what was for, if you're watching Channel Four, like if you just left it on Channel Four, you would be you would know literally nothing after two hours of watching this because first you have you know you have um let's see what time is it here uh so this is already at uh let's see uh you're at nine o'clock right so nine o'clock you know the, and officials the that have raced to this scene we do not know um in terms of injuries or fatalities we have absolutely no information about that at this point in time all we can tell you is that something has obviously crashed into the World Trade Center and our eyewitnesses have told us it was an airplane of some sort. There have been some reports it might have been a 737. Others have told us it could be a... Sidebar here. Another, uh, in my research, mm. one of my other things that I was like intently looking for, and, I, and I, I ask you to do the same, and in the weeks coming, if you're watching, and we have people here that said, well, Zelt Valdez, BTW... Uh, said, I, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, because you uh, commented and you're a part and watching, you are a... Uh, let me pull it up here for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate all your comments. So if you're watching this, you know, from this... From this uh, if you're watching Channel Four, you really get to—you really don't know what really is happening. You know, you really get nothing. All you know right now is that some uh, a plane or something hit the building, and then as you're watching, oh, uh, a medium-sized uh, jet. I got of sidetracked. Some... I, I wanted to say one of the things I've been looking for, and and I implore everyone to uh, to to look out for, is for UFO activity, because we now learned. That they use natural to da- disasters to scoop up souls. Mm-hmm. So I've been intently As a, looking in these videos for any sign of UFO activity that might corroborate a directed energy weapon. Maybe you know if there's a UF, if there's any UFO that might be you know a U it could be plausible that they have. Directed energy weapons on these UFOs, and believe it or not, you know there's a lot of there's. I don't know how true it is because nowadays you can't. But there was some footage that I've seen where there was like some UFO activity right before the towers were struck. Mm. Matter of fact, there's footage of this woman. And that very same morning on a helicopter, she's like, you know, she's there um, artfully taking photos mm. of the of the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers. And she sees something peeking out. She's like, what is that? She tells her, I think it was her boyfriend on the, on the helicopter. Mm. Are you seeing this? And they see this thing like coming out. Out of the back of the World Trade Center, and then it just—you see the video because her boyfriend is um, while she's taking photos, her boyfriend is taking videos from the helicopter, mm-hmm. and you see this thing just like, and it leaves a trail of smoke, and it just goes straight up. 
Interesting. So there was like a, again, I believe, I believe that 9-11 is one of the most interesting events that has happened to the United States because there are so many elements, so many stories to the point Donald Rumsfeld the day before says there's a we are just noticed there's a million I think there's a missing one trillion dollars missing yep and the next day yep the towers go down we're supposedly maybe where these million trillion dollars might have been might have been Yes, yeah, so that's one. Building seven is another one. Building seven, the BBC, right? Mm-hmm. Reporter is yapping seven minutes, right? She's like, "Yeah, we're, we're, we're let me get a good British accent. <laughs> we're here in." <laughs> 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 Come on, uh, we're, 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 gotta get your quid on. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get my cogni on. <laughs> we're here in front of Building Seven, <laughs> and it just went down. It just just gone down, you know. It's just gone down. She's got. She's there, yapping about this building going down for seven minutes. Yeah. And the building is still standing up. Right. Half an hour later, the building goes down. That's right. Half an hour later. Later. She was talking about it as if it, they just fell. Right. And I have the footage here. Let me see. For those that are you. Now, more uh, on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago. Okay, now, now, now I'll get my, my, my British. <laughs> a a, a building has, has collapsed. Only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during uh, this morning. Of, uh, just an area completely closed off as the rescue workers try to do their job. But this isn't the first building that um, has suffered as a result. We know that part of the Marriott Hotel next to the World Trade Center also collapsed as a result of this huge amount of no, falling is, debris. I don't think this particular, let me see, I, I have another it video. It might be that one. It is this video, but it doesn't uh, highlight for the audience which one is Building 7. Because so, the ones, the one that, uh, and I learned this from Jesse the Body Ventura. Mm, I learned that one. Yeah, he has. Uh, he that, says she's. He was talking in the intro. A, he's talking. A, she's talking about it. The building is still standing behind yep. her. Yep. And half an hour later, the building falls. Right. So, the reason for us talking about this is that we could we could do fifty podcasts on the anomalies. Of nine eleven, they're everywhere. There are p. There, there's anomalies where troops were 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 seen extracting something from the from the lower levels of the of the World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say it was gold. Mm. The missing one trillion dollars, the UFOs seen beforehand. 
the strange implosion. The one I know of where people in Jersey City, this lady that lives in Jersey City, and I think she lives in North Bergen. That's North Bergen, right? It's right by the water, Mm -hmm. North Bergen. Mm -hmm. She hears a commotion at 6 o'clock in the morning. She's like, what the hell is going on? She lives in a, I think it's a a, a five-floor walk-up. Mm-hmm. She opens the door. She sees a whole bunch of people with beach chairs going to the to the roof. And she's like, what the hell? It must be. She's, she thought in my, most of these people were Pakistani in the building that she was mm. living. She figures, oh, it must be a holiday for them. It must be Ramadan okay. or something. A couple hours later, they hear a, yeah, yeah, people cheering. She's like, what is this? Evidently, what they were cheering is they were seeing the planes Mm. into the tower. So they knew this was going to happen. How did they know? I don't know. Mm. But these are all the different anomalies that you can contribute to this event. And there's more. There's, there's a lot hundreds more. of more. There's a lot more. And I'm I'm a, I'm trying my best cuz we're we're getting into hour 2 here. So I'm trying my best to get to get as much of it uh, out in the in the next few minutes. So again, we're going back to this clip. I just wanted people to see this cuz again, this is N- uh, NBC. This is uh leading up to the second plane, right? So watch how this happens. Watch how so this um and again we had a gentleman tell us that I he was that. simply taken out. And, and uh, again, well, we're looking for UFOs. And, and again, and the, what what is what is going on? What's that? U.S. boiled or hot boiled water of, for drinking ice, brushing teeth, which discard all food products using tap water from three p. What? What? Public safety. We were talking about the, the emergency, emergency broadcast, broadcast system. system. And here we have public safety alert. Use boiled or bottled water for drinking, ice, brushing teeth, washing dishes, and food prep until further notice. Discard, discard all food products using tap water from after 3 p.m., 9-12-23. What? Show that on screen for everybody to see. I want to uh, put you. There it goes again. Put it. I don't see it. Get it close up there. There There you go. go. Public safety alert. Per SPFLD water, use boiled or uh, Springfield or per Springfield water. Use boiled or bottled water for drinking ice, uh, brushing teeth, washing dishes, and food prep. Discard all what's in our, oh, my God, what's in the water? Uh, I don't know, but something just. What's in the water? Something just happened. Live on the cast. Live on the cast. We are. That's scary. And, and, uh, oh, my 
and something happened to our water supply, what could that be? Um, do me a favor. Go on. Go we on. boiled rice for we we had. Oh man, let's, that was after three. Oh man, let's see what happened. Um, well, <sighs> we gotta we gotta find this out right now. Yeah, Springfield. Breaking news in the Pyramid Podcast. Wow. And we were talking about the emergency broadcast system. And here it is. If it wasn't because of our cell phone, we how would, would we know? Yeah. And I, uh, luckily, we have that. Wow. Unbelievable. That's scary. Something's in our water supply? Let's see. Let's see what the hell is going on. Oh, my God. And I wonder, did anybody... I got people here on... Uh, on Instagram, I also have Willie DJ uh, watching. I hope he's still watching, dude. Did you get an emergency broadcast on your on your phone? Please let us know because we just got one on ours. Uh, this is the Pyramid Podcast contacting Willie DJ. Can you please let us know? <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I want to know scary. we were the only ones. Uh. Water surface water service disruption reported in Springfield. Sewer Commission is informing customers of water. Oh, okay, I got something here. The WWLP. Uh, I will put it up here on screen. It says boil water in order to affect an uh, boil water order in effect in both Springfield and Ludlow due to main water break. Uh, it says uh, boil water is in effect in both Springfield and Ludlow with Springfield Public Schools closed on Wednesday as a result. Wow. So this just happened. So our water, so the water main. Flash flooding that occurred busted the water main. It says the communications manager of the Springfield Water and Sewer Commission says they discovered the source of the problem at the distribution distribution center in springfield and but check this out this when did this go this went on 11 4 p.m and we're getting we're getting the emergency alert now well you know this bureaucracy <laughs> and, the, <laughs> That's what and the red tape this is the this is what i'm this is exactly what i'm talking because we, we already ate from from like we could have been already been drinking this water or whatever. From Be eleven o'clock, what this you say the red tape and you know from eleven o'clock this yes, morning yes. to eleven p.m. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> this is the crux of our situation. If you're gonna do an emergency broadcast, dude, don't do it ten hours later. <laughs> I mean, what come on. What did they on. have to do, prove? Like, they have, like, <laughs> they have, like, the, the, the local uh, schlep. Uh, drink this water. Let's see what happens. <laughs> oh, he died. Fine. Let him ever... <laughs> Let everybody know he died. He died. He died. He died. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, if you're in the Western Mass area in our region, uh, boil the water. Boil the water. But my, my, my whole thing... And I just want to give a shout Should we out. Should boil our, our bathing water? Mm, I don't know. What does that do with that? I have no idea. 
Oh, man. But I just want to give a shout out to my peoples watching me on, because I'm on Instagram now. Okay. I have my my boy, my cousin, who I love very much, uh, Johnny. Thank you for watching. And I also got my another childhood cousin that I also love very much, uh, Mr. DJ Talentino. Uh, you could watch us and see what we're seeing. If it you, sounds like you're mentioning a bunch of Bogolongo. <laughs> yes. And hopefully they heard that. Um, if you go to my Facebook page or um, if you go to X and type in, what is it? Uh, what is our handle? The on Pyramid. You go to X and you type in The Pyramid or you go to my Facebook page and go to my profile and there should be a, a button there where it's live, and you can see us live there as well. Or make it easier, you go to thepyramidshop.com, hit the live button, and you'll see everything that Pablo and myself are talking about and viewing. Right. So going back. Yeah, so let's go back here. So I, we've been trying to get this clip out, so I just wanted to show people but what. But again, uh before we go to the clip, we just we're talking about the emergency broadcast network, and here it is. In and effect. we have right now got a message through our cell phones <laughs> that our water should be boiled right. and do not consume it. They knew about this since eleven o'clock this morning, and now is when we're getting the alert. Right. So what I want to say is. If you're in New York, you're in Pennsylvania, if you're in Maryland, you're in Florida, did anybody else get a water, a water warning? Mm. Because why? the reason I asked that, I don't trust these motherfuckers. Something's they could going say, on. They could say it's a water main break, but maybe it's something else. Mm. I just want to... Dot my eyes, cross my T's. If you guys got something on your phone, please let us know. So, yeah, I mean, this is a crazy breaking news. But uh, going back and trying to get this uh, clip out since we started this cast. So here again, um, this is the World Trade Center. Uh, this is or leading up into the second plane. We had a, a gentleman tell us that I he was. That. Oh, so another thing I wanted to point out is. Over here, I don't know if these were bolts or something, but there was some kind of uh, something in this in this region here. Some sort. Um, and again, we had See, a, a gentleman a tell us that they he was that. simply taken What's out that? the garbage and... Um, yeah, I can talk. And, like uh, a helicopter. I don't know what that and, was. And that he looked up in the sky and he saw this happen. And of course, there was a lot of shock and uh, a lot of sadness from the people who looked up into the sky and witnessed this just a short time ago. You can see we have, we have uh, Chopper 4 is now on the scene. April and Monica, what can you tell us from your vantage point? Well, what from we, we can see right here as we were coming up the Hudson River, we can see thick black smoke indicating the fire is still going on right now in the World Trade Center. For as far as the eye can the see, and you can tell right here at the top of this tower, there's a huge gaping hole, flames still inside, thick black smoke 
still coming out. We have not been able to see what, if any kind of an aircraft, is inside the building. This is the best vantage point right here. And as you can see, just a huge gaping hole throughout the entire side of this tower right now. April, uh, can you uh, can you see down to the street to see what might be going on down there? Are there signs of of uh, the people that have evacuated the building? Um, what what Pause can it. you tell? Can you now you see that huge gaping hole? Mm -hmm. If I were to tell you what made that huge gaping hole, the last thing from your mind would be an airplane. That looks kind of small for an airplane to disappear through. It does look. I was trying to look for the airplane shape of it all. It doesn't seem I, I, like the the up and like the width, the girth of it to me. It seems a little bit big. I don't like know. The girth of it seems bigger because I've seen footage of the airplane, the airplane wings and all. Uh huh. Disappeared, disappeared right into into it. the building uh -huh. and never exited. Right. How in the fuck does that happen? I, I don't. I don't know. Now you want to hear? Want to hear? A, 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 believe me if you want. Uh -huh. I frankly don't give a damn if you believe me or not. One, I'm going to give you the whole load today. <laughs> yes, I am. give you the whole load. A year, I would say a year and four months from 9-11, mm -hmm. I was having dinner with my wife at Windows of the World. And what was that, in the South Tower or the North Tower? Wow, that's a good question because I don't remember. Mm. I know it was a top of the World Trade. Of the World Trade. The famous restaurant. Mm. I went there for my 10th anniversary. And we had a beautiful dinner at Windows of the World. We had a great North time. Tower. North Tower. It's the North Tower. Okay. At the end of our dinner, we get up. I mean, I went all out this day. Mm -hmm. I got a limo ride. Oh, I, wow. It was a, you know, Ernesto as his, at his best. <laughs> so as we're about to exit, we stand up. We look out into the distance, right? Mm -hmm. Way up top of the World Trade because that's where the restaurant was. Mm -hmm. And I got a feeling over me. I told my wife, damn. She said, what's wrong? And I told her, imagine that these towers fall. Just got a feeling. Imagine if these towers fall. Wow. My wife is witness to that. Believe it if you want. I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't gain nothing from saying this. Mm. But I did say I had a feeling like, you know how they say that time is not linear? Mm. Like, remember that movie um, Arrival? Yes. How she is experiencing time 
at, like all uh, all at once, all at it, yeah, once. Yeah, like I felt this this devastating sorrow in the most happiest time of my life. It's my mm. ten ten year anniversary, and I and I felt like, can you imagine if these towers fall? Something told me they were gonna fall. Wow! And a year and four months later. They fell. Boom, they fell. Wow. So I felt something. Hmm. I mean, I know I'm. Uh, I have clairvoyance in me due to my my ancestors, but it was spooky. Hmm. It was really spooky. Imagine watching this after seeing that. I couldn't. I can't even imagine that. But uh, again, I've been trying to get this clip out. So let's continue. You see anything down there? Or are you simply not close enough at this point? We are simply not close enough right at this. point. Uh, we are following the smoke in the air right now. There are several boats and watercraft, as we can see, in the river right now. We'll try to get a better vantage point and see what we can see on the ground. It's a little difficult from the air because the buildings kind of shadow the streets, but no doubt a lot of activity on the ground right now. And um, in terms of the firefighting capabilities, when you get up to this high level, uh, I assume the firefighters have got to get up that? there. You saw it, right? What? <laughs> you saw it, right? Rewind, rewind that. Now, and um, in terms of the firefighting capabilities, when you get up to this high level, uh, I assume the firefighters have got to get up there That's and crazy. Uh, you know fight it from inside. Oh, uh, if you're taking a look now, you can wow. see that we've just had another explosion, and wait that a minute, is. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Are they saying that that thing was the airplane that hit the next tower? Well, they didn't say that. I'm saying that. That was me. That was me showing. That was me with my but, cursor. Uh, I'll go rewind back. that again. This is this, this is, is crazy. Up there, and uh, you know, fight it from inside. Oh, oh one more time. Firefighting capability on the ground right, right. now. And um, in terms of the firefighting capabilities, when you get up to this high level, uh, I assume the firefighters have got to get up there and, uh, you know, fight it from inside. Oh, uh, if you're taking a look now, you can wow. see that we've just had another explosion, and that is considerably lower. And is that in the other building? Is that see, they didn't even know. Wait a minute. Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question, uh -huh. Mr. Pablo? Yes. You're the reporter, mm -hmm. right? You're reporting on this, mm -hmm. and you see what we just saw. Right. What would your response be? There's another plane inbound. I see another plane. Oh, shit, they hit. But she's like, like. Nothing. Nothing. She no said, emotion. Oh, there's another explode. She says it was another explode. She didn't even notice that there was a plane there. Look, let's let's Yo, go this back. This shit is insane. They didn't even notice Hide. the plane. Oh, uh, if you're taking a look now, you can wow. see that we've just had another explosion, and that is considerably lower. And is that in the other building? Is that, that what I'm witnessing? That. That apparently does look like it is in the other building at this point. And that apparently looks to be lower. Apparently looks like it's in the other building. I'm watching this thing. <laughs> right. 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 So this is this is the day of, you know, like, talk about not knowing things, you know, like, 
the fog of war, I get it, but I mean, in front of our faces and and still we don't get now you just added more <laughs> more fuel to these conspiracies. I yeah. mean that didn't look like an airplane. That's what I'm saying. For all said and purposes, that if looked- you if you just left the channel on uh, on if you just flipped it to channel four and just left it there, you wouldn't know what the hell has happened. Maybe there was another explosion. Maybe it was a. They didn't even mention plane. You know what that looked like? That looked like a missile. That looked yeah. like something that was launched. I mean, let's let's go back here. Look. Yo, guys. Difficult from the air because the buildings kind of shadow the streets. Hopefully you followed my advice and you're watching the live feed. You're not just looking at us through the through the Instagram feed or my Instagram feed. Go to the go to the paramishop.com, go to Facebook and go to the live button so you could see what we're seeing. You can't see that but through this But no feed. doubt a lot of activity on the ground right Check now. Check this and, out. Um, in terms of the firefighting capabilities, when you get up to this high look, level. Look, look. Pause uh, it right there. Pause, 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 pause. Pause. Dude, move it. Can you just slightly nudge it back? Let me see. I can do. Okay. There, I can do there one it comes. better. Let me see. Uh. Let me see. Playback speed I can do. Okay. Do you see wings on this bad boy? I can't make it out from here. Can't make it out. Yo, that's crazy. Okay, so we got the point that something, so, something. I mean, at the distance, maybe it was an airplane, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a missile, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a UFO, maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But what gets me is the the reporter's reaction. Well, there goes another explosion. Oh, could it be the same building? Right. Like, dude, dude. Is does this woman have any warmth in her veins? <laughs> right. In the middle of a we're being attacked. We're being attacked. And Dude, and, 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 and it's just it, it, it goes on. I mean, the, the, you see people like again, there was some level of sh- obviously there was a shock, but on the boots on the ground, like you had people like reporting on the ground while this was happening and and there were people smiling. There were people like just watching. There were people hanging around. Get the hell out of there. What are you doing in Manhattan? Get your shit and go. Well, <laughs> let me tell you something. Uh, I will be guilty of the guy like, la, la, la. Like, I oh, I'm guilty of it too. You know why? Because it wasn't that long ago I was working in Times Square myself. And I'm working and... You know, everything, dude. What the hell was that? I thought 9-11 happened again. I was like, what the hell was that? Turns out an air, uh, a helicopter crash landed on one oh, of the buildings. Oh, I remember when that happened. That was like two years ago. That was Yeah, some, or more than that, before COVID for sure. But 
Oh, it was it before COVID? Yeah, it was before COVID. Because yeah, I, yeah. I was in, I was in office. One of these helicopters crash landing on the yeah, rooftop. on the rooftop. It was literally building two buildings away from me. I felt the, the shock. I was like, what the hell was that? I literally thought, oh, my God, 9-11's happening again. So you didn't, well, you didn't, your response wasn't like, well, that's odd. My, well, yeah, that was my, my, I was scared, but then they were like, oh, it was just a, it was an incident. It wasn't a terrorist attack. And, you know, everybody was but like, but your reaction was like, what the hell was it? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like my, my reaction was to get the hell out, out. It wasn't even my building and I wanted out of the building. So again, your reaction was not like, oh, well, this was a yeah. But then again, wow, that's strange. That didn't that didn't happen uh, before. You know, there wasn't planes hitting buildings before, so it was shock. But I mean, the the the, the towers got bombed. I mean, we should have been aware that, that that this could happen. I mean, to just sit around and be in that kind of awe. I mean, how what was the the, the year span between the first bombing and the planes. Uh, first bombing was 94. 94. So what, six years? About six, seven years. That's, all, that's what it takes for us to just forget, I guess. <laughs> oh, we have a very short-term memory when it comes to stuff like this. So uh, now I want to bring up this. Um, now I know we have a, a, a big cast, a lot of things to discover, uh, to discuss. But uh, I again, I want to bring we got this, two hours to yeah, to I know break this down. So let's, so, so let's, let's get moving. Let's mo- uh, let's move along here. There's a, a few quotes that I wanted you guys to see. This is from this video. It's called 9-11, What Really Happened? See with your own eyes." And this is Bill Cooper, uh, June 28, 2001, three months before 9-11. It says, and now... Bill Cooper from the Be- um, Behold the Pill Horse? No. Uh, let me just see here. Uh, let's see. I think he already had passed. Uh, Milton... Yeah... Uh, what year did he pass? November 5th, 2001. Wow. That's <laughs> crazy. So check this Put out. Put the quote up. I'm going to read it. Blow that up. And now we are being bombarded with messages that Osama bin Laden is planning to attack the United States of America. And I'm telling you, be prepared for a major attack. But it won't be Osama bin Laden. It will be those behind the NWO, New World Order. Yep. It is very likely that they will stage a terrorist attack, and it is going to be enough that martial law could be declared. Bill Cooper, 628-2001, three months before 9-11. Wow. So this guy was ahead of the curve. Right. If so, if people don't know who uh William Milton Cooper is, he is the author of the infamous book Behold the Pale Horse. The, the Pale Horse. Fantastic book. And how It'll crazy that he died up. what 2 months after 9/11? And why? And, and this is another cast. P. 
people say they killed him. It says here, uh, let's just put death. Uh, let's see. Conspiracy theorist slain in police shootout. Wow. In police shootout? What happened here? To many, uh, William Cooper was merely a laughable, paranoid, far-right conspiracy theorist. In his famous 1991 book, Behold the Pearl Horse, Cooper wrote that President Kennedy was assassinated to prevent the exposure of a secret pact with space aliens. Which is now coming out. Yes. On his shortwave radio, uh, Cooper argued that the U.S. government had carried out an Oklahoma City bombing, which... <laughs> we have somebody that is going to come on the cast with this and that was using remote mind control devices to establish a uh, socialistic new world order. Uh, as it turned out, Cooper, a one time member of the so-called Second Continental Army of the Republic, was far more dangerous than your garden variety conspiracy fabulous. Before the enforcement law enforcement served uh, warrants for his arrest on charges of an aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, Cooper E. mailed pals that I will try to kill as many before they can kill me. He almost succeeded. After shooting a sheriff's deputy twice in the head, Cooper was killed by police November 6th. Wow. So what does that tell you? They came for his ass. They came for him. And he, and he stood was, his ground. He wasn't uh, going out without a fight. Wow. He stood his ground. So in this uh, 9-11, you know, going into and, this. And let me tell you, remember our boy, Michael Rupert. That's what I was going to bring. <laughs> Literally, I was about to bring him up. Yeah. What did he state? I don't want to kill myself. Right. Well, uh, well, the reason I'm going to bring him up is because in finding and doing research of 9-11, a character comes up, and that's Mr. Michael Rupert. And uh, and his this, this is a, a, a great thing to watch. I'm going to put it up on our Substack because it's just too good to not have it. But 9-11, what really happened? See with your own eyes. Watch it on YouTube. I'm going to give you some snippets of what I liked about this one. So here, here's the beginning. Um, so I'm going to play this here. Right here. We have Michael Rupert in our, in our studio. That's all right. Yes, we do. We have his picture up on the wall. Right there. Look at this. Let's look at were there any markings? Where are the markings of the plane of there was a military plane. And a plane wasn't no uh a military plane. It was a twin engine big gray plane. 
We watched the first explosion. As we're watching the building, we saw a black, very large airplane flying right into the second building. It came out of south, right, right in front of our eyes. Just, it, it was so surreal, like a movie set. Were you close enough to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the sides. I think a bomb went off in the lobby. No windows on the side. Did you notice windows? Let's go back. Did we did we see any windows? Mm, no, I didn't see any windows. This. I don't see any windows. Where are the windows? No, furthermore, stop it right there. Keep going, keep going. Keep going. Right there. Dude. If that's not an animation. I mean, the whole thing looks like an animation. Look at that. That looks like CGI. Look at that. That looks like CGI to me. I could I could I could do that. Look at that. I know that I have the skills to do with a with a if I had a a, a picture of the plane, I could literally make make this. <laughs> okay, well don't uh, I was gonna say the let it go. I'll tell you when it stops. Stop. Go, 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 go. No, go, go, go. Go, go. Right there. Stop. Look at, look at what the, the wings just disappear. Why don't the wings just break off of the craft and, and like pop off on the, on the sides or something? You would think that would happen, right? This is why. 9-11 is the quintessential conspiracy Let's see it theory. in super slow. Let's see it in super slow. Let's see. Look at it. Ready? This is an ominous sound. Look, look, look. That doesn't look right. That looks like CGI. You know what it looks like? Like this thing hit like uh, uh, a building made out of like uh, a ball pit. You know, like it just. Yeah, like it just like dipped in like yeah, like, like it was nothing. Like a wedding cake. Yeah, like a like, <laughs> slice right through. That doesn't make any I sense. I don't know. Even, even Willie DJ says. Something's odd about this video. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. It was a military plane. And the plane wasn't no uh, airline or anything. It was a twin-engine, big, gray plane. We watched the first explosion. Yeah. Right, it was so surreal. Um, it screwed up ahead a little bit. Then a plane hit the building. Then oh. I think a bomb went off in the lobby first. Then a plane hit the building. Uh, uh, right. Uh, so check this you out. Heard, well, you heard what he said. They're gonna play this. They're gonna play what? Look, look at, look well, at what's kind of uh, scoot up ahead here. All right. Uh, let's see. They go. Yeah. Let's see. They're gonna show. Eleven. Let's see. Uh, I worked for that. There's a there's a part here where because when I was watching the cat the the newscast right. Uh huh. And I never. I said it. I said this a couple uh, podcasts or two podcasts ago. I heard reporters say bombs going off on the thirtieth floor, bombs going off on the tenth floor, bombs going off on the fifth floor. 
I was hearing this. Mm. And we all thought, you know, where I was at, which was my old store, mm-hmm. we were like, damn, this is a multifaceted attack. Airplanes and bombs. We already knew that they were capable of bombing because of what happened in 94. Mm-hmm. So we thought this was a multifaceted attack. But then that report just mysteriously disappeared. Mm. I'm trying to find that part, but they had a, a section of this where they're like showing frame by frame right before the plane hits, an explosion happens right before the plane hits. And then it goes, and then it like disappears. And the plane, obviously, to us, now knowing what the technology of today, knowing what they could have done back then, it looks like CGI to now, me. Now, let me ask you a question. Can you Google the word thermite? Thermite? Well, they're going to talk about thermite here. Oh, okay. So you're going to get the, because thermite, they, they, well, you're going to see here. At the building, it wouldn't be a problem once you gained access to the uh, elevator shafts. Oh, so they had demolition experts come on to describe, like, what it would take to bring down a, a building. Mm-hmm. To do a building like that, what they need to do is they need to literally go through the elevator shaft and cut it and, like, do, like, like like a cut throughout the entire elevator shaft because the building won't fall down that way. The elevator shaft will remain standing. Right. So how did this happen and the elevator shaft not remain I mean, standing? I've seen several documentary with the Wazo family. Because mm-hmm. this is what they did. And I, I just... Continue with your report. All right. Of a one column causing uh, one column failure causing an entire building to implode in, uh, in a synchronized fashion is just nonsense. Looking at the building, it wouldn't be a problem once you gained access to the uh, elevator shafts. How about an elevator modernization, which we know was going on the nine months prior to 9/11? Yes, Elevator World, March 2000. This is what you were discussing. This is their. You said the self-destruct button, mm-hmm. the, the World Trade Center elevator modernization is what the the guys that they had to build this self-destruct button. And one documents it. In fact, they were in the middle of this modernization. There are people who noted that the elevators were locked in turn and that there were guards placed at these locked elevators during the modernization. Of course, you would have to have access to security. Securicom was brought in. Who sits on the board of Securicom? Marvin Bush, the younger brother of George Bush. Then a team of... What a coincidence on that. And the, and the modernization of the World Trade Center elevators, Marvin Bush is involved. Mm, the brother of the guy who was like... <laughs> the president hanging, of the United hanging States hanging out with the Saudi prince, right? Loading experts would have access to all the core columns and beams. The rest could be accomplished at that point by just the right kind of explosives for the job at hand. The choices are many out there. 
You wouldn't need miles and miles of debt cord. You could have used wireless remote detonators, and they have been available for years. Um, you need to only look at an action movie to see them in use, and of course the military has them as well. You want to call your mother or something? You heard that? Uh, contractors don't use them, on the other hand, because they're just too expensive. It sounded well, like you a wouldn't have found yep. steel casings to be left in the rubble. They haven't been used for years. What we use now is RDX uh, uh, copper-jacketed shape charges, and when they're initiated, there's nothing left of those uh, charges. And in the case of thermite, well, thermite self-consuming ch uh, cutting charges have been around since they first patented in 1984. So there would be nothing left in the debris pile except some uh, residue of molten iron. Molten iron and steel was found flowing in the rubble even six weeks after the collapse. Thermite provides is wow. I didn't know that molten iron and steel was found six weeks after the collapse. Oh yeah, remember that that hole burned for almost a year and a half. Wow. Now the people I was thinking about who are experts in implosion, mm. is the Loiseau family. Loiseau. Family. Loiseau. Mm. And the way they implode their buildings. Remember the whole elevator mm. um, theory. In order for that building to go down, straight down like mm. that, not only do they embed the building with... A, with uh, um with thermite and explosives, mm -hmm. they attach cables side to side, beam, like from one beam to the other. Mm -hmm. So when the thermite slices, mm -hmm. the cables pull the building from, you know, mm -hmm. towards the center. So it's a, it's a, it's multi. An, it's in a multifaceted. It's an extensive preparation mm, for these buildings to, to fall perfectly down. the way they do. So you have that, and then they they go over thermite, right? And um, you see, they're looking at the look out the way. Uh, hold on, let me see. Um, you're gonna see the way. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> The way thermite looks and the way the buildings look. This is the buildings. Thermite. The buildings. Thermite. The buildings. Thermite. This is how the thermite uh, smoke. Look at the smoke of the, the thermite. See that black smoke? Yes. Same smoke here. Black smoke. People are having problems hearing the video. They're having problems With, hearing uh, any implosion. You don't hear one massive. Maybe it, uh, the levels are too high. Boom. Sound. Let's see. What you do hear is smaller explosions going off. Let's see. Uh, let me just double check here. If people are having problems, let's see. Uh. Uh. Oh. Let's see. All right. Ho 
hopefully people hear it better now. Thank you for letting us know. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us know that you couldn't hear the video because we are we're, we're not yeah, aware. We're, we weren't aware. Mr. Sunder of NIST has said that you would, if this had been Let's a see if we scoot ahead because they were showing a um, large, massive bomb going off. Uh, parts where see here. And five weeks later, when the rubble was being removed, he said that molten yes, steel. Yes, you see, you see the here. molten steel. So they that's are, they are hearing the video. Oh, okay, thank you. These incredibly hot areas were found at the bottoms of Look the elevator that. shafts, down seven basement levels. The you see the molten steel? steel? Yes. Four and five weeks later, when the rubble was. Being I even removed. did you even know that that was happening the day of seeing that molten steel just melt off like that? No, I. To be honest with you, I don't. Could you imagine the people down there, at the bottom, evacuating, and there's molten steel getting dropped from the top of the the. <laughs> I mean, that's that is like. But another question that I have. I know, that these buildings were built. <coughs> uh, I believe the World Trade was built what in the. Um, mid sixties. Uh, let me double check. I, I'm not entirely sure. Let me double check here. Uh, let's see. If I'm correct, they were they were built early sixties, or I'm I'm just spitballing here. But uh, let's see. The twin towers uh were built in 1966, August 5th, 1966. Okay. It so, began. It began. It was uh, uh, completed in 1970. Okay. Wow. So you <laughs> you outlived the buildings. <laughs> you're you're older than the buildings. That's crazy. <laughs> That's so, nuts. So the reason I bring that up is, I am pretty positive that these buildings had fire retardants. Because I remember when I went to the World Trade and I went and I was in the parking lot. I, I've been to the World Trade several times. One time I was going to be employed. I actually was on. I was very close to working at Windows of the World. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, some my instincts didn't. I wasn't comfortable. But I have, of course, because you, you in heights. I mean, <laughs> of course. No, don't get it twisted. When I can go and I can go within a building, I have no problem. If it's, someone was to tell me that Ernesto Morado is working on the top of some building, I'm gonna call open, bullshit. Open, open air. <laughs> like I seen, I seen Willie DJ <clears throat> do some work for his where he works at. Uh, and they strap on like some safety harness, and he's like being raised up by mm. like one of these uh, cherry pickers. Uh -huh. That ain't gonna be me <laughs> because I'm outdoors, right? But if I'm within, like within the building, I'll go to the hundredth, hundred fiftieth floor. <laughs> but you'll be working there. Getting there is one thing. Working there, I might uh, to me is a because I think you will get weak knees on the hundredth floor. Oh no, my my. <laughs> When I was looking, remember when I said that I was looking out and I had that feeling? Uh -huh. My feet were numb. 
that's what I'm saying. If somebody tells me Ernesto Morado's working on the hundredth floor, I'm gonna call bullshit on that one. <laughs> My feet were numb. <laughs> but uh the But reason- I looked it up. It says here uh the Twin Towers uh definitely had uh Fire retardants and says the World Trade Center buildings, including the Twin Towers, had fire resistant materials and features as part of their construction to enhance fire safety. Some of the fire resistant features include fireproofing. The structural steel used in the construction of the World Trade Center buildings was coated with a fireproofing material to protect it in the event of a fire. This fireproofing was intended to prevent or delay the steel from weakening or melting in the presence of high temperature. And I saw that. It's like a white paper. It's like a white. It looks like when you take. Um, You should know this because mm. you like doing this. You like taking the toilet tissue and putting them in water for some reason. <laughs> when I was a kid. We'll continue. You see when that dries? Uh-huh. It looks like that. Mm. But all the beans were coated with this thing. Mm. And then it says. So they did have um, uh, fire retardants. Yes, they did. So how in heaven's name did molten steel drip out of there? It says here they had fire resistant construction. The buildings were designed with fire resistant uh, materials, including fire rated doors and fire resistant partitions to compartmentalize fires and prevent them from spreading rapidly. Sprinkle uh, sprinkler systems. The World Trade Center buildings were equipped with sprinkler systems to uh, designed to control and extinguish fires. These systems uh, could help suppress fires until firefighters could arrive. And smoke control systems. The buildings had smoke control systems to manage smoke in the event of a fire, helping occupants evacuate safely. All four of those things failed. failed. Now, this building was built with those features, right? right? But I could also see the building was finished in 1970. I could see... 1980 coming along. The matting more and more features. Uh, right. As, as technology progresses, they add more and more features. So the way these buildings were burning, and they use the fact that jet fuel was what did them in. Mm. I don't buy it. So here's another uh, quote here that they put up. At a microscopic level, If you examine the structure of the World Trade Center steel, one can detect the presence of an element that should not normally be present. And that is there is a substantial and that is there in substantial quantities. It is sulfur. The use of thermite, thermite with sulfur, could certainly have caused the fusion apparent in these steel beams. And this is by uh, Paolo Marini, a metallurgy expert in the Italian Center for Materials Development. And this guy's no slouch. The Italians, they know how to build these things. Right. And Willie DJ knows we were at the Verrazano Castle, the guy who built the Verrazano Bridge. Mm. These people are no joke. They know what they're doing. It it continues. It says explosives and thermite create extreme heat, 
producing hot and forceful air blasts. Those who were close enough when the towers were destroyed felt the extreme heat forcefully coming towards them. In the words of one firefighter, I got initially hit with a blast of hot air. I truly expected a fireball to be coming next. I expected to be incinerated on the street. That is so scary. And then it, it says here, the Bush administration did everything in their power to stop and hinder a proper investigation. They not only kept the, fun, uh, the funding for the investigation at an absolute minimum, they also delayed the investigation by 411 days. Enough time for any proper evidence to be destroyed and enough time for to have theories ready for all anomalies surrounding the events on 9-11. The 9-11 Commission was under heavy regulation by the Bush administration to prevent the, ra- the raising of sensitive issues. The cover-up was obvious already from day one. So they're covering up from day one, right? So this is, you know, this is tough tough to 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 hear i mean it's tough to hear it's tough to exp- to understand but and then it, it doesn't take a scientist to know that something was up something was up as it continues on the morning of 911 george bush was coincidentally visiting a school in florida even after he was told by his staff member that america was under attack by hijacked airliners no actions were taken, and reading and the reading program continued. This indicates that they were very well aware of how many planes were used and what their targets were, as any sane person would have evacuated the entire school at the very instant as the president's location was known about in advance. Instead, he risked his own life and the life of the entire school by not evacuating the building. Now, you want to hear something creepy? Really creepy? Mm. See if you can find that video where George Bush is sitting in front of the class and the teacher is showing the class the class these words. They're saying, this... Oh, stupid... Uh, Anyway, the class says, the teacher says, class, repeat this word. That word comes out. And mm. and George Bush is sitting there. Class, repeat this word. Now, the words that they're repeating is the creepy part. Mm. See if you find I'll, it. I'll, see, I'll look into that. But before we uh, move on, while George Bush was acting surprised in Florida, Dick Cheney took control of NORAD to prevent any actions taken against the planes heading towards New York and the Pentagon. That explains how even 30 minutes after the first strike on the World Trade Center, the Pentagon was allowed to be hit as well, being one of the most protected buildings in the world. A multi-billion defense, a multi-billion dollar defense system failed in every aspect. Bush and Cheney liked non existing response to the attacks on 9-11 so much 
that they promoted almost every single general, captain, and agent in charge of the various air defense command centers. Wow. Uh, It's unbelievable that this is... On that very day, coincidentally, hijacking exercises took place where drones were used and flown around the U.S. to simulate various hijacking scenarios. So they were, they were role-playing hijacking scenarios on the same day. Again, it doesn't take a scientist. doesn't take uh, a gifted person to know that something smells fishy. Now check, this is what I was looking for here. So check this out. All right, here's the footage. All right. Now they're going to get it real close here. Look. There's the nose of the plane here. What's this? A large flash appears to the side of where the nose hits directly in front of the pod. Look. Initially, like opening up the door. Right. See that? Look, there's a flash, and then it goes in. Look, there's a flash, and then it goes. There's the flash, and then it goes in. There's the flash, and then it goes in. No flash occurs when the nose hits, nor does any flash occur when the engines hit, it only occurs in the front of the pod on the right side. And what you were saying reminds me of the JFK movie with uh, Kevin To the Gossett. back and to the left. Back, back and to the, the left. left. <laughs> exactly. And then here our boy comes in. How did they... Oh, it says, how did they disable the air defense? How did the terrorists oh, disable the air defense? Now, there's our boy. The fact yeah. is, Barry, that they didn't know where to go. The reason that they didn't know where to go was because a number of conflicting and overlapping uh, war game exercises were taking place, one of which uh, Northern Vigilance had pulled uh, a significant number of North American fighter aircraft uh, into Canada. Uh, and Western Alaska and, and Northern Alaska in a mock a Cold War hijack exercise. There was another drill, Vigilant Guardian, which was a, uh, a hijack exercise, a command post exercise, but it involved the insertion of false radar blips onto radar screens in the Northeast Air Defense Sector. There was another exercise, Vigilant Warrior, which was, in fact, according to a NORAD source, a live fly hijack drill being conducted at the same time. With only eight available fighter aircraft, and they have to be dispatched in pairs, they were dealing with as many as 22 possible hijacks on the day of 9-11, and they couldn't separate the war game exercises from the actual hijacks. Now, Ain't that something? Now, for people that don't know who that was, as Michael Rupert, I will suggest you go to YouTube and look for him under Peak Oil. Right? Mm. If you go into Peak Oil. It'll be uh well you can find his full documentary on the pyramid.com on ah, the documentary. Okay, there you go. That's right. It's called um, Collapse. 
the collapse. That's right. Now, we showed that William B. Cooper went down in, in, in the blaze of glory with the cops. Michael Rupert also died by mysterious means. He me. said, I, they're threatening me. They're shooting my mailbox. Right. They keep shooting my mailbox down. I do not want to kill myself. And that's what he And if I, if I turn up dead, I was assassinated. Right. And lo and behold, they found them with a shotgun blast to the head. It goes on and says the Pentagon is the world's most protected building surrounded by anti-air weapons that could shoot down even the fastest of fighter jets. Yet, even 30 minutes after the entire country was aware of the attacks by the planes, the media reported that another plane flew into the side of the Pentagon without having been shot down. And with that said, let's get our plugs in, our commercials in, and we'll see you on the other side because we're an hour three already. Oh, my God. So get our plugs in, do what you got to do, and... We even have we haven't even done Ask Ernesto, Ask Pablo. Yeah, nothing yet. So stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Time for our favorites. Uh... Welcome to the AMPM game show where Pablo and Ernesto Morado attempt to determine what is going on in a video found online. Using only their ears and their third eye, the host will make a guess on what is going on. If the host gets guesses correctly, they receive $20,000 of a fiat currency that no longer exists. So, what do you say, folks? Shall we play a game? Yes, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So, welcome to the AMPM game show. This is a late one for, for those folks. You got a plethora at the beginning of 9 11 conspiracy. If you can't tell yourself, we're knee deep in this. We love this kind of stuff. I mean, we could do this for the, you know what we should do. We should do a 9-11 marathon podcast and last 24 hours. Just just all, all things 9-11. Just nothing else. It's like it's like AM PM game show, 9-11 stuff. <laughs> it's like taking an X-Lax and just <laughs> draining yourself of all of that shit that's festering within our minds. 
and just do a twenty four hour marathon. It's, no, no, it's like it's like going to have a going to the hot dog eating contest and then taking the X <laughs> Um but uh yes, you're ready to play a game with us today. Yes, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. So let me just set up here. Um make sure everything's all good. Uh looking for my favorite uh, little uh soundbite here. I don't know where it went. Uh I don't know oh, why. You better have not lost that soundbite. I don't know. I what love th- it. I no, I definitely didn't lose it. I don't know where it went. Huh. I mean I could do a an an imitation of it. Shall we play a <laughs> game? <laughs> uh let me pull it out here for you folks because it does it doesn't seem like I have it uh Loaded up here, ready to go. But shall we play a game? Yes. All right. So typically you have stuff for me. So you want to go first or shall I? Actually, you know what? You mind if I go because I have a. Oh, I mind because I got a good one for you. Okay. But wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Because I got I got a few good ones. So I'm going to hit you with one quick one. And then and then you'll get me one and I'll get you one after that. Okay. Sound good? So remember. Ask Pablo and ask Anesco, Anesto, Anesco. <laughs> ask Anesto is theater of the, mind. of the mind. That's right. This is not visual. It's all what your mind hears. So you close your eyes, you take a deep breath, and you try to guess what is this audio. That's right. And uh, for all those that are uh, listening with us, you can participate if you comment. And if you do comment uh, and you're correct, then you can win a free bottle of one of our supplements on theparamidshop.com or paramidsup.com. So please put in your uh, your guesses, um, type them in before we uh, reveal the the what what you're listening to um we we appreciate all participants and hopefully we'll we'll be able to give we're we're itching to give away some of these bottles here so come on and if 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 it's the bottles that you don't want if you want some swag then maybe we'll try to get you some swag if but voice it put it down in the comments if you want swag let us know and we'll get you some swag for our ampm game show all right so here we go. I'm going to start you off, Mr. Ernesto. Uh, right, so, I'm going to put theater my, of mind cap on. Shall we play a game? There you go. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> All righty. So I want you, this is uh, to bring a little bit of uh, uh, levity. levity. Yes. I want you to describe to me what is going on in this clip. Okay. Again, what is going on in this clip? This is a pie-eating contest. Meg. Oh, Meg is. Oh, my God. Went downstairs on Bishop. Meg and some bitch eat some pie. No, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No, not that. Oh, wait a minute. No. Be quiet. Oh, for the love of God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's a thong. Meg's wearing the world's oldest thong. What is going on here? Okay. I'm going to take a stab at this. Uh-huh. 
This is a pie eating contest, right? Uh-huh. Done in the form of wrestling. <laughs> okay. Right? Uh-huh. So they're like gearing up for this uh, food challenge. <laughs> and a guy turns up and streaks across the 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 venue in a thong. <laughs> Some big fat dude streaks the public in a thong. In a thong. All right. All right. I, I like where you're going with this. Uh, Willie DJ say wrestling. Wrestling. Well, what exactly is happening? Now, that is the question. What, what exactly? What exactly is happening? Okay. So, you, you're thinking is wrestling. Uh, uh, what? If I it, think it's a pie-eating contest mm-hmm. in, the, in the form of wrestling. In the form of wrestling. Right. All right, folks, get get your uh, answers in. Uh, let's see what um, um, it looks like. We got some people up on, on the board here. Let's see. I'm going to give you a few more uh, moments to deliberate. I got to put on our, uh, our favorite. Um, uh, background music here. So let's uh, play this here. Boom, boom. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, of course. Always get little, like, hiccups with these things. I don't know why, but here we go. All right. So you're saying it's uh, a pie-eating contest in the style of wrestling. Right. And then some dude in a thong. Some and, big fat dude. And Willie DJ just says it's wrestling. Right. All right. Here we go. Are you ready for the reveal? Yes. All right. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to reveal this out to you folks. Here we go. Uh, here we go. All right. Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me uh, let this play out here. One second. All right. So let me just let this, because uh, the, the video has to play all the way in full. So here we go. All right. Uh, let me just start it from the beginning. From the looks of it, <laughs> Willie DJ might have won himself a bottle. It looks like. It looks like. Let's see. All right. Here we go. Uh, oh, why isn't it? Oh, here we go. Man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Went downstairs on Bishop. Make some bitch eat oh, some so pie. For theater of the mind, please. Oh my, this is slightly this traumatic. Is contest. Now, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin introducing this old lady. Who's that? Who is that old lady? I have no idea. But she proceeds to take off her dress and expose the fact that she's wearing a thong. And the reason he is saying about eating pie 
Well, folks, <laughs> is because she straddles this wrestler. Man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Uh, before man, that, she man, kicks him in the nuts. Uh-huh. She gives him a nut crack. She's taking off her, her heels. Him. You know what? She's pretty athletic for her age. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And she's oh my god! She's making him meet the muffin. <laughs> so eat the muffin. So unfortunately, Mr. Ernesto, you got a. <laughs> but uh, I believe. Mr. Willie DJ, he you was got close. Well, wait a minute. He was close. He didn't say there was an old lady. <laughs> oh yeah, making yeah. Me pie. He was close. He gets partial credit, so yes. you get a consolation prize. And you know what our consolation prize is? You become a. Hold on. Uh, our consolation prize is. Thank you, thank you so much for for yeah, participating. I, I mean, but this was, it, it was a little hard to. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, we still got more. You can still. We, we still got more. The game still goes. Now it's my turn. Yeah, now it's your turn. Now, I'm gonna play you a snippet. Uh huh. And the idea is, who are the celebrities talking? <laughs> okay. Who are the celebrities talking? Okay. Yes. And you must get who the celebrities are. Okay. Okay. Now you got your thinking cap on? Mm -hmm. All right. So here we go. Is that, uh, Jason, you actually do your hits and you have someone else do them, Tony? I never fucking do the hits for myself. I got guys for that. Christian for Paulie. You know, fucking Uncle June and Johnny Shack. If I get caught, then I'm going to fucking jail. What's going to happen to my kids? But I want AJ. I got to be there for the business. I just know what I do. Whenever I see something, I just take it on myself. I don't need a whole bunch of people, a lot of fucking people ruining my shit. You understand what I'm saying? So you rather control it. Yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes I talk to Tony and he gets sends me the, you know, the assignment. And I do what I do. Do you ever feel weak because you don't do your own and, and, and he does his own? Or do you, I mean, don't you feel a little, <laughs> what? I'm the fucking boss. The boss of fucking New Jersey. Despite what Uncle June says. If I have a fucking problem, I go to Jason Statham. He makes the nights a fucking clean. So fucking average. I'm back home for the fucking barbecue. It makes sense. I All right. There were many clues to who these people are. Hmm. Uh, Willie said, let's see what Willie's answer is. Do you have any idea who they are? Okay, he says... Sopranos, Tony, Tony Soprano. He thinks it is. Mm. You got um, you. You might have gotten one of them, but the question is, who are both voices? So I'm thinking it's a it's a a, a switcheroo. I'm thinking maybe that this is a guy impersonating Tony Soprano. Ah, 
okay, you're going that route. I'm thinking it might be like a Frank Caliendo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe a Frank Caliendo. Who's another impersonator? Who's a good impersonator? I don't know. Uh, it's a good one. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's two comedians. It's two comedians impersonating, uh, Frank Caliendo. And, uh, uh, who's a good impersonator of an, of an Italian? Hmm. The Gabagool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Who, who can really? I'm from Staten Island. <laughs> I gotta tell Paulie. Uh, fucking take the nuts out of him. Now what? I sound like fucking <laughs> like an old school gangster. Um. All right. You know what? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Frank Caliendo and uh, Tony from The Sopranos. Okay. So, it makes sense. I never thought of it that way. And you should, and don't ever question me again. Otherwise, you'll end up in a truck of a car in a fucking beaker week. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, let's see. I like chocolate. I like Neapolitan. I like to mix it up every once in a while. And so yours? It's definitely not chocolate because of the fucking niggas. <laughs> What? I like the fucking vanilla. I like the whipped cream and the fucking <laughs> I'm telling you, it's gotta be comedian. <laughs> <laughs> fucking eggplant flavor. Yeah, fucking eggplant. Eh? And they got a new ice cream called mozzarella. I can fucking wait. They should come out with Italian flavors. <laughs> fucking strawberry and then I got. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right, so go to your Trello. Okay. <laughs> you hit it right on the head. It's not exactly who you thought it was, but the fact that you knew that they were impersonators, hey, you, you got it. <laughs> so what? Uh, where is it under? Okay, if you go to your Trello. Uh-huh. Uh, ask Pablo? Yeah, it should be there. All the way at the bottom? Yep, it should be the last All one. All right, here we go. A little levity, you know, for <laughs> such a serious conversation. Yes. All right. Let's see. Killer Jason Statham. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Okay. And, uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do uh, Tony Soprano. Oh man, you're Tony Soprano. So, oh, uh, my God. just ask us some questions. You're Tony Maybe Soprano. I know that. We're, 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 we're the, like trying the, to the guy in the middle. His name is Richard Gottfried. Okay. Very funny dude. He mm. used to have his own radio show on. Uh, Oh, I would have never picked them out. No, you would have never gotten the impersonators. But the fact you knew they were impersonating (laughs) these guys, you got it. So continue to play it. Play it in its entirety because it's really funny. Plan a hit. Hold on, hold on. Let me get this water. (laughs) (laughs) Me, 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 me. Okay, here we go. Okay, the thing that I see that's the difference between you guys is that, uh, Jason, you actually... Do your hits, and you have someone else do them, Tony? I never fucking do the hits for myself. I got guys oh, for wow. the for <laughs> You know, fucking Uncle June and Johnny Shack. If I get caught, then I'm going to fuck a jail. What's going to happen to my kids? But I don't want AJ. I got to be there for the business. I just know what I do. <laughs> Whenever I see something, I just take it on myself. I don't need a whole bunch of people, a lot of fucking people ruining my shit. You understand what I'm saying? So you rather control it. Yeah, that's what I do. Sometimes I talk you know to Tony. What? That would be a really funny movie. 
black Italian gangsters. <laughs> I told you. Go to Popeyes and get my chicken. <laughs> what the fuck it is? Uh, <laughs> where's the hot sauce? I'm going to get Paulie to wipe you out. <laughs> Who the fuck put a watermelon here? <laughs> he just sends me the, uh, the assignment and I do what I do. Do you ever feel weak because you don't do your own and, and, and he does his own or do you, I mean, don't you feel a little, <laughs> what? I'm going to fuck a boss. I'm going to fuck a New Jersey despite what I'm going to do in shish. If I have a fucking problem, I go to Jason Statham. He makes it nice and fucking clean. So fucking average. I'm back home for the fucking barbecue. It makes sense. I never thought of it that way. And you should. And don't ever question me again. Otherwise, you'll end up in a truck of a car and a fucking beak of What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, let's see. I like chocolate. I like Neapolitan. I like to mix it up every once in a while. And so yours? It's definitely not chocolate because of the fucking niggas. <laughs> <laughs> But everything else, you know, I like. The, I like the fucking vanilla. I like the whipped cream and the fucking drink. <laughs> 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 fucking eggplant flavor. Your fucking eggplant. Eh? And they got a new ice cream called mozzarella. Can fucking wait. They should come out with Italian flavors. Fucking strawberry and then I got. Oh, well, it's only so funny because you can oh, see Tony Soprano say it. It's so good. I did. Oh, that's it's good. Yeah, so this is what we do. Ice cream. I don't eat too much ice cream. As you can tell, he eats a lot of ice cream. I go, take a Fucking ice cream. Because we're talking about ice cream. It's so fucking stupid. You know, this fucking guy's got a fucking chicks pack. He's got a fucking body like a fucking fucking tank. Well, me, I bathe in ice cream. I land him in it. Yeah, stay, I got to stay in shape. Last question. Last question. Jason, we see you're a good guy yes. who does bad things, and yeah. we don't see you getting all that much ass, but Tony is knocking shit <laughs> over left and right. Tony, do you do you do you have an insecurity that you need to fuck that many women? It's not about an insecurity. I run the fucking bottom bank. The broads can't even work there unless they suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I have one woman, that's all I need. All right, all that other shit is bullshit. They're all nothing but trouble, so. Just like on the telly, you see me. I do things by myself. One woman, one mission. That's it. You know we gotta change that. <clears throat> All you gotta do is come out about a bank, a couple of dollars. You get your dick rubbed, and then I get a fucking <laughs> STD. Have you ever been fucked by a shine? <laughs> Black girls, they got the best fucking pussies. You're the worst. The pussy lips look like fucking. <laughs> the pussy looks like fucking steak of meat. We gotta try a fucking black chick. Some fucking believer. Like steak of meat. <laughs> steak of meat. Wow, I haven't heard of steak em. Oh my. You know what God. steak em is? I've heard of steak em. That's the Ooh. microwave meat, right? It's like a meat that you buy, like it's like roast beef. Right, right. That you wow. that you microwave in the oven. Oh my God. These guys are way too oh, funny. Oh man! So uh, I, I get a. So I, we got. Some, yeah, you got yourself a. Uh, oh, awesome! Okay, All so right. we got some comments from Willie. Mm -hmm. It says, um, "My son just sat next to me, trying to get him to watch," and he says that the guy is Ariel Spears. Ah, oh. 
I guess that's the guy who does the um, the the impressions. The 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 Tony impression. Oh, uh, okay. So I got one more for uh well actually I got two more for you. You 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 game for two? Give me one cuz we got a lot of cut uh things to cover. All right, so let's uh let's give you one here. All right. Uh All right, we'll make it a uh let's see. We'll make it a an interesting one. We'll give you this one. I'm on now. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, here we go. So, shall we play a game? Hold on. Uh You lost. Shall we play a game? Yes, let's do it. Let's All right. do it. All right, here we go. Now, your your task here is simply to describe what's going on in this video, okay? Using theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. I got to describe what is going on, on in this video. Let's do it. Oh, hold on. Here we go. Blood fire, man. You're bombo clad, man. So, what happened here? I'll play it one more time for you so you can get it. Me at a party. <laughs> me at a party in Claradon. I'll play it one what more time. What me say, man? I'll play it one more time for you. Uh, what is happening in this video? A bomba clad young man like a bitch. What happened? <laughs> what happened here? Okay, so this is theater of the mind, right? Uh-huh. I'm seeing a bar scene, uh-huh. right? Where people are dancing, right? Having a good time. <laughs> I just made you spill coffee. You better wipe that shit down. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So what's going on in this clip? (laughs) Okay, so this is what I'm imagining. This is some club in Jamaica. People are dancing, right? Uh And there's like some sick individual, a drunk guy. Um, stammering around the dance floor and he pukes all over the dance floor. And he's like, he's like trying to say like, Hey, I'm trying to work here. 
Me working here, man. Me working place. Me mother. Me working here. Oh, man. And this guy is stammering across the dance floor. And then he does a famous Ernesto Morado and projectile. Vomit. <laughs> the famous the Ernesto Morales. <laughs> Projectile vomit on, on the on the dance floor, and the and the guy who's obviously the DJ mm-hmm. is disgusted, and that's why he says, "Blood clot." <laughs> All righty, is that your final answer? Yes. All right. So here we go. Here's the reveal. Anyone else uh, looking to... Willie Willie DJ say, yeah, black vomit. (laughs) Because that's what I... Oh, it was black black vomit? Oh, man. Because I had mixed uh, wine and beer together. Oh, no. So I projectile vomit this black stuff. Oh, no. All right. So make your guesses now, folks. What is happening in this clip? So you're saying he's... They're at a party, and it's a drunk guy ruining, uh, crashing the party, basically. And he vomits all over the the dance floor. All right, so you ready for the reveal? Yes. All right, here we go. Okay, you ready? Let's get ready. Let's do it. Hold on before you before you play it. Uh huh. Let me see if we got any guesses. Um. Let's see. Remember, bro, right next to me. Is that a movie? He wants to know if that's a movie. No, not a movie. He is typing. Let's see if he comes up with an answer. Come on. Let's see. Let's see if we get any uh, guess here. He says he's empty. He doesn't have none. All right. Here we go. So let's do it. Here's a reveal, folks. <laughs> here we go. Let's make sure that this is a, okay. You can hear this. All right. All right. Here we go. Jamaicans do for fun. Oh my God. So for theater of the mind, please describe to folks what what is going on. Should I do it in the Jamaican accent? <laughs> I don't know if you want to offend anybody. <laughs> well, we got a man in a chair and a woman is like walking like I don't even know. Is that a pose? Like, well, how can like she, in a bridge? You know, in a right, bridge. like in a bridge, and she starts dancing with this guy sitting on a chair, and then she's about to start giving, giving him, him a, lap. a lap dance. Yeah, but that's not enough for her, so she backs up and runs and just. Jumps on him. <laughs> Look at his leg. <laughs> and breaks the chair. And that's why he said, Blood clot! Jesus Christ. She <laughs> broke that chair and now he's spanking her butt. 
Uh, what Jamaicans do for fun. Unbelievable. Unreal. <laughs> so, unfortunately, for that one, you get a... Uh, uh, hold on. Oh, uh, Willie says, uh, um, WDJ says that he's seen this clip before. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> My first time seeing it. So this is uh, for Mr. Unfortunately, yes. And uh, that concludes our AMPM game show. Welcome to the AMPM game show where Pablo and Ernesto Morado attempt to determine what is going on in a video found online. Using only their ears and their third eye, the host will make a guess on what is going on. If the host gets guesses correctly, they receive $20,000 of a fiat currency that no longer exists. So what do you say, folks? Shall we play a game? Now we're in our current events segment, so we're in the third hour, folks. So we got to really get uh, get rip right through here. So I'm going to try to bring out some of the the top headlines here. So, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> but uh, did you hear what happened here uh, this week? This is just absolutely ridiculous. But yet again. Here meaning if you don't have uh, a game plan, you can, uh, Mr. Game plan. Mr. Biden. Oh, oh, first of all, pause. <laughs> I feel sorry for this country. This is the most embarrassing president. Press Press conference. Oh, press conference? Yeah. <laughs> this is the most embarrassing press conference. I must say, 
George Bush has some gaffes. Right. <laughs> we gotta do a contest who can dodge the shoes yeah. <laughs> get a boot at the big e yeah exactly and then dodge, dodge the, the shoes dodge the slipper <laughs> dodge the we call the booth dodge the chancleta <laughs> chancleta dodge the chan yeah <laughs> just dodge it and we have like a whole full of like rubber <laughs> you launch them out yeah. but anyway back to this this press conference I must say we had we've had bad press conferences with prior presidents but if you're not in the United States and you're abroad you're not a citizen and you look at our president, dude. You're not impressed. Dude, this is the most embarrassing press conference of all time. And for people that voted for this man, I didn't vote for him, but for people that voted for this man, my condolences. If we're going to have a puppet, if, if this is, I mean, we're at the point where Ja, I mean, we're just accepting that we have a puppet for a president. If we're going to have a puppet and, you know, the, you know, the deep state swamp speaks through this puppet or whatever. Right. I'd rather some guy like The Rock, you know, be the puppet, you know, just be the, the, the face. You know, I'd rather a guy like The Rock be that guy, you know, especially he's from Hawaii and. You know, well, I tend to agree with you or some guy that looks at least, you know, what we want to project out into the world. I mean, what what are we doing? Uh, it's just embarrassing. It's, what are we doing? It's really embarrassing. I don't. I have no words. I'm like speechless. Well, I'll let you. Uh, since you have no words, I'll let uh, Joe Biden speak for you here. If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. We talked about. We talked about <laughs> at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world. The uh, excuse me, third world. The, uh, the 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 uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, Pause. It wasn't confrontational at all. <laughs> thank, thank you, everybody. For the love of Christ, what is he talking about? <laughs> okay, let's play it back. Let's try to decipher what is he talking about Indeed. here. If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you. But I'm going to go to bed. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the uh, the the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You came with me. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank conference. You. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. They literally played that music. What? Yeah, this is this is there at the That music was played there at the conference.
Oh my God, this is embarrassing. Proceedings turned bizarre as soothing jazz music played Biden offstage. This is embarrassing. I've raised it with every person I've met with. Mr. President, are you worried about your son being indicted, Mr. President? Listen to this. The last thing the reporters say with him walking offstage. Exactly what it is. It's a sad show. Him walking um, off. Well, now that you bring that up, can you please play a montage that I put on the Trello? Okay. Uh, where on, is it? On nine twelve show. Nine twelve. Okay. It's right below the bottom. Way on the bottom. All right. Way on the bottom. Okay. Here we go. This is my montage created <laughs> by me. This is sponsored by the Pyramid Podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hold on. All right, here For, we go. And, uh, Hold on. Uh, here we go. I see. I'm just following my orders here. <laughs> they say crazy stuff where I'm like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened. Following my orders here. Following my orders uh, here. <laughs> the music is killing me. Uncle Joe, you know what happened to him. You know, it's okay. It, it, they're part of the family. But Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken? To, uh, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on you. I said that I have five questions. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway, I, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds. What is going on? what you know now do you wish like you had a second you know i've been saying this since with uh queen jean pierre with the white house press briefing mm. but who is this for what is this what it's not for us <laughs> i mean so it's supposed to inform it's not us. for the vietnamese it's supposed to inform us of what's going on but i'm not getting no information no there is no continue to play please like a, a, a third term um and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if <laughs> I could make an arrangement where um, I had a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man, front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in. I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody likes having... <laughs> Stand in a front man, front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change, had access to <laughs> change. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Hold on, don't, don't shut it. Continue. And I was just in my basement in my sweats, mm-hmm. looking through the stuff. And but I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was uh, doing all the talking and ceremony. Wow. I, I'd be fine with. It. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. I appreciate Look at him in, in, in the news. Thank you. He just walks off the stage. Don't go Look. anywhere. It's. <laughs> 
Unbelievable. Unbelievable that this is our president. Unreal. It's unreal. I mean, it's funny, but it's not funny. It's funny, but it's not funny. No, it's funny, but it's not funny. No, it's not funny because this is making us a target now. All those enemies, those Osama bin Ladens, you know, uh, Taliban runs Afghanistan now. You know, what are they thinking? They're thinking, what an idiot. We thought thought you Americans had it on. We thought you you guys had it, you know, uh, all down packed. But you make this guy your president? Unbelievable that. Can now can you imagine this scenario? Putin is threatening us, right? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna listen to this guy? No. I mean if anything, i I mean, let me tell you, the government is not that stupid. They're mm-hmm. not gonna make him talk to Putin. They're gonna pluck somebody out. But who are you gonna pluck out? Because we got people freezing. Yeah, we got old ladies uh, with assistance. Yeah, just, just just say I. You're supposed to just say right. I here. And then we wonder why people are rallying behind Donald Trump. Right. And saying drain the swamp. I mean, and uh I don't I don't know if you uh, heard about this but um did you hear that uh Zelensky uh officially declared that we're in the middle of World War 3 Boy that one slipped by my yeah. radar So check this out this is from First Post <clears throat> It says here <clears throat> um this is, uh, let's see what this report says. I don't know if I have to read this out. Probably I will have to. Let's see. Russia continues to pound major Ukrainian cities with heavy artillery. The top Ukrainian security official says World War Three is underway. So the, it wasn't Zelensky. It was a well. May, well, here he is now. But it was a Ukrainian security official that said World War Three is currently underway. Oh, he doesn't have to tell me that. It says Kiev claims the conflict is pulling in the country in, is pulling in countries far beyond the region. Ukraine says World War Three is an is in active phase. If somebody thinks that World War Three hasn't started yet, hasn't started, then it's a huge mistake. So we're in the middle of World War Three right now. By proxy, it says uh, Olensky Danilov, head of Ukraine's National Security and Defense Council. It has already begun. It has been underway in a hybrid period for some time and has now entered an active phase. So this is recent. Okay, so this, this let's look at when this uh for those that uh, 6 days ago. 
So, this is a thing to look out for. This is warning us that pretty soon we're going to hear we're sending troops over. Mm. Well, maybe, but now that the, I heard that there's a, 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 now we're in the active phase. We're in the active phase of World War Three, right? Right. Active meaning that we're, we're going beyond the proxy. Right. Now we're in the, now the countries are actually throwing in the, in, in like tagging in to get into this fight. Right. So now that you hear that, now check this out. So, did you hear that the globe, the entire globe now, was hit by cyber attacks? No. So, check this out. Major cyber attack hits government agencies, institutions worldwide. When did this happen? This happened, uh, this report here is loading. Let me just... Good uh let's see here it's loading uh so this happened two months ago what yeah now you're talking about reporters right <laughs> we saw live that we got this urgent uh message that we have to boil our water a little too late no <laughs> this is what i'm saying we got a problem News is not news anymore. What it's is olds? It? <laughs> it's uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, was it uh, enter uh, infotainment. infotainment? That's right, infotainment. Because now the news, right, has become revenue oriented. Right now, you depend um the networks are depending on the news for revenue when before it didn't depend right they were the, being subsidized they by were being su- they were being subsidized by the network right so do you think people are going to be how many of how many um people do you think care that this happened i mean care in 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 population or like people in the united states i mean i think a lot of people would might care if there was some kind of a cyber attack and 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 what and what um age bracket would they be in i would say between 25 and and 50 or or 60 somewhere i would say different i would be from 35 to 70 okay people below that they're in their own world. They don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kim Kardashian has a new series. She's acting now. Um, all that crap is what they're... they're yeah, speaking, speaking of which, I mean, one of my coworkers, a new coworker at my job, and her, like, her biggest worry was Halloween and what costume she was going to wear. My Lord. And yet, we just the a world. grown a grown woman <laughs> worried about what club she's going to and what costume she's going to wear. 
Pull your head out your ass, woman. We're in the middle of World War III. We're and that's in the your- middle of a crisis. <laughs> Our president is going to bed in the middle of a speech. <laughs> Unbelievable. He's he's. Our president's not protecting us in any Look, which way. He actually looks like Bozo the Clown up there. <laughs> yeah. He's representing us. In the middle of his speech, he wants to go to bed. I'm surprised he didn't say. And then when, when reporters are like asking, want to ask him questions, he's like, not you guys, because, you know, I, I have to ask certain people. <laughs> I, you know, they're lucky I'm not a reporter. <laughs> oh, man. Because I'll be like, Mr. President, Mr. President. What flavor of tapioca do you like? <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta do like a Sasha Baron Cohen. You know, we gotta like find our way in there, and then like, hey, so- uh, uh, Mister Biden, Mister Biden, you know you're full of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what is it? You know you're a piece of shit, you know right? Piece- oh man! <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about. I don't know if you can get that video. Yeah, I can. I can. But this is priceless. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we're we're in World War Three. It's in active phase now, from what this guy is saying. So things are gonna get serious. Yeah, yeah. Things are gonna get serious. And I have something about uh, uh, on that too. So. But here's uh, the video that we are referring to. Cuba Joel scene. Hey, man, you know you're a piece of shit, right? You know, right? Right, And that's Joe Biden's response. (laughs) I'm going to give you the whole load right now. (laughs) I'm going to give you the whole load today. I mean, for people that didn't see that that press conference, yo, he went on a tirade on this on this monologue about John Wayne and a movie about John Wayne. Oh my God, that's what he! I didn't see the whole thing. He starts rambling about a, some old John Wayne movie and how they're talking about the Indians and. And how we took over the... It's ridiculous. Wow. People in the audience are like, what is this man talking about? What was he there in Vietnam for? The G20 summit or something? Yeah, now it's like the G21 because uh, I think some countries in Africa joined in. Mm. But uh, man, this is our president and we're about to go to where world three. And there, and he's in Vietnam, where we created some atrocities over there. And this is how you're going to. This is because uh, th- that's known now that there was a uh, a false flag operation to get us into Vietnam, and you're there representing our country, acting like a complete buffoon. He's a clown. Wow. Uh, can you imagine what the people outside of the United States think of us now? <sighs> but let's keep it moving. Yeah, so let's check. put some check marks on all these things. Yeah, yeah. So uh, um, we're we're in the first current events uh, section here, but we're going through it pretty quickly. Um, so cyber attacks have been happening. I I looked. I into- heard. I heard about 
about two weeks ago, we got attacked big time in the United States. We're we're getting bombarded. Checked. I have I have a bunch of clips here from from all this year. Check out all the cyber attacks. I got. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna play them all like all the way through. But I'm gonna give you snippets of what's been going on here. So check this out. This is the worldwide attack that happened that hit all government agencies and institutions worldwide. Okay, so this is. I mean, this is concerning. And no. And how come people aren't like up up in arms for about this? I don't know, but. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We begin tonight with a significant cyber attack taking place across the nation and around the world. Federal agencies, state governments and major universities have been hit with a campaign of data theft and ransomware. CBS News has confirmed that the cyber... Do you know what ransomware is? Oh yeah. <clears throat> this this is like... I'm, I just don't know how to do it, but I would do it myself. So, or for our audience, uh, give a little breakdown of what ransomware is. You go and find yourself a nice wealthy company. Uh huh. You put a bug in their comp in in their system, and say, "Look, you don't pay me X amount of dollars. I'm gonna bring down your whole network, and now good luck trying to get everything back and running." Right. Uh. Let's give it a, a nice, reasonable price of $500 million. Right. And if you don't pay it, arrivederci. Yep. And the reason I know it really good is in one of my rides, this lady. Now, this was when I was in Jersey. Mm. This lady went crazy in my car, yelling at the top of her lungs. And she was like, oh, my God, again. Again, this shit is happening again. We just paid them $100 million. What? We just paid them $100 million. And now they want more? Wow. And the, the, she had a guy next to him. Evidently, he was a co-worker. Mm. He said, but what are we going to do? We just got to pay it. We just got to budget it in. We got to pay it. If not, we're going to lose everything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the hell is going on? And, you know, the lady was like, I'm sorry for all the yelling. Mm. As I got towards the destiny, I'm sorry for all the yelling. You know, but something's going on in the job. And I asked, what's going on that, you know, I'm hearing all these figures. She's like, um, what was the term? Um, cyber Ransom Ransomware. Ransomware. We're going through this ransomware thing that they keep banging us. They keep infiltrating our system no matter how much we protect it. Now they want more money. And we've been paying it, but when is enough enough? And the and then when she did tell me, would tell me was, the FBI cannot stop it. They mm -hmm. cannot stop it. Because they believe this is coming. Believe it or not. It's coming from somewhere in Africa. Wow. In Africa. Wow. So, yes, I know what ransomware is. So, yeah. Uh, check this out, folks. This is this is unbelievable. This hit, and The ransomware hit government agencies, right? If you go back, it hit government agencies, universities, and state federal agencies, state governments, 
and major universities. Mm -hmm. ...of data theft and ransomware. CBS News has confirmed that the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is providing support to agencies that have been targeted. Johns Hopkins University and its health system says the data breach may have impacted sensitive personal and financial information, including contact information and health billing records. Now, there's no confirmation about what group or country is behind the intrusions, but U.S. intelligence believes a criminal organization. Op- is it me or does this look does this woman look like she got beaten? Inside she Russia, she has a scar over here. CBS's Catherine Herridge has been speaking with her sources. She'll start us off tonight from right here in Washington. Good evening, Catherine. Good evening, Nora. A senior U.S. government official told reporters there is no evidence to date the U.S. military and intelligence agencies have been compromised, but a number of federal agencies have been hit. Tonight, senior government officials are racing to limit the impact of what one cyber expert is calling potentially the largest theft and extortion event in recent history. Wow. American tar- An extortion from wow. federal agencies. Who did the federal agencies pay? Extortion rings bells. What did they catch these guys doing? Mm-hmm. Targets include multiple federal agencies, including the Department of Energy, plus Johns Hopkins affiliated hospitals in Maryland and Florida, Georgia's statewide university system. Georgia. Where is uh, Trump being indicted from? Georgia. John Hopkins. Where did the uh, COVID mandates and all these things come out of? Uh, Department of Energy. What have we been saying that they're going to attack the energy grid Mm -hmm. for that reason? I mean, everything that Alex Jones has been saying, I mean, he's right in your face. And the Minnesota Department of Education, British Airways, was also hit. Officials say the hackers are part of a cyber criminal gang called CLOP, believed to operate from inside Russia. They've started releasing some of the data that was stolen. We're in the middle of World War III. This happened two months before. If they can do this before, what what makes you think that they can't do this again? Now, this is the global one you were mentioning. Yeah, this is the global about? one. So let's. So that's one. In the effort to keep things going uh, along here, that's one. So Klopp is is one one group. One group. Now check this one out. Uh, this is another. Uh, let's see if this is. Uh, but we begin our report with a six-count federal indictment of the suspected leaker of Pentagon documents. 21-year-old Jack Texera is accused of posting dozens of intelligence reports I on a gaming this. platform. Oh, no, this is going with over... energy. Plus, Johns Hopkins affiliated hospitals in Maryland... So this is another report, but it's, it's, a, it's more of a full report of the same thing. So let's, can, let's go down here. This, this is another one. So this happened... Let's see when this one happened. Uh, it's loading Tonight, here. The- uh, this happened one month ago. So as you saw, that one was two months ago, the global. Mm-hmm. Now this one happened a month ago. FBI is investigating a cyber attack targeting hospitals and clinics in at least four states Thursday, forcing several emergency rooms to shut down. 
Prospect Medical Holdings says it took its computer systems offline after learning it had been breached by hackers. The problem also caused urgent care and elective surgery centers to close and ambulances to be diverted. The systems are not expected to be online until... So they're diverting ambulances, they're closing down hospitals. What is? What are they up to? Do they say where it's stemming from? They didn't say where it was stemming from. Hmm. It's still unknown. This is concerning. Right? So then there's the hospital one, right? So then if you go down here, there's another one. Let's see this one. Um, as it's loading and up. And by the way, this is five on your side. This this one was eight days ago. Okay. Go ahead. Play it before I make my comment. So as you see, it... it it it's it's increasing. It's not it's not slowing down in any way. It's it's ramping up. They're doing something here. Well, this is what um what I was gonna say was that we're not aware of this because this um doesn't hit the news cycles. These are local news channels here, but this is happening every day. Every day people are getting hacked. I got hacked before before I, I, I I'm well maybe this is a low hack, but before I started the show, I get this woman saying, Hey, remember me? She sends me a picture. Oh yeah, we met remember we met in Boston and this and that. I'm like, What are you talking about? Oh, I remember you. You said your name was Ernesto. You know I'm like what? So I started playing along, mm. and the person, the hacker, kind of like found out. Now, now I'm jerking his chain, mm. and then he cursed me out. Mm. Well, and then and but then, how did they get my phone number? Is wow. the question. How did they get my phone number attached to my? To and my the other hack, name? my sister. Somebody's impersonating my sister. Reaches out to me, acts like you know, uh, you know, trying to be consoling to me. Reaches out to me, um, uh, and then mentioned something that was like made a statement that was like that. My sister would never say that. I and then I called my sister. Is this you? No, it's not me. Someone because my sister's rising and following. Someone's impersonating her. Your sister's, let me tell you something. Your sister's blowing up. Yeah. She's doing uh, a live a, a live read in person event. Mm -hmm. Your people are flying from all over the country. Wow. People are flying from all over the country wow. to the point that, you know, they're asking her, the best, what are the best Airbnbs around? What are the best? And they're like, wait a minute. Wait. She's like, wait a minute. Where you guys are? Oh, we're coming from so-and-so. We're coming from so-and-so. Wow. We're flying in. So now the venue that she got, now she's panicking because it might be too small. Oh, my God. People are flying in. She's She's huge. Wow. So then people see that she's blowing up. Now they're piggybacking by hacking her site 
and giving her a bad name in return. Right. Because they're doing fake And this fake person meetings. had 2,000 followers, the impersonator. 2,000 followers. I mean, we're here, you know, chugging along at uh, 724 here, you know, and some person impersonating my sister gets 2,000? And, and charging for his services under my daughter's name. Right. So this hacking thing is just... It's serious. It, it's, it, it's serious. We're in the, again, we're in the middle of World War Three. It's not going to look like World War Two because we got Eggs. sophisticated equipment now, now. Now you hit the head right in, in a caquito. Like, right there, right in a caquito. We used to play a game. We used to go to the golf course, mm. actually to the to the golf ranges, mm. and we would we would play caquito. Where we just, you know, we like hit right that golf ball right in the caquito to make it. <laughs> you hit it, you hit it. Mm. This is a different type of war, right? Something that we are not accustomed to. Exactly. And they're going to wear us down cybernetically. Right. You know, through technology, they're just going to continue the hacking. Through that's you said it perfect. Through technology, they're coming they're coming for us through technology. And I have something a little uh we're going to wrap up soon, but um so again, going through this so this is recent, September 4th, eight days ago. Okay. Okay. This is Channel 5 Local News. Right at noon, focused on you. Many parades happening today. This one here at noon, designed to honor workers as part of the American uh, Day. Let's see here. Where's the report? Uh... Uh, let's so see. I good idea to inspect your vehicle before hitting let's the roads see. because they and uh, I predict an another 9-11 is on the horizon on the horizon, but not not the way they struck the buildings. Again, it's going to be a hacking event mm. where they're going to paralyze the United States, grid and all, through a hacking event. Mm. So I'm uh, just looking for the particular area where they're talking about it because it seems like, all right, right here, I think, right here. Impacted. The cybersecurity attack. Five on your side, Sydney Stolches, HS. It runs into... Uh, this is yesterday. This is the last fine new outage. HSHS announced it's dealing with a cybersecurity attack. Five on your side, Sydney Stallworth is at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in O'Fallon, Illinois, with more on how patients are being impacted. Today, Hospital Sisters Health System is working with federal agents to try to get to the bottom of what they're calling a cyber incident. Here at St. Elizabeth's Hospital, convenient care has been shut down because of this week-long outage with no word on when it will reopen. 
Here's a look at what we know so far. In a video announcement posted Friday, HSHS President and CEO Damon Boatwright says the cyber incident happened Sunday, August 27th. We're told all of their internal and communication systems were compromised in this incident. They're attacking hospitals. Why? They're attacking anywhere they can, they can attack. Yeah, but I, I feel like if there is... Right, an if agenda. The, if there is an agenda, right? I think if they could release a virus, attack the hospital so that they can't this pandemonium, they can't accept any people or whatever. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but there's something because you know you're hearing of COVID rising and the Marburg uh, Marburg virus and all these viruses, and Bill Gates is warning that there's going to be the next. Uh, uh, pandemic will he said it will be a bioterrorist event so why are they attacking hospitals i don't know but are they looking for something are they preventing something i think these people are just flaunting their skills they're going to hack several types of uh, entities to see if they can do it once they do it they continue on. They're testing the waters. In my opinion, they're testing the waters for the big one. Mm. The big one is going to be devastating. Now, this one, four days ago. Okay. So, eight days ago, uh, it was two months the world won, right? And then it was eight days. eight days, now four days. Okay. So, check this one out. Well, they can't really give us an idea of that, but I can tell you. Well, they can't really give us an idea of that, but I can tell you the county administrator says they're preparing for the worst, yet hoping for the best. The hackers who attack the computer servers are demanding a ransom. For the second straight day, the Hines County Tax Collector's Office is shut down because someone has hacked the computer servers. Everything we do in the tax collector's office has to be done by computer. So we can't do anything. According to the county administrator, cyber criminals have taken control of the computer system in all county government offices, and they're demanding ransom. What? Is that what's going on? So the tax collector. And they're interviewing this guy. They were interviewing me. I'd be like, what? Is that what's going on? Well, I fucking support it. <laughs> Fuck the tax collector. Fuck the tax collector. But something's going on. If they can if they can hack a tax collection agency, these people are talented. That's what I'm saying. What's going on? These people are talented. Something something And what they're refusing to admit is where this is stemming from. Is it Russia? Is it Africa? Right. Where is this coming from? Is it all from one location? That's what I'd be interested to find out. And that's what's going and, and The more I'm looking into it, the more cyber attacks keep coming up. Every day, there's something new coming up. They're attacking the energy grid. They're attacking the task collectors and they're attacking the hospitals. They're attacking universities. 
those four things, not anything else. They're attacking hospitals. They're attacking government agencies, and they're attacking um, hospital uh, hospitals, government agencies, and universities. So next online will be financial districts. I mean, that's that's the only thing left, right? So I Act mean, somebody like BlackRock. Yeah. So this is this is scary. I mean, they're declared that we're in the middle of World War uh, three. And and now we're getting all these ty- uh, cyber attacks and all these things. This is scary. This is scary stuff. It's scary and it's serious. Right. But we have this bozo in the, in the White right House. now we have this bozo wanting to go to bed. You know how many vacation days Biden has taken in in, in his term? Yeah, in, in the, I don't have any clue. I'm, I'm gonna pull it up. I want to be accurate here, so I want to look it up on Google. How many vacation days has Biden taken over the course of his term? Of his term. Biden has uh, at least 250 vacation days. 250. He's been in power right now for about three years. About three years. That's that's almost a year's worth of that's days. That's almost a year's worth. So what? The president can be out of it for almost a whole year? Well, he's not doing anything. We obviously know he's a right, puppet. Right, but like, I mean, I mean, he what two hundred? I mean, I'm gonna put this up on state uh, on on screen so that people can see because I'm not making this up. Two hundred and fifty days at their own property or vacation. He says something very important in that little funny montage. Biden has nearly spent forty percent of his presidency on vacation. It says here, uh, no, it's more. The president's latest trip away from D.C. adds the known 360 vacation days he has taken so far. 360. So a full year he's been off. Yeah, he's been off a complete year. (laughs) You divide that by three, he's working half years, if anything. But, but if, if if you listen to the funny montage that I played, he gives away the keys. And what does he say? Uh, I can replay it here and let's see. Uh, that's uh, the one with Obama? Yes. Uh, let's see. He says a very, very important bit of information. That leads you down the rabbit hole of what's going on in the White House. All right. Let's see. They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, Uncle Joe, you know what happened. Follow my orders here. Ah. Just following my orders here. I'm following my orders here. When have you heard a president say? Never. He gives orders. Right. 
If anything, we're the ones, we, the American public should be the one giving the orders, if anything, but that's never been the He's case. He's the commander and chief. chief. Right. He gives orders. Right. But evidently. He's taking them. He's taking from them. From who? Ah. Uh, it ain't guy, from us. The guy who would like to have a thing in his ear. Mm-hmm. And just have a microphone and tell the puppet what to do. Right. So that brings me to our conspiracy uh, segment here. So I want you to hear this because this really blew my mind. Uh, I I got into a rabbit hole with the Unabomber. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you know his philosophy at all? Be quite honest, I don't. Okay, so I'm going to educate. I know he wanted to be like off the grid and well, check out this way. He was sort of like agoraphobic; didn't want to be around people. Check out this uh, the Unabomber's philosophy here. Check this out. Ted's manifesto opens with what is basically his thesis: the Industrial Revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. Kaczynski argues that we have created a world that basically humans aren't evolved to live in. Throughout 35,000 words, Ted expounds on this idea and presents nature as an alternative to the problems plaguing modern society. Technology has turned us into an industrialized society. In this society, Ted argues the system is prioritized above all other things, including human freedom. Your behavior is regulated to make you more effective within the system, and your well-being is defined by your ability to be a productive part of that system. Take, for example, attention disorders. These impact one's ability to be productive within the industrial system, and so they are addressed, even though there's nothing inherently harmful about having a short attention span. Clinical depression. Right. ADD ain't going to affect you in the wild, really. It doesn't really do nothing against you. It might actually help you if you're surviving in the wild. Right. But in the industrial world, that's a negative. So we're like... You can't focus. Right. Is on the rise. The societal conditions which cause this depression are left entirely unaddressed. Instead, people are given medicine that allows them to tolerate conditions they now... Human behavior is altered... To fit the system rather than vice versa. Right, then the system fitting human behavior. Naturally find intolerable. To varying degrees, Ted says this applies to all aspects of modern life. Kaczynski believed this was unavoidable in industrial society. Initially, technology seemed wholly beneficial. Plumbing, electricity, telecommunications, who in their right mind would resist these conveniences? Kaczynski argued that one by one, though, these technologies would integrate themselves so profoundly into our lives, they would erode personal freedoms. As an example, Kaczynski points to the automobile. Owning a car was once an optional luxury, but slowly over time, our society was constructed with cars in mind. Cities were designed around the idea of people owning cars. Now you're virtually required to own a car, so you are then required to do all that entails working to pay for one, registering, and getting educated on the use of a car, etc. Even the pedestrians' freedoms have now been limited by cars. There are designated sidewalks and walkways, and even then, the pedestrian is constantly at risk to get killed by a reckless driver. 
Those who do not own cars rely on public transportation, which also limits your freedom of movement. You must go where the bus goes. You must go where the train goes, etc., etc. Ted recognizes that we do live in a so-called free society, but he argues we are only free up until a point where our actions impact the functioning of the system. Whether legally, morally, or socially, threatening the system is the line at which behavior is considered unacceptable. He asks, what kind of freedom does one have? Threatening the system is the line that is unaccepted, and that's what Donald Trump has done. He threatened the system. The status quo. And this is what Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, which... He did, he did all that just to get this manifesto out there. If anything, I think he might be a John Connor of sorts. I mean, if you were thrown back in time and you had to get a message out, right? And uh, how else would you get the message out? You, I mean, he came up with a brilliant idea. I'm going to bomb the place if you don't get this message out. If you don't... Print this in the paper. I'm bombing people. Well, let's let's put into perspective the fact that this dude, what's his name, Ted Kaczynski? Uh Uh-huh. He was brilliant. This guy is highly intelligent. Right. So what he's talking about, it's funny that you bring this up. I guess like minds think alike. Mm. I was just discussing with the warlock. He brought up a very good point. Everything that's invented, everything ever invented, Mm -hmm. has its its pros, but the cons always outweigh the pro for some strange reason. Hmm. For example, the phone. Let's let's give, go way even back before that. The guy mentioned the automobile, mm-hmm. right? You buy the automobile for the convenience of that automobile taking you places, um, without having to go, without having to use a horse, right, or walking, right. That's a pro. Right, mm-hmm. you, can, you could traverse large distances within a short amount of time. Right, but now what are the cons? Pollution. Pollu. First of all, first and foremost, before the pollution, you got to construct roads. Right, disrupt um, habitats and habitats in the society as it is. To accommodate these these vehicles. Mm -hmm. You have the byproduct of pollution. Um, You have to invest a lot of money. Right. You got to regulate these things. You got to keep the public safe. So. And you were having a good day. uh Uh-huh. So when you start looking at the pros and the cons, the cons always outweigh Mm. the pro. Like the iPhone. It's very convenient. It seemed great. But now, how many years? 10 years or so with it, we're noticing we've been addicted. You know, it's, it has detrimental effects. You know, it's not. It's like become part of an appendage. Right. 
So, you brought up something about two podcasts ago mm-hmm. about these drones with the bullet, mm-hmm. right? Now, you can champion the cause of this this technology because it'll help in a um, hostage situation. Mm-hmm. Or in a massive shooter situation. Right. You launch these drones. You launch a hive of these drones. And they do a surgical strike. They do a surgical strike. Now the perp is put down. Crisis averted. Mm -hmm. Pro. Now you start going down the, the cons. This gets into the wrong hands. Now the president... Law enforcement, politicians, rich people. Or even AI itself, the machine itself, might might take over. Well, what I'm saying as far as politicians, rich people, law enforcement, all those people are at risk because somebody gets their hands on this technology, they're like, oh... This cop gave me a hard time. Look, I don't like this president. A hive. Mm. And it and it begins to degrade from there. And before you know it, that good invention, which was to protect the population, now gets um used against you. Used against and perverted against the initial um reason for making this invention in the first place. I mean that's that's the whole uh al-Qaeda, you know, they used our weapons against us. So Ted Kaczynski, he's on point. He he's is. He's on point. So check out I I, I listening to listening to this, I was blown away by this. I was blown away at all the things he had to say. Have if one can use it only as someone else prescribes. A dog on a leash is not free. Kaczynski further argues that you have no agency to change this system. Because modern industrial production is so complex, the world relies on the cooperation of very large numbers of people and machines. Decisions must impact millions of people. So by necessity, those decisions are made by employers, politicians, or other authority figures. In this way, your life is determined by the choices and actions of other people. Choices that you can have no measurable impact on. Even in a pure democracy, if a hundred million people vote on something, each individual has one one millionth of a share in the decision. Kaczynski says there is no way to fix this in a hyper-connected industrialized society. In such a society, our basic needs are met with pretty much no challenge. Most of our jobs require little more than showing up and doing what you're told. So we must seek out other goals. We are forced to engage in what Kaczynski says are ultimately meaningless hobbies that can never really bring us fulfillment. A serial moneymaker will never have enough. A political activist's work (laughs) is never really finished. There are endless stamps to collect. Kaczynski argued that the lack of a meaningful goal fulfillment process causes unrest and distress. Ted asks, how can you live if you don't have anything truly meaningful to strive for and attain? Kaczynski argues that being subjected to this level of control and suppression puts us in unnatural, detrimental circumstances. Altering humans to fit a system, rather than vice versa, 
has far-reaching consequences. Kaczynski theorized that this trend would only continue until technocrats one day are able to edit the genetic makeup of humans to better suit the system. At this point, the human species would change from something natural into a designed, manufactured good. Which is exactly what Mr. Alex Jones has been saying about what's going on in the in the kukul, mm-hmm. in the jab, that it has, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it, micro... Uh, uh, nano nanoparticles, nano machines, and these uh, things, and altering uh, our genome. I mean, we know mRNA does that. We know that because that's what it's designed. It's a genetic vaccine that alters your DNA. That's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. So this is what he warned about: that they're going to make it so that our DNA fits the system. Not the fist, not the system fits the DNA. The DNA. Absolutely. Unbelievable. It's the same but, thing. We we live to work. It says here, CRISPR, 10 years on, learning to rewrite the code of life. And CRISPR theorized that. CRISPR is big now. Yeah. That eventually, our systems would become so complex that we simply wouldn't be able to see the far-reaching consequences of any decisions. Only computers and artificial intelligence would have the ability to make good decisions. While AI wouldn't be sentient, it would be the only thing capable of governing our industrialized system. Effectively, control of our world would be given over to artificial intelligence. Kaczynski did not believe this system could be reformed. He found the concept of reform to be naive, saying that technology only got more and more prolific across the entirety of human history. Any truly significant reforms, he said, would bear far-reaching consequences that could very likely be disastrous. He did not believe traditional reformers would be willing to take this risk, especially given they are benefited by the system. Furthermore, Kaczynski argued against technophiles who believed science would solve all of these issues. Ted said, we'd been hearing that for 200 years. The Industrial Revolution was supposed to solve world hunger, for example. The result had been quite the opposite by Ted's estimation. Technophiles, he argued, continued to ignore that their solutions brought new problems. For example, scientists boast that they will end famine by creating new, genetically engineered food plants. But this will allow the human population to keep expanding indefinitely, and it is well known that crowding leads to increased stress and aggression. So, Ted called for revolution. He said that it was basically time to start over, time to destroy everything. And this Zinsky is where, recognized that this revolution... This is where we're at now. Right. And this is where you get, you know, Vivek Ramaswamy saying that he's, that's what he's standing for, revolution. He says it on the debate stage. He said, do you want a reform, which is working with the system, or do you want to take a, a wrecking ball to the system and, and start a revolution? And my opinion, the wrecking ball has mag up all over. Yep. So yeah, I mean, this guy, very fascinating guy. Um, obviously brilliant. Right. Very smart. And has broken down this evil system that we're in. Yes. And unfortunately, he took uh, a fork in the road to where the only way he could spread this message 
It's by hurting other people. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, now this is just a outlandish conspiracy, but if you're in the future of the time of the Terminator and they elect you to be the John Connor, how the hell are you going to warn anybody? What do you do? Try to get anybody's ear. How, how you, do you do it? You might. Well, I mean, I, I, he did it. He did it. He, I mean, the way he did it may not be the best way, but he did it. I mean, we're talking about him today because he managed to get it done, and people know what his his ideas got out there. I don't know if that was the right way, but it worked. Yeah, but he didn't accomplish much. Yeah, but I think, remember, uh, God says our power is the word, right? The word is, you know, that was the first thing that, that's the first thing that God gave, right? The gift of the word. Is that, how does it say it stated in the Bible? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay, let me, uh, let me uh, ask Mr. The, our resident demon. Uh, I do know that Jesus said to one of the disciples, oh, but we can't eat pork. And he said, why? It's not what you put into your mouth. It's what comes out of it. Mm. It says here, uh, the Bible contains several passages in the beginning right here, right? In the beginning was the word. That's that's the Bible. In the beginning was the word, mm-hmm. and the word was with God. And word was God. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what in my in my interpretation, that's what Kinsis, uh the Unabomber uh, Kaczynski, that's what he did. He got out the word. And in the beginning was the word. That's the most strongest thing we got. In the beginning yeah, was the but word. He tainted his word by his actions. So you can't take him well, seriously. Well, did he, did he actually did he actually go through with bombing? Yeah. Or did he just load or uh, how many uh people did he kill? I mean, he was mailing stuff. People were opening up their mail and kaboom. Uh let's see. Uh, it says, the Unabomber, whose real name is Theodore Kaczynski, was responsible for a series of bombings near nearly two decades. His bombings killed three people and injured many others. Um, I mean, not to diminish three people, but in comparison to and getting a, the message a, out. And a lot of them got thwarted. Like, they found out this something's... Yeah, but... I, I mean, I don't, I'm message, not... I'm, I'm your not message saying that got tainted just by your actions. I mean, you could have gone the Gandhi route, nonviolent. I guess so, but I mean, the Gandhi instead route of, does, did that work? Instead of you inflicting pain on other people, inflict pain on yourself. Go on a hunger strike. Tie yourself to a pole. Mm. There's ways I mean, of doing. I mean, yeah. It. Either way. But does that really help get the message out? Either way, whichever way you choose, mm-hmm. you're still going to be 
Uh, and these they, days and age, I mean, you have our platform and stuff, but you but know. even then, you get a label stuck on you. He's crazy. He's a conspiracist. He believes in bullshit. It he, defeats the purpose. It, it, I mean, well, so now here's something else that happened. So check this out. Um, so he was warning about you gentlemen. Know, both thanks for being about the the system that we that. They're altering people to fit the system, and ultimately, AI would be the thing that controls mm-hmm. the system because that would be the only thing that that can manage this complex uh, thing here. Uh, check this out. This is recent. Okay. Uh. Welcome back to this special edition of Hannity. Now, if you're having a Labor Day party in New York City this weekend, you may ha- have some unwanted visitors from above. The NYPD will be using drones to monitor outdoor parties this Labor Day weekend. The department said the drones will help officers determine the severity of noise complaints so they know what to prioritize over the busy weekend. Now the move is predictably drawing backlash from the community and raising concerns over whether this violates police surveillance laws. Here now with reaction, Fox News contributors Leo Terrell and David Webb. Gentlemen, so what do you think about that? It's an invasion of privacy in my in my estimation. Are we walking towards what Ted Kaczynski warned about? <laughs> There's a movie with Tom Selleck named Runaway. You ever heard seen that movie? No. See if you can pull it up real quick. All right. All right, let's see here. Hopefully you can get a trailer for it. Yeah, I think I got one here. Tom Selleck right here. All right. Why did Jack quit the regular force? Yeah, why did he quit, Marvin? What did he tell you? He told me because of Vertigo, but I don't believe him. A few years back, Jack was chasing this guy. Bad guy. This guy ran into a building that was under construction. Jack freaked out, started sweating, couldn't follow him. The guy got away. Later that night, that same guy killed six people. Is that why he's a robot expert? It's always on his mind. The guy that got away. Retinal identification is now being carried out. You know anything about robotics and computers? That exists now. The retina uh, identification mm-hmm. for your phones. This is in the 80s. <laughs> that exists now. Jack, look at this. You've heard of a bullet that has your name on it? You see that red stripe? It's not a regular commercial chip. This isn't a runaway. This is murder. He's killed five so far. I want him. Yeah, I'm sure you do. You're going in. You're going in. We can send a disarm robot. It'll hit the disarm, and any minute it's going to decide to hit the kid. Hey, you got that floater yet? Was that a drone? They had drones back then? This is the regular it's a future movie. This wow, movie. they really they did a, <laughs> they predicted a great one. Nineteen eighty four. Wow, predicted. Uh they probably already had it. <laughs> By accident. 
And I kind of liked it, so I took some night courses in robotics, APL, that sort of thing. And then all of a sudden, I just seemed to know more about it than anybody else. Beautiful. Just beautiful. I'm glad you're satisfied, Dr. Luther. Satisfied? I'm delighted. I'm ecstatic. <laughs> it's good. Good. Where are the chips? Damn evil son of a bitch! These aren't all the chips. And where are the templates to make more? Wow. Runaway. Tom Selleck. Cynthia Rhodes. Gene Simmons. Runaway. Wow. You can't run away. The future is now. That's amazing. Ever. That was that was the slogan in the eighties. The future is now, right? Yeah. And we're here. And we're here. Unbelievable. So our imitating life. So when you think, oh, they just invented this, this been this goes through cycles. They've had this technology for a long time. Yeah, they did. They had this technology for a long time, and it's it's unbelievable, really. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Unabomber is is Ted Kaczynski was a very smart individual, and he became a recluse. Because he was not happy with the thing, with the way things were running, and unfortunately for him, he chose a, a route that you know impacted other people's lives. I mean, can you imagine you can harness that brain? Because what he did, I don't know if you're familiar the way he made these bombs. Mm-mm. Every time. He would send a package. Mm-hmm. First of all, it was void of any fingerprints, any DNA. It was impeccable mm-hmm. how he was able to mail these things. And one tactic that he would use is the the guts of the bomb. Mm-hmm. He would take a, a, a black spray paint. And he would spray everything in the in the in the guts of the bomb with mm. the wiring, chips, or whatever. Mm. Everything was painted black. So that they wouldn't know what's what. So that they wouldn't know what's what. And in the process, it eliminated fingerprints, mm. DNA. So he killed a couple of birds with one stone. Mm. The guy was brilliant. Wow. The guy, his technique. Imagine if we had a dude like that on our side. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I I don't see how he's against us in this situation. I think. No, his manifesto makes sense. And we talk about, I talk about this with, with the warlock all the time. Mm. We go into tirades about this, you know. We're not free anymore. Right. We're we're a slave to a system. Right. 
we're in this rat race and we cannot escape it. We're at a point of our in our in our existence that we live in perpetual fear, in perpetual anxiety. The proverbial straw mm-hmm. hangs above us every day. Right. That shit lands. There goes the back of that camel. Right. So, so what's going on in society today with that proverbial uh, straw is people having to reset. When, you, when you're building, mm-hmm. here comes that straw back to ground zero again. Mm. Re, start rebuilding when you say, now I got it. And that's what the Atlantis was. The building and then the reset. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't I don't know, but I know that this is what we're going under. Well supposedly what uh, what took down Atlantis was uh some kind of uh nuclear explosion, some kind of reactor of their power their their source power, whatever that was, it blew up. So we being the creatures that we are, we forget. Right. And we don't know our history. And here we are repeating it. Repeating it. But what I am trying to convey is, and you hear it all the time, oh, I lost my job just when I was, and and, and you know what's the evil part of it? What? Most of that, that proverbial, uh, Straw that that hangs above all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me let me just. There we go. That proverbial straw that hangs above all of us, usually, lands. Right before Christmas. And now, not only are we screwed. We, family time. Anything that brings people together is destroyed. Mm. Then you try to rebuild again. You say, you know what? You know, like, for example, Joe Rogan has a dude, had a dude that he says every time something goes wrong, uh, Joe says, Joe Rogan says, good. Good. Oh, my house burned down. Good. Because this guy that he got this uh, philosophy from says, out of everything bad, something good, something good happens mm. from it. You go by that mentality, right? Mm. Oh, I lost my job. Good, it's gonna lead me to. I'm rebuilding. Mm-hmm. It comes that fucking straw again. Good, I'll rebuild again. I'll re- and now we're in this perpetual rebuilding, rebuilding always. Not surpassing that ceiling. Mm. And this is what we're in. Right. So this is what Ted Kaczynski is saying. And uh, We are slaves. I just pulled up. According to Plato's account, Atlantis ultimately met its demise due to its excessive ambition and aggression expansionism. Uh, Aggressive. Aggressive aggressive expansionism. The story goes that the Atlanteans attempted to conquer Athens, but were defeated. 
As a result of their aggression and the gods' disapproval of their behavior, Atlantis was said to have been punished by the gods and the island is described by, uh, as sinking beneath the ocean in a single day and night. Hmm. So some, some I've heard that some uh, historians believe or people that are, are uh, um, that they off themselves. No, that it was uh, it was some kind of like the power, their power source, whatever it was, blew up. Initially, they off themselves by accident. Yeah, by accident. Yeah. And that's what's going to happen again. And it's happening perpetually. Right. This is what we're living in. So uh, I went, I, I wanted to bring this up because Terminator to me is is getting like more and more realistic as time goes on. Skynet? And, Skynet. And I wanted to see like what was the story? Now, what was Terminator? How did the st- Skynet uh, happen at all in Terminator? Like, what was the story in Terminator specifically, right? And I mean, you know that, but I I know I know Skynet, like you know, was the thing that brought it into. But I didn't. I haven't watched all the Terminators in succession, so I don't know exactly what was the rise of Skynet. Well, they kind of tell you in in the first movie. Well, what's the rise then? You know, we, in an effort to uh, recreate our own intelligence, uh, created a sentient computer that initially did a how. Took over and took over humanity. Well, yes, but it's more in depth. So what happened was that they were, it was the, uh, the first warning message that terminator gives us was that they were creating an artificial intelligence uh, or artificial some kind of artificial intelligence for the military the whole point of the right. the whole point of skynet was uh to prevent against what uh cyber attacks well, yeah, cyber attacks, yeah. So the whole point of uh, Skynet was to identify and attack some uh, cyber, uh, you know, uh, cyber, cyber threats. Attack, cyber threats, right. But then um, I forgot what, something happened where they were like, uh, they told Skynet to look for, I forgot what what enemy they were looking for in particular. Oh, oh, what happened was they were getting, they were getting uh uh, uh cyber attacks were happening mm-hmm. in the country, so they wanted uh Skynet to attack it, but Skynet was behind the attacks. So when they told Skynet to go after the attacker. Self preservation. It 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 knew that it was the person doing the it was a thing doing the attacks. So right, self preservation. It realized, oh, it wants me to kill myself. No, so then the human must be the the problem, and that's where it kind of spawned off. 
And it started with the T-100, which looked like... Have you, did you see what the original Terminator, the first Terminator looked like? Did you see what it was? Uh, this isn't the first movie? No. That's what I'm saying. You have to see, like, the the actual story of the whole thing. Yeah, but you got it's Hollywood, and they just started expanding and expanding. But and I, 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 it's Hollywood, but they what they're going off of, I think it's based off a book. Well, James Cameron wrote the movie. James Cameron wrote, wrote the movie, but it's based off a book. Oh, okay. So oh, I'm not sure what the book was. Uh, let me see. What was the uh book here? Let me see if I find it. What book was terminated? Because another thing that can happen with AI, artificial intelligence, you're gonna we're gonna come to a point where we ask something from the computer. And the computer to preserve itself will do the same thing as the as the pods did in the fly, and they create brundle fly mm. fused because it just doesn't understand what we want. Oh no, I was incorrect on this one. So it wasn't uh, based on. Well, there's a woman that claims that she is the the author of a book that it was based on. And I heard about that. It's very similar. Right. But this was written by James Cameron, am right. I correct? According to this, this was uh, written by James Cameron. Okay, so. but show me what the original... Because I know it's like some weird guy with a red eye or something like that, right? Well, no, it actually looks more like what we have today, which is why I... It, 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 because uh, so, I have a vision in my mind of seeing like this guy with like one red eye or something. But let's see what it what it is. Skynet defense system We're in. now activated. How's it going, everyone? Today I'm back with another amazing video from Marvelous Videos, in which we will be exploring a highly advanced computer system known as Skynet, which is also the main antagonist in the Terminator film series. In this video, I'm going to talk about how Skynet Terminators took over the world and the incidences that took place in the Terminator series. I'll also be telling you about why Skynet was determined to wipe out humanity. And just before we go into our explanation, we have a very small request. If you like us, it means... Why was Skynet formed in the first place? And how did it become self-aware? The idea of Skynet was to control and to automate U.S. military nuclear weapons. Is that Skynet it right there? was created by Cyberdyne, no, which, not yet. which is coming. a tech corporation founded in the early 1980s. The U.S. government, with the help of Cyberdyne, aimed to create an autonomous defense network that could outsmart enemies of the U.S. This system was beyond human intelligence and had the ability to analyze threats to the military. The purpose of Skynet in the Terminator series was to build an intelligent defense system for SAC NORAD, a US Aerospace Defense yeah, Command. That. That's the what intelligent it like. defense system for SAC NORAD, a US Air That, that was mm. the original uh, this weird robotic space defense thing, command. It'll, it'll this more. system could analyze data, make strategic judgments, and carry out military action with unmatched accuracy. Basically, humans have put all their trust into the decision-making capabilities of Skynet. And Arnold Schwarzenegger's role? Why? Why they used Arnold Schwarzenegger as a as the Terminator? His his body, his shape. Do you know why? Mm-mm. Because he was so, he was like a head general. He was like one of the top generals at the time. See, but this stuff was added on. Yeah, I'm saying, but 
I know this. I'm not talking about the original Terminator. I'm talking about the series Terminator. What is the series trying to explain? Mm. So this is where that's why I feel like you you may not know the full story of what's going on. Uh, in my opinion, I got the full story in the first movie. <laughs> well, they expanded on the full story. They did, and they added stuff or what. But I get it. I get the whole um, premise of how, you know, um, this technology could be perverted. Yeah, I mean, so the the whole the whole thing was that. So think of this scenario, right? Mm-hmm. It's very simple. We got you got the United States, China, Russia, mm-hmm. and then you have little. You have uh, number four would be Britain, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Every one of those has the same technology, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone is working on this AI business, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to protect their own by way of AI. Mm-hmm. Well, British Signet was in the so US. somewhere sorry. along the line, all these different factions of AI communicate with each other and become one. And become the global AI. Right. And become Skynet. Right. So, I mean, the this this uh, breakdown goes in, in full detail. I really recommend it. Uh, look it up. It's How Terminators Took Over the World Step by Step. Entire Blueprint of Skynet's Takeover Explored. Um, you can look that up on, on YouTube. I, I think... Watch if you watch this video, and you see like, and there's another video that shows step by step between the Terminator and real life, and every step is happening, little by little, little by little. And you could say the same thing of uh, Space Odyssey, mm. with how right, how yeah. to how become what it became well i mean how how did how come become what it became same thing self-preservation oh well yeah yeah you know again you know right now um didn't didn't we discuss on this ai where it started doing stuff to protect itself, and this is like in real life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the military, uh, 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 was it a simulation? It was a military simulation, and where they were telling a drone to attack an individual person, but they had the person, uh, the operator had to give it the okay. It had to locate the person first. Operator gave it the okay, and then it attacked. But when the uh, when the drone located the person and the operator did gave it the the not okay. It was like, no, this is the person. Right. This and is what it, you told me. And constructed a way to do it anyway. Right. And when he, every time they, they, they try to stop it, it found a new clever way to, to circumvent it. So, yeah, there's that. Um, so, again, this, this video, it explains how Skynet took over. It's very interesting and very fascinating. I really think people should watch it. But now I bring this up. 
along with Ted Kaczynski, because he's warning us about the system and AI specifically, that AI is going to take over, that the system needs AI, the globalists need AI in order to manage the system. Mm-hmm. And did you hear about Mo uh, Godat? Godat? Mo Godat? Not familiar with what you're talking about. Well, this guy, this guy's name is Mogadot. He is warning the dangers of AI as uh, and they are happening as we speak. Uh, he's uh, a Google guy and uh, he's sounding the alarm. Something's brewing here. British leadership on artificial intelligence just days after one of his top advisors warned that AI could begin to kill humans within two years. It follows an open letter signed by Elon Musk and hundreds of the biggest names in tech, calling for an urgent pause in the development of AI. Well, Mo Gaudat, who's a former chief business officer at Google X, was among the first to raise the alarm. He says the situation is beyond emergency. And Mo, author of Scary Smart, which is a scarily smart book, by the way, joins me now. Mo, great to see you. Thank you so um, much. You were part of this uh, quite secretive Google X group, which I presume you were, your job was to think the unthinkable about stuff like AI. And you very quickly were out of the traps to warn people, look, this is serious. Very. What was it that you saw where you thought, okay, we've got to be really careful now? We had a tiny bit of an experiment that was about teaching robotic arms to grip items uh, that were... Uh, some funny um, developer used children toys uh, in front of those arms. And, and basically, they kept trying for weeks without any success whatsoever. And I passed by them, and I was thinking we wasted so much money on something that wasn't going to work. On a Friday evening, one of them gripped one yellow ball, showed it to the camera. And basically, I was like, there you go, millions of dollars for one yellow ball. Monday morning, every one of them. Was, was gripping one every yellow ball by a few weeks later, every one of them was gripping everything. The speed that at which those machines were learning is staggering. But at the same time, uh, the, the, the understanding we have about why they learn, why they do what they do, is very, very limited. Is that self-designing, what they were doing? They basically are mimicking human intelligence. I mean, the reason I ask that is I interviewed Professor Stephen Hawking just before he died, mm -hmm. his last television interview, and I asked him, what is the biggest threat to mankind? And he Artificial said... Intelligence. Well, actually, let me show you the clip. We've got it here, I think. Ever since the start of the Industrial Revolution, there have been fears of mass unemployment as machines replaced humans. Instead, the demand for goods and services has risen in line with the increased capabilities. Whether this can continue indefinitely is an open question, but there is a greater danger from artificial intelligence if we allow it to become self-designing, for then it can improve itself rapidly and we may lose control. I mean, it seems very prescient now. That was a few years ago. Yeah, I mean... But that I, was prescient. This is really what you're talking about. I, I, I left in 2018 a warning, and my first video that I issued after, mm. after I left was all about that. And the idea that, uh, um, you know, we always had three uh, boundaries, if you want, for AI. We said, don't put them on the open internet until you solve the control problem. Don't teach them to code, because mm. that makes them self-developing. Mm. And don't have other AIs prompting them, other agents working with them. And we've crossed all three lines. I mean, I remember with chess, I'm a big chess player fan. Not great, but I like playing it. We crossed all three lines. So 
Would it be um not far fetched that all these cyber attacks and ransomware is AI is AI is possible. They figured out our weakness. And it's possible. And they're what are they hitting? Federal agencies. Hospitals and universities. Now, you heard this first on the Pyramid Podcast. We're always five to ten days ahead of the news. I bet you within ten days, what I just mentioned. Or something similar to that will hit the the airwaves. Now, now check this out. You say that I'm always five. That we're we're uh, ahead of the the curve here. I found something here. I don't know. There's something interesting about this little report here. So I'll finish this uh, conspiracy segment with this. I found this on Instagram. Uh, let me see. I'll add this to stage. Here we go. Oh, hold on. And folks, we we have a lot of folks that have been hanging on. Oh, it's wow. Like false flag event. Uh, we're almost done. Please hang on for all this stuff that we're discussing. We do a cleansing and we do an ultimate ohm. So hang on for that coming real soon. Uh, hang on. So check this out. September 23rd. Right, check this out. On September 23rd, I believe of this year, and I'm gonna show you all the predictive programming that said that this is gonna happen. In the Big Bang Theory, an asteroid strikes on September 23rd. In the movie, This is the End, on September 23rd is the rapture. In the movie Pandemic, an outbreak happens on September 23rd. Ghostbusters, Evil is released on September 23rd. In the movie Tomorrowland, disaster strikes on September 23rd. In the movie Little Shop of Horrors, humans are threatened by some sort of event that happens on, again, September 23rd. In the movie Knowing, a solar flare strikes on September 22nd and lasts till the 23rd. In the movie Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, an asteroid strikes on September 23rd. Julie and Julia, meteor strikes September 23rd. In the movie Sleepy Hollow, dimensions open up on September 23rd. Now you get my point. Predictive programming is something that the psychopaths that rule this world utilize to show you what they're going to do previous to them doing it because it alleviates their karma. Essentially, they're telling you what they're going to do and you guys are agreeing. Now, they are more than likely going to use Project Bluebeam, which is something that they perfected where they use holograms to bring in an antichrist or some sort of cataclysmic event, UFOs, meteor strikes, something. Now, all this predictive programming on September 23rd didn't specify the year, but with everything going on in the world, it could be the September 23rd coming up. And hopefully this reaches enough people where they got to call off their plans. Peace and love. September he left a very important thing. Mm. In 1971, on September 22nd. 22nd. <laughs> no, on September 23rd, uh. 1971, there was a baby in the cradle, right? Uh. And the nurse went over, you know, tried to tell her what to do. And the baby said two words. Goo goo gaga. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> no. The baby said, "Fuck you." <laughs> no way. <laughs> uh, 
And that very baby is here talking to you today. <laughs> I was a day old. On September 23rd. So imagine that. My birthday. The day after your birthday. They're, they're, and that's the day of the equinox. Something astral... Something is going. This is why we're here. I was sent here for this particular thing. Mm. And that makes sense. It makes sense. So that is your conspiracy uh, segment. But he said that's something really poignant. And I want people to realize. The people at the helm, the people in control are part of a cult. This cult requires for you to be completely transparent and let the people know of your intentions before they do it. This is their belief. Because it uh, absolves their karma. Exactly. Now, the the tool that they've... Uh, um, the tool that they have resorted to use mm-hmm. is Hollywood. They let you know of things by way of movies. Mm-hmm. And this is how they go around. This is their loophole on how they um, are being transparent. A lot of things in movies are relevant in life. As we know it. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of whether or not it be predictive. I mean, for Christ's sake, there's a movie that came out, I think, a year and a half to two years before where airplanes hit the world trade. Isn't that something? (laughs) You want more proof in the pudding than that? That's, yeah. I mean, either either this is what their intentions from the beginning or they plant the seed, give you an idea so that you go on and do it. Mm. So that being said, um, that concludes our conspiracy segment. Why mushrooms are the first thing I eat every morning. Aside from being a great source of micronutrients like vitamin D, the mushrooms that I eat are incredible for brain health. Every morning I eat reishi, turkey. proven that lion's mane protects your brain from cognitive decline. For example, one cause of Alzheimer's is a buildup of brain plaque called amyloid beta. Lion's mane mushrooms remove amyloid beta from the brain. Turkey tail benefits gut health and improves your immune system. Stress, fatigue, and might even fight cancer. Mushrooms are more powerful than we have any idea about. Try starting your day with mushrooms and see how much better you feel.
If you eat this, you might get accused of taking the limitless pill. This is the lion's mane mushroom, and it clears brain fog like nothing else. It's even been studied for its ability to grow new brain cells through boosting something called nerve growth factor. You have to eat lion's mane every day to get its benefits, so I take it in a gummy. In the section of the pyramid podcast our favorite topic so uh being that today is uh our little memorial for uh september 11th Mm -hmm. um i wanted to pull this particular um report uh just to set up what uh what i have about the kaaba so Um, now I don't know if I, I, we spoke about this on the cast or before we went on, but, uh, we discussed about, uh, Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. Now there's, there's, there's this report, um, because what's going on is it seems like, um, it seems like the the I would say the victims of the of the um attacks are trying to get trying to I guess sue or put Saudi Arabia uh get Saudi Arabia uh liable for for what happened or try for them to like I guess pay some kind of claim or sue them or something. Okay, over what? Well, because they believe there's there's some they believe that Saudi Arabia is behind the whole 9/11? 9/11. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. So and uh, they were let's be honest, they you're were. Right. So, here's because a little uh, of the They funded this thing. Right. So, here's a little uh report here about this uh and then this is just to set up what i have about the kaaba 
A newly declassified FBI report details some of the links between Saudi nationals and the 9-11 hijackers. The report, known as Operation Encore, was written back in 2016. Its release comes after two decades and impassioned lobbying from family members who lost loved ones in the attacks on September 11, 2001. Earlier this month, President Biden signed an executive order authorizing the FBI to declassify several documents related to its 9-11 investigation. For more, I want to bring in Devlin Barrett. He's a national security reporter for The Washington Post. Devlin, thanks very much for being with us. Some of the information found in Operation Encore contradicts what the 9-11 Commission initially reported in 2004. Can you talk about that? What specifically are we talking about and what was the contradiction? Well, there was, a, there was always a question uh, from immediately after the attack of what role, if any, did the Saudi government play in the planning and plotting of this? Fifteen of the 19 hijackers were Saudi citizens, and we know that some of those hijackers received essentially help of various kinds from other Saudis living in the United States when they arrived here in, in the year 2000. The big question for investigators right from the jump was, was that help witting? Were they, did, did Saudis knowingly help these people carry out this horrible attack? And for many years, the answer seemed to be that there, there was not convincing conclusive evidence that uh, Saudi diplomats or security intelligence operatives helped them do this. And that's essentially where the 9-11 Commission came down saying that while uh, some Saudi charity groups have in the past funded al-Qaeda, uh, there was no evidence of direct financial or other types of support from the Saudi government. What you see in the release today is, or excuse me, what you see in this new release, this newly declassified release, is that the FBI was very suspicious clearly of that explanation, and they didn't believe a lot of the answers they were getting including some particular Saudis who were living in the U.S. who interacted with the hijackers back in the year 2000. And Devlin, on that point, what does this report say about the role of an individual named Omar al-Bayoumi in the September 11th attacks? Right. Al-Bayoumi is a very important part of this investigation and was looked at for many years by the FBI because Bayoumi met two of the hijackers. Bayoumi by his own account, uh, gave them help. Uh, he described that as not meaning to help terrorists. He described that as meaning to help fellow countrymen who he had a chance encounter with. That's how he described it to the FBI. Uh, but clearly, the FBI is suspicious of that version of events. In this new document, they show that they say explicitly that other witnesses contradict Bayoumi's account of this. And they, the FBI clearly set out to see if it had enough evidence to show that Bayoumi was lying and that he knew what these two men were up to. Uh, this document Could suggests that, have been at least that. What a shogi. But that, that's who killed Khashoggi, the Saudi Arabian uh, prince. So it could have been a shogi had some link to show that to he was involved. 11 and the Saudis. Right. And they chopped them up and put them in boxes. Right. So there's that, right? Now, I bring this up only to say that in Saudi Arabia, what's the predominant religion 
of Saudi Arabia. Hawala. It's <laughs> it's Muslim. It's Muslim, right? So now I found this. Now this is controversial, folks. So uh, uh, we, this is not a direct reflection of the Pyramid Podcast. This is just something I had found. Uh, it's something to open your mind and debate and deliberate. But uh, I don't know. Tell me what and you this think. This is dealing with paranormal. This is well, yeah. This is dealing with. I I'd say this is the paranormal realm. Because, you know, when you deal with spiritual things and all that stuff, that's within the paranormal, right? So This is in the left-hand wheel of the pyramid. Exactly. So this video is called The Greatest Lie Ever Told. Okay, let's right. do it. So we got the greatest conspiracy under our belt. Now, somebody came up with... This video, the greatest lie ever told. Actually failed, and is he receiving worship as a law? It's a so check this out. Is Satan actually failed, and is he receiving worship as a law inside the Kaaba right now as we speak? Let me tell you a story. It's the 5th century AD, in the lonely sand-swept deserts of Arabia have not yet been introduced to the religion of Islam. That would come a hundred years later. No, the Arab world was much different before the Prophet Muhammad was ever even first mentioned. Jews, Christians, polytheists, Zoroasters, multiple different religious groups existed at the same time as these polytheists. This is really important to understand. I want you guys to try and think deeply about this. Arabian polytheism, which was the dominant practice amidst all the others, had a history locked deep with an ancient city in the region we know today as Mecca. This foundational city, which is still revered today, it is the primary spiritual center of all the surrounding regions with their pagan worship practices. The cube or the ancient house which is at the heart of the city was actually used to house all of the local gods. 360 of them to be exact and they would honor these gods by encircling the shrine in a lunar-like procession. This practice would later be taken by Islam which is really quite interesting if you think about it. Islam meaning submission to God. But my question to you is, which God? Hmm? It is said that um, the Prophet Muhammad went into the, into the Kaaba mm -hmm. and he smashed all of these statues. Idols. And, yeah, he smashed them hmm. and said the only one we we worship is Allah. Hmm. Go ahead, continue. All right, here we go. Manaf, Manat, Dushar. These are but a few of the names of the various idol gods worshipped in the Black Cube, which would have been placed adorning the inside of the shrine and along the outer rim of the cube for their ritualistic purposes. Now, each Lunar New Year, 
the various orange travel groups would lay down their arms and make the lengthy pilgrimage to the shrine where they would encircle it, offering sacrifices and penances to their favorite gods, which some scholars say represent the 365 days of the year. Encirclement, frustration, pilgrimage. I think you guys are starting to get the picture of what I'm trying to paint. But even with all this context, the mystery starts to get even deeper when you actually look into the history of the gods worshipped in the Black Cube. There really is only one singular deity that stands out in particular amidst all the rest, and his name is the ancient god Hubal. Hubal is a very interesting character indeed because he is considered by most scholars to actually be the chief god of the Kaaba at the time. Some would even argue that the Kaaba was fully dedicated to Hubal himself. As you can see, more images of this god found right here with the same black stone that is venerated today in modern Mecca. But here is where it really starts to take a dark turn for the worst. Because when you actually look at the research, and believe me, I did, almost all scholars generally conclude that Hubal was an imported deity from the region of Syria or the land of the Nabataeans. Hubal was at once the presiding god in the temple and the principal deity of the Koreshites, who were its guardian. The preeminence of this idol was evinced by the fact that before it, the casting of lots with arrows took place. This scholar says it was probably introduced when the sanctuary of the Koresh tribe was converted into the pantheon of the whole of Arabia. The name Hubal remains a mystery. The opinion that it is synonymous with the Babylonian and Syrian Baal Bell is supported by the testimony of Arab authorities, according to whom Hubal was originally imported from Syria. Syria, the pinnacle of ancient Baal worship. This city sets up the foundation of many long dead empires and is considered to be one of the most celebrated ancient sanctuaries in the world, built upon by both Greeks and Romans. Venetians being its originators, these were men and women who believed in the Canaanite pantheon, took Baal as their chief astronomical deity. Could it be any coincidence that scholars agree Hubal, the ancient lunar deity of the Kaaba, has a past connecting it to Baal? There is a story in the Gospel of Mark of these Pharisees coming to Jesus and saying he is casting out devils by the power of Satan. This is how he responds. He is possessed by Belzebul, by the ruler of demons he cast out demons. So he called them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? We see right here that Jesus is connecting the prince of demons himself to Baal, which means there's only one connection we can make. Baal is Satan. This is where we get to put all the puzzle pieces together. And believe me, they fit quite perfectly. Because Hubal, having a direct tie to the pagan god Baal of the Canaanites, was not only considered the chief god of the Kaaba at the time, but Hubal was actually worshipped as Allah by the forefathers of Muhammad.
Ibn Kathir, one of Islam's most renowned historians, speaks of a certain forefather of Muhammad digging a well in a region called Zamzam. This was probably just a neighboring region outside the province of Mecca itself. According to the story, this sparked outrage among the neighboring Qureshi tribe, which remember were the protectors of Hubal and the Black Cube, who ultimately viewed this act as a total provocation of their land and demanded retribution. Hearing all of this, understandably Muhammad's tribal ancestor becomes totally stressed out by the situation and he vows to sacrifice his 10 sons to God or Allah at the Kaaba in order to pay the blood price. It is that doesn't sound like God. <laughs> Not at all. Claimed that when Abin al-Mutalib received such opposition from Quraysh over the digging of Zamzam, he vowed that if ten sons were born to him, who grew up and protected him, he would sacrifice one of them for Allah at the Kaaba. Allah at the Kaaba can only have meant one thing to the forefather of Muhammad at this time who sought to abate this god's anger through the death of one of his sons. And we know that he could only be speaking of one specific deed himself. Ubal. So what do you think of that? Interesting. Nice little history lesson. I like it. Right. So I make that connection because, you know, a lot of what we face here, and, and, and for those that you don't know, because this is the, the final segment of the, the cast, you know, we are here to cut the snake, the head of the, the snake of the serpent, you know, serpent being Lucy himself, right? And... What do the Muslims that committed the atrocity on 9-11, they claim it was a religious thing, wasn't it not? It was like sort of a jihad. The jihad, right? And they claimed that they were doing this and they will get rewarded in heaven with whatever, 72 virgins mm -hmm. or whatever the hell. But so, again, this is a perversion of the religion from people like Osama bin Laden and the people that support Osama and terrorist sect, they, they've, I'm not sure because I'm not a biblical or Quranic mm -hmm. scholar, but I don't know if that the 72 proverbial virgins are in the Quran. The or Quran. In, probably not, but what I'm getting at is this guy just uh, made the claim that inside that black cube at the Kaaba, it is a, a, a plausible, if not likely, that they're under the guise of worshiping God, they're actually worshiping... We're worshiping in reverse. In reverse. And their actions... And I must say, and I must make an admission right now. Mm. And it's going to sound, it's going to sound, it's powerful what I'm about to say. Don't judge me for it. 
But I find Islam very seductive. Mm. I find it that I've gone into extensive deep dives mm. on the Muslim religion and Islam. Mm. I find it very appealing. Yeah, there's some parts of it that are it's very appealing. Very seductive. You know, the rituals, the call to God. Right. I don't know if you have it on, on you could bring it up on 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 youtube mm. but that that cry in the morning Allah mm. it's very seductive i'm i'm i feel drawn to it it's so beautiful it's like play it and you'll see what i'm talking about all right let's see it's beautiful Everything that we begin salat by first making the intention from the heart to pray to Allah. Allahu Akbar. No, no, you gotta play the one that they Bismillah. play. That they play every morning on the intercom. Mm, on the intercom. Yeah, on on the outdoor intercom. That you hear this, the whole. City hears this. Where in, in Mecca? Everywhere in every Muslim country. Uh yeah, I'll get it for you. Let's see. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <laughs> Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. No, that's not it. Let's see if I can get it. Okay. Uh, what did I do? I did it on. All right, you ready? Yeah. My hair commercial. Let's see. Is my channel up? Yep. Why am I not hearing anything? It's not, you see, it's not this one. Here we go. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. This is the call. Allahu Akbar, Look, I get goosebumps. Mm. And what it says is, if you want to know, he is saying, I bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship but Allah. So if this plays every morning, I believe it's at 6 o'clock a.m., every Muslim country, everybody has to go, go out and pray. Mm-hmm. This is over the intercom. 
Now, in the, out of the three religions, Judaism, Christian, and Muslim religion, we're, we're supposed to be all in the same Abrahamic faith, right? Mm-hmm. But of the, the three, I think Muslim is the, the one that's the most different in terms of how they worship because they they worship every day at a specific time and it has to be in a specific orientation and it has to be, you know, in a certain way, in a certain this. and, the, and It's very disciplined, very structured. Very disciplined. And it's powerful. I mean, just And this. evidently, it's not... Uh, in accordance with Judaism, because uh, they've been fighting with, with amongst each other, right? There's there's been fighting well, between. Yeah, because there's Juda this Judaism, Christianity, and Muslim Islam. Right now, Islam says there's no way Jesus Christ could be could have been nailed to the cross. You know, um he he was too powerful to allow that to happen to him. They don't believe he died on the cross. Mm. Christianity says this was his sacrifice. Right. For us mm-hmm. or humanity. Judaism says he wasn't the Messiah. He was a fake and a fraud. Right. And we're still waiting. And I was looking into that. Do you know why they, their rationale, why they thought Jesus was a fake and a fraud? Well, from what I know, they didn't, because first of all, he didn't fit the criteria. In terms of? In... In the, um, what's the name of the Torah? In the Torah, the Son of Man, the Son of 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 God, mm. He will come back under the name of Emmanuel. Mm. He was He didn't come back as Emmanuel. Right. Came back as Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's there's a discrepancy. But as Jesus kept on preaching. And now, did, did Jesus ever say that he was the descendant of King David? Because um, that was the other criterion that they were waiting for. They were waiting for because the second coming was supposed to be the, the, the line of King David. The descendant of King David. That's but this. if you go through the lineage of Mary. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, she does stem from King David. From King David. Okay. But I guess they didn't believe it. And the, the, the last thing I heard was that at the whole reason for why they were waiting for the Messiah or why there was, they, they, in, their, in their religion, a Messiah is required to, to appear. When it's time for the Messiah to appear is when the temple is no is not there right because then the they need 
somebody to bring the to rebuild the temple. That's the point of the Messiah to bring to rebuild the temple and be and be the king of the Jews. But at the time that Jesus came, the temple was was still around. So for them, it was like there's no need for a Messiah. Mm. Why would you? Why would you even be here? Why would God send you? There's no need for you. But in Jesus's um, mindset, the need was there because the rabbis were taking advantage of their position, and thus the Messiah was needed. But from their perspective, since since uh, Judaism was strong at that time, mm-hmm. they're like, for what reason? You know, we've been persecuted, we've been slaves, but now we're we're not in a time where we need a messiah we're actually well, actually that's false uh, that, i've heard that f- i was looking through that from through uh uh the rabbis that been like i've been looking at all these actually, rabbis at the time when jesus was you mm-hmm. know, came along uh the jews were under the nail under the thumb of the romans mm. and but they had power evidently Enough yeah, power to enough, crucify Jesus. Enough power. Well, let's get let's not get it twisted. The Romans crucified Jesus on behalf of the Jews. Right, but isn't it was the Jews' insistence for them to Right, but the only reason that the Romans crucified Jesus was because it, of the Jews. No? Obviously, yeah. Well, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't that the Jews ordered the Romans uh, to oh. crucify him. And what was the it? The Jews insisted that Jesus Christ was a blasphemer, uh-huh. uh, an abomination. Uh-huh. He was... He was uh, because it was blasphemy to say that you're the Messiah. Right. So, Puncher... Pontius Pilate uh-huh. is there. I've said this before. Was there for one reason and one reason only: to keep the peace between uh, the Jews. Mm-hmm. The emperor installed him there for that purpose only. You know, so when he interviewed Jesus, he was like, "Look." I don't know about what you guys think, but to me, this man hasn't done anything wrong. But preach peace, love, and happiness. And at the same time, he he does say he is the son of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He's the son of the uh, of uh, he is the Messiah, the son of God. Mm-hmm. But this is no reason to crucify him. There's no reason to persecute him. But I'm here. You know, to keep you, you rats, you maggots, in line. So I'm going to give it up to you. Do you release this man who's a born bona fide rapist, murderer, con artist, and one of the worst human beings ever born in this region? Mm -hmm. Or do we give clemency 
to Jesus, which his only crime is to, to, to preach that he's a son of God and his message is all about peace, love, love and harmony. Uh-huh. They said, free Barabbas. Right. So Puncher washed his hands and said, So was it, was it really the Romans? Yeah. He said, He washed his hands of it. He washed his hands of it. But he was like, This is what they want? Is this what they want? I'm going to show them. I'm going to show them what the Romans can do. I'm going to show them. They want they want this they want to let go this guy who's a who's a scourge of the earth fine release him but I'm going to show them the might of the Romans and by all said and purposes they would have taken Jesus they would have taken him up the to to the Calvary crucified him and it would have been all over but no, Puncher said, you want to see what we can do? In case, in case you have ideas of rebelling against us, he flogged them to the point that the Jews themselves were like, whoa, I can't, we, whoa, whoa, like, wow. Like, we didn't mean to do that now. We just wanted to kill the guy. We didn't want to, you know, see flesh and bone and and." The suffering of this man. Mm. I believe at one point they were like, what the hell did we just do? Mm. It was so powerful. But this was a show of power. Mm. If you had any inkling of rebelling against us. This is where uh, uh, Hollywood always uh, diverges. Because I've been well, like, uh, if you see the Passion of the Christ, that's what I've been. That's what I was gonna say. I've been watching the Passion of the Christ. It, it, it shows you. Well, and from from the Passion of the Christ, I I watched it uh, over the week. I watched it three times, I, and it's, it's interesting. I watched it during a thunderstorm, and every it was wild watching it because every time something was happening to Jesus, there was lightning striking. Like, and it was hard to watch. I mean, yeah, it was hard to watch. But now I'm like, I'm sort of desensitized, I guess, with all the other crazy stuff that is existing and I've seen over over the, my years. To me, it's not, it, it's more like I, I can sit down and really, like, digest it. And what I was uh, gathering from it, from the movie. Now, I don't, I got to do more research on the, on the actual Text. I got to look into the Bible more often. Mm-hmm. But from the movie, it, it portrayed that Pontius Pilate didn't want to be involved in this at all. He didn't. And it portrayed that his wife, which I don't know how true this is, but it seemed like the, his wife provided the shroud of Turin, the shroud that. Well, that, to be quite honest, I don't know. Well, that was uh, that was from the. This is, I'm just going off of the Passion of the Christ. It, it depicted that his uh, Pontius Pilate's wife gave Mary the, that. Uh, not was, I think it was uh, either Mary. No, she gave Mary the right, shroud the of shroud, Turin. which is what they covered the body in. Right when they interred him. Right. So she had a dream. The reason she did that is because she had a dream. 
about Jesus, a nightmare, in fact, and persuaded Pontius Pilate not to kill him. Yes. And then... That's in the Bible. Right. And then from from the it continues on where they uh cuz she talked to him right she talked to him she talked to him and she saw this guy was not a bad guy right and she persuaded punches pilot right she knew who he was she knew who this guy is, who Jesus was so uh from the movie now they the the Jews they bring him to Pontius Pilate for uh for uh retribution, right? This is after they beat and already beat Jesus pretty pretty severely. And he was pretty badly beaten by the time he they arrived right in front he said, of that's when he says this is what the hell happened to him. Right. And then they proceed to uh ask for him to be killed, right? Mm-hmm. But Pontius Pilate Having that message from his wife, he told the Roman uh, soldiers to beat him, give him a severe uh, punishment, but don't kill him. Right. And but in the movie, it depicts that, you know, the, the, uh, the Roman soldiers, they were laughing. I don't know. The whole movie it was very odd. The laughing of the whole thing. Everybody laughing at at this at, at what they were doing to Jesus, all the laughing well, that was involved. That's, I, in my opinion, this is Mel Gibson's brilliance. And, uh, brilliance? Yes. That's what made it so uh, horrifying to watch is all the well, laughing. Not, not, yes, on that point, but the brilliance comes behind how the Romans thought of the Jews. Mm. These were inferior people to the Jews, mm, to the to the to Romans. The Romans. Mm. Puncher was only there to keep the peace because there was always um, turmoil between them mm. as beliefs changed. One time, you know, they're following one doctrine and there was always squabbles between mm. them because of their belief system. Mm. The emperor said, can you, I don't want to hear of this place again. Mm. I got bigger things. You deal with it. You deal with it. Collect their money. That's what you're there for. Mm-hmm. Collect their money. Tax them to death. I don't I don't care how you do it. But get, get their cash. Right. And send it to me. Right. You're there for that. Now, from, from watching The Passion of the Christ several times what i gather is that their excuse of that jesus didn't fit the messiah and all that stuff to me was just that an excuse because from what i gather it seemed like the real reason they wanted this is because jesus was like he didn't want the money in the in the in the temple jesus didn't want money in the temple let's backtrack a little bit and I don't know if I for, I forget the passion of the Christ. Mm. And we're going long on this, so we gotta we gotta move. Yeah, we gotta wrap it up soon. So initially the Pharisees 
want nothing to do with Jesus. Right. But as they're seeing what this man is doing, eventually they come around and they say, there is a point where they say, you know what? This might be, he might be telling the truth. Right. This is him. So they gather up and they say, okay, we believe you. We believe you. Mm-hmm. You are the the Messiah. They 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 begin to cower to him, mm-hmm. like they've came to a consensus that he is the one. Mm-hmm. So immediately they say, "So what do you want us to do? We have we have a stockpile hidden over here, weapons. We're we're here. You're gonna free us from the Romans. You, you know what what is." Your plan. Mm-hmm. We're here to follow you, son of son of God. We're here. I know you're here to liberate us. And this is what got him crucified. He said, wait a minute. You think I'm here for you? You got it. You got to twist it. This is me paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for you. I'm here, here for everyone. For everyone. Mm-hmm. I love you all. Even the Romans that are persecuting us. Mm-hmm. Even the Romans that are crucifying us. I'm here to save you. Even though you were doing stuff in temple you were not supposed to. Temple is for worship. Not for business. And I'm here for them, even though they kill us, even though they crucify us. I'm here for them. And I'm not here to take up arms against anybody. And that's when they said, oh, this guy's crazy. This guy's batshit well, crazy. In, in, uh, in Passion of the Christ, he says something that I'll never forget, which is, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Exactly. I mean, again, this is this is uh, Mel Gibson taking liberty, right? But again, initially, this is what he meant. I'm not here for any for any particular uh, religion, race, or people. I'm here for everybody. I'm here for everybody. Well, yeah. So, but I, I from watching it. Just from the the passion, I'm not reading the Bible here because so, that really isn't specifically mentioned in the passion per se. But again, the brutality of what the Romans did, mm-hmm. because the people that caught Jesus, the Jews that caught him, yeah, mm-hmm. they roughed them up a bit. They roughed them up. Mm-hmm. The, in my opinion, the brutality of the Roman uh, flogging mm-hmm. and torture of Christ is. Yeah, that was the Romans being, you know, that. Because mm-hmm. in, the, in, the, in the movie, it shows that the Romans were getting carried away. They were laughing. They well, were... this whole thing is, is like, oh, you think you guys are tough? You roughed them up? That is just. 
uh, a microchasm of the pain we can inflict. Oh, you think you guys are big and bad? You roughed up this guy, and this is the guy you want? We're going to show you. Mm. We're going to show you. Yeah, so this is where I got to do more research in this. And they beat him within an inch of his life. Because from what from what I saw in the movie, again, this is not this is Hollywood, so Hollywood changes things. But from what I saw in the movie, I gathered that it wasn't so much uh, of showing the. This is from my my interpretation uh, of the movie. Uh, it didn't show that to me. It didn't show that. Oh, I'm going to show you how we torture. It didn't. It didn't get that from from the movie. What I got from it. Was that Punch's pilot was was worried about killing this man, and they wanted and he wanted to to like shut the door, you know, you know, beat this guy from within an inch of his life to shut them up to just appease the Jews so that he could get he could get away with not killing him. No. 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 At least that's the the that's how. The passion puts it down. Once Puncher said, this is what you want? Wash my hands of it. Torture and kill him. Torture. That other stuff that you see. Well, well, yeah, because in the way, I don't know how how closely it was, but the events were in the movie was they, uh, they tortured him first, and then they put the crown of thorns. Right. And then they present him. To the Jews, and he goes, "Are you satisfied?" And they and the Jews go, "No, they're not satisfied." Mm. And that's when he goes, "Okay, you're not satisfied with this. You're not satisfied." And he goes, and then he brings out Barabbas, or Barabbas, and he goes, "Okay, so you have the option. I have this hardened criminal killer." Or Jesus, which wait one you minute, want? Wait a minute. So the turn of, so you're saying they flogged and tortured him within an inch of his life, then they they bring out Barabbas. Yeah, that's and, and according to the movie. Again, this is I got to do more research, but according to the movie, this is the, the the chain of events that happened. They 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 beat him, they torture him, they whip him. They, they did lashings all over his body, right? It was his back. The Romans. For, the Romans. They did the lashings on his body um, with, like, a specific whip. And then they and once they got done with his back, they flipped him over and did his, his, his front. Right. And then the, Ja, at that point, he was, like, barely even uh, Alive. Uh, conscious, basically. Then they shoved the crown of thorns on him. They put the uh, uh, red cloth over him and they present him to the Jews and and in the way the movie depicts it it is Pontius Pilate's way of trying to get them to it's his way of circumventing because his wife said that's a holy man don't kill him because it will be it will be a stain on you for 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 the I'm not sure that chronological let me see but so from based on the I'm going based on the movie so then so he he beats him, presents him to the Jews. The Jews are not satisfied. They're angry. They're like, crucify him. 
And that's where he brings out Barabbas. They still go, Jesus. And then, then Pontius Pilate goes, I wash my hands of this. And proceeds on from there. Now, watching this, I look at I look at what Jesus went through, and I'm like, the fact that he's walking, the fact that he had the strength to, because in the movie it depicts that the other two thieves that he was uh, uh, crucified with, they were just carrying one little log. Meanwhile, Jesus was carrying the full damn cross. Right. So here's something I got from Matthew 27. Mm. The chief priests and elders made their plans against Jesus to put him to death. They put him in chains, let him off, and handed him over to Pilate, the Roman governor. Pilate asked Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answers, so you say. But he says nothing in response to the accusations of the chief priests and elders, which surprised, which surprised Pilate. At every Passover festival, the Roman governor would set free a prisoner chosen by the crowd. Pilate asked whether they wanted Barabbas or, G- or, or Jesus set free. The chief priest persuaded the crowd to ask Pilate to set Barabbas free. And have Jesus put to death. They shouted for Pilate to crucify him. When Pilate saw that a riot might break out. Mm-hmm. He washed his hands. In front of the crowd and said. I am now responsible for the death of this man. So this is after the torture. Well let's see. The whole crowd answered. Let the responsibility for his death fall on us. And our our children, which people believe this is why the Jews have been persecuted mm. all along. Then Pilate set Barabbas free and handed Jesus over to be crucified. Now the Jewish leaders have found Jesus guilty of the crime, deserving of a death sentence. They take him to the Roman governor and have only the Romans could put a person to death. This explains why Jesus has to have Two trials. So, from this, um, it doesn't say was he tortured before. But if but if Mel Gibson put it in, maybe it's close. You know, because remember, there's de- there's several depictions. You know, there's Matthew. And then, you know, describe yeah. it one way. It depends which way you, you you know. But uh, I was always under the impression that. Well, I'm asking the resident demon. And it says, yes, according to the New Testament accounts in the Bible, Jesus underwent physical mistreatment and abuse before he was presented to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea. The, the gospel nar- uh, narrative describes a series of events leading up to Jesus's crucifixion, which is involved, uh, which involved physical suffering and mistreatment. Before Jesus was taken to Pilate, he was arrested by the Jewish authorities. Um, during this time, he was subjugated to scourging, flogging, mockering, and abuse. 
After these initial abuses, Jesus was brought to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor of Judea, for the trial. It was during this trial that Pont, uh, Pilate questioned Jesus. Uh, the crucifixion, uh, let's see, it uh, says here, Pilate questioned Jesus and eventually ordered for his uh, crucifixion. Uh, the crucifixion itself was brutal and agonizing in, the, in which to the condemned prison person was nailed to a wooden cross of mistreatment and crucifixion. Yeah, it doesn't it didn't give me a good uh, uh, explanation, a uh, chronological order, but we don't have much time to dig into it. Uh, I appreciate everybody that joined us. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, a quick bathroom pee break, so I'll be right back. So check this out uh, in the meantime. Uh, let's go with this guy. Uh. Why mushrooms are the first thing I eat every morning. Aside from being a great source of micronutrients like vitamin D, the mushrooms that I eat are incredible for brain health. Every morning I eat reishi, turkey. It's already been proven that lion's mane protects your brain from cognitive decline. For example, one cause of Alzheimer's is a buildup of brain plaque called amyloid beta. Lion's mane mushrooms remove amyloid beta from the brain. Turkey tail benefits gut health and improves your immune system. fatigue and might even fight cancer mushrooms are more powerful than we have any idea about try starting your day with mushrooms and see how much better you feel if you eat this you might get accused of taking the limitless pill this is the lion's mane mushroom and it clears brain fog like nothing else it's even been studied for its ability to grow new brain cells through boosting something called nerve growth factor you have to eat lion's mane every day to get its benefits so i take it in a gummy in the folks so we've reached the end of the podcast uh i hope you all enjoy and it's time for our well before you do our ultimate om you quickly gotta do ground.news oh yes 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 we'll uh quickly do the ground.news you give us Six minutes, and we'll give you the world. Today, we don't have full six minutes, so if you give us one minute, you'll give us the world. We'll give you the world. <laughs> it's late, folks. I'm trying to stay awake for you uh, people out there. This is Ground.News segment. Uh, we are sponsored by Ground.News, and if you go to check.ground.news forward slash pyramid, you can get 15% off on Ground.News. Ground.news, what they do is they get gather all the, the publications, news publications, and they put it all under one roof. So that way you don't have to be subscribed to multiple uh, news organizations. Every news organization wants a subscription these days. And uh, in addition to that, they use the power of AI 
to see through the narrative, see through the political slant that might that might be present in the article. So uh, they show you, you know, what you may not be uh, seeing because you might be on the right, and this is the things that are on the left. You may not be seeing things on the right. Here's a you know, if you're on the left, you might be not seeing things on the right. So here are the things on the right. So you got to see a full perspective. And AI summarizes the articles in a way that you can quickly summarize everything. And they in, show you the angle from where they're coming from. From where they're coming from. So here we go. I'll put this up on screen here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. All right. So, so I'm gonna, just what you know, we're constrained for time. Just show them what it looks like. Here we go. This is what it looks like, and I'll, I'll go over some uh, some quick uh, headlines here. Uh, a Connecticut couple rescues a baby shark caught in a work glove. Interesting. Environmental activists killed at a rate of one every other day in 2022. Mm. Wow. Uh, FDA warns CVS, Walgreens. Other companies over unapproved eye products. Remember, I gave you that mm-hmm. warning. Uh, one student dead. After, well, actually, I think we should give the warning out to all our uh, listeners here because this is kind of important. The FDA has issued warning letters to multiple companies, including CVS and Walgreens, regarding the manufacturing and marketing of unapproved eye products that can pose a risk to consumers. These products are illegally marketed and can be harmful to users due to their bypassing of the body's natural defenses. Some of the unapproved eye products recalled by the FDA contain silver, which can cause permanent discoloration of the skin or eye. These products are falsely marketed to treat various eye conditions, such as conjunctivitis, glaucoma, and cataracts. Users may also delay or stop necessary medical treatments while using these unapproved drugs. The companies that received the warning letters such as CVS and Walgreens have taken actions by pulling the products off the shelves and offering full refunds to customers. Unfortunately, it doesn't show which uh, companies are selling these things, but keep an eye out for anything containing silver. Not not companies that are selling these things. Which are the brands that were been that were pulled off? Yeah, exactly the brands, you know, the companies. Uh, so that but anyway, be- we we have to move on, folks. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, just uh, I'll give them uh, one student dead after high school shooting in Louisiana. Uh, Lauren Borbert uh, escorted out of Beetlejuice mu- musical in Denver after causing a disturbance. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, Elizabeth Warren demands probes of Elon Musk, SpaceX. After, uh, oh, that's another one we didn't discuss. Uh, uh, Elon Musk uh, denying uh, uh, the use of the, the Starlink. Looks like United States was like asking their buddy Elon Musk, hey, buddy, you know, we do contracts with you. Uh, we need your help with Ukraine. And Elon Musk is like, nope. Good. I ain't giving you no damn help. Good. Um, Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall long officially launches campaign for governor and UAW bends on wage demands as talk progresses in Detroit. Uh, the United Auto Workers. All right. And you get to see your news bias. It looks like we're like we claim we are. We're 57% in the center. That's what we're not right or left. We're right here in the center. Uh, Kim and Putin. 
Kim, uh, wow, Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin meet at Russia's spaceport on Wednesday. Oh, no, not good. In a rare encounter that fueled Western concerns that North Korea leader will provide military support for the Russian president's war in Ukraine. Not good. North Korea in throwing their hat in there. We're in the middle of World War Three. That's right. Oh, my God. Official U.S. official poverty rate was 11.5% in 2022. Wow. And U.S. claims that Google pays more than $10 billion a year to maintain its search dominance. There's a lot of things going on in this world today, and this you can find them all on ground.news. You can get it for 15% off if you go to check.ground.news forward slash pyramid. There you go. So Support that's us. our give you uh, give us one minute and we'll give you the world. And now it's time for our the light. No, not yet. Not yet. Not no, yet. No. Let's, let's end it. Let's find out where our numbers are at. Oh, OK. 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 And then uh, we, we do the <laughs> own and we're done. All right. All right. So let's move along here. Let's do our uh, our over here. Uh, don't forget to donate. I'm saying, how you think a nigga's supposed to get this shit? They shit don't money don't grow on trees. She don't fire the sky. Come on, man. Alright, folks. We are Alright. Alrighty, so since our last cast, we've gained Let's see, 724 to 732, a little bit less than, uh, it looks like we gained eight followers. Okay. Um, which is not bad. We got some messages here. Let's see, who is this? Uh, huh, somebody's sending us uh, Roseanne Regina Banderia. Banderia. Huh. Interesting. Uh, unfortunately, let's see. Do they have no? We don't have a translate function here, so unfortunately, we. Well, can't. this is something that has to deal with. Uh, um, this looks like uh, maybe perhaps a scam, uh, spam or scam. I'm not sure, but uh, Valquina R one dollar. I'm not sure what this is regarding. Well, go but, back up to the top really quick, and the all the way down, right there where it's the blue. Keep going. Juegue Super Sene Ganche. One minute. Supposedly, if you... Uh, I guess it's some kind of scam to enter some kind of sweepstakes or whatever. Yeah, that's what I believe it is. But in any case, here's some of our uh, uh, new followers. Marcia.Lotus. You are a... Bolongo. Bulgario. Plasatatu. You are a... Uh, mm, interesting. What is this? Uh, UFO 
Amador mentioned us in a in a in a post, and that makes you uh longo. Thank you so much. Uh, yesterday uh, or this week, you got uh, Camille Ferreira. You are a longo. Rain Harold Olivieri Melho. You are a longo. Fabio Almira Personal. You are a longo. Alien Caravaggio. You are a Bolongo. Carmen, Carmen Francisco 44. Bolongo. Eve Lynn Primo. You are a Bolongo. Evelyn Primo. Oh, yeah. Evelyn uh, Primo. Costura uh, and. Oh, that's it. Yep. Oh, well, Costura and Orandi liked our uh, reel. So thank you. Bolongo. Lucia Lopez. Bolongo. Marco 7971. That is our week's worth of followers. Thank you so much for following us. Now on our TikTok. All right, folks. We did a big jump. What was our number the last time? Our number the last time was 4,427. We're up to 5203. Wow. 5203, folks. That's amazing. So 5203 48.8000 likes. Um we are trending really good on TikTok. Uh and yes, we've been you know flogged for violations and all that stuff. So coming we're adding more with less time. We're going to do TikTok video of the week. And uh, we'll see what is the no. Um, as a matter of fact, let's do real quick. Go down. You're on TikTok, right? Keep going. I'm going to show you which is the TikTok video of. And that is the one right there with the 30,000 likes. Uh, oh, this one. Yep. Go late and lick the world. No, from that from one. Each year, from that one. The Rock is afraid of absolutely everything. To be accountable and stand up to the mistakes you've made. The Rock is allegedly in panic after the alleged truth about his donation has just been leaked. And guess who is rumored to have accidentally spilled the beans? None other than his supposed partner in crime, Winfrey. Dwayne and I put in $10 million to start the fund. We want to continue for as long as we can. So what exactly is going on? In a jaw-dropping turn of events that sent... While she maintained that their intentions were as pure as a Hollywood smile, it was clear that the public was left scratching their heads and searching for answers about the murky waters of this charitable setup. But wait, it gets even juicier. Brace yourselves for the big reveal. The People's Fund of Maui, it turns out, is owned and operated by the Entertainment Industry Foundation, EIF a nonprofit organization with close ties to, you guessed it, the entertainment industry. That's right, folks. The charity we all thought was going to help the needy citizens of Maui is actually in bed with the Hollywood elite. Both billionaires and multimillionaires, respectively, have set the gossip mill on fire with their eyebrow-raising decision to solicit public donations for their charitable endeavors. Fans are now left wondering why these deep-pocketed celebrities are reaching into the wallets of hardworking folks when they could easily foot the bill themselves. 
The sentiment is loud and clear. Why are Oprah and Dwayne asking the common man to open their wallets when they're swimming in cash? Oprah Winfrey, with a net worth that could make your head spin, estimated to be $3 billion. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson, boasting a hefty fortune, rumored to be around $800 million. These are two of the wealthiest individuals in the entertainment industry. And yet, they're pulling a move that's leaving their fans and the public scratching their heads. What the fuck about them? They don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about you at all, at all, at all. Man, you know? The Rock is afraid. So, of- yes, folks, that is the video that attained us 30,000 viewers and uh, propelled us to 50, 5203. I mean, one of the most liked videos. This is the one that's on top. Mm. We've had others with 29,000, which was uh, flogged for community guidelines, violations. We had the one with with Jesse the Body, Mm. uh, also flogged, you know, for violations. So we had some good videos on this week, and we're at 5203. Wow. That's amazing. We're getting there. We're yeah, little, little by little, little. By little. Um, uh, that video that you played it just made me want to. Uh, I mean, we don't really have time, but it just made me want to uh, say that. How much do you think it costs to rebuild Maui completely? I don't know because I don't. I, I I've never been there, and I don't know what. The topography, landscape, worth of uh, property value—I don't know—but just give 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 a, a a random guess. Rebuild it as far as uh, loss of uh, property damage mm-hmm. from the storm, from the fires. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a billion. Okay, a billion, right? So let's go over, let's just see what, what we have here. So it says the cost to rebuild after the wildfires on Maui and Hawaii could exceed $5.5 billion, right? So, of course, that's more than what uh, Oprah Winfrey is worth. $5.5 billion and she's worth $2 billion, right? But. No, five. Oh, yeah, she's worth two billion, and The Rock is worth eight hundred million. So clearly, both of them together can't can rebuild Maui themselves, mm-hmm. right? But uh, Joe Rogan pointed out something, and I really think it's worth noting. How much did they accidentally, by accident, send to Ukraine? Oh my God, it's a lot. Pentagon accounting error provides an extra $6.2 billion for Ukraine military aid. So they what, what the error, the, the 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 rounding error, the fungible cash that they they don't even lose sleep over. That's bullshit. They they they, they could use that. The fungible cash. I say stop sending money to the Ukraine. Help our people out in Maui. Help our people out uh, in, in how, Florida. Help our own people here in the states. That's just the that's just the error. But how much have we spent 
in Ukraine as a whole. Let's see. $75 billion. And there you have it, folks. So, I mean, you don't need The Rock or Oprah to do this. We got the money. They just don't want to do it. We got the money, and of course, you know we don't. They got, they got, they got fungible but, six billion dollars. But, but Oprah's gonna be in the game because she, you know how much she put in, ten million. No. Oh, the between the both of them, they put ten million. Uh, I heard Oprah just put in like four thousand dollars. Wow! And the Rock put the the rest of the ten. I don't know about. I think that they didn't. They each put in about minimal amount. Wow. From what I've heard, maybe I'm doing misinformation, but we will f- unpack that the next podcast. Let's get ready for our ultimate ohm. Okay, let's get ready. Well, I, I can't leave it like that. We have to We have to give the, the people the, the button. So it says here, Winfrey and Johnson both donated $10 million to initiate. Mm, that's not what I heard. I mean, this is, I mean, what you heard and what people are going to be able to fact check you is, is what, what really matters when it comes to the algorithms here. But it says here, there's New York post open and rock slammed for asking fans to donate money towards Maui flowers to fight despite $2.8 billion net worth. Yeah. So it says Hollywood duo kicked in $10 million to start. The People's Fund of Maui. And if you have anything that would negate that, we can discuss it over the next cast. But this is this is the current information. We can break it down next cast, but as far as I know, as far as what's available and our the layman uh, listener can find, they put in $10 million. Which is, you know, it's $10 million. It's nothing, you know, they don't really have to do anything. Really. No, not at all. But, uh... You know, ultimately, the United States government has the money. They don't need to do it at all, really, because the United States government has enough money to make a mistake of $6 billion. See, I got something here. Oprah and Dwayne Johnson. Oprah and Dwayne Johnson make a $1,200 per month available to Maui Wild Survivors. The People's Fund, which launched Thursday with their $10 million donation, is intended to provide $200 a month who live in the affected area. Okay. So So. maybe what I heard on social media was BS. Or maybe not, but we we have to break it down in the next cast. So with that being said, it's time for our final ultimate OM. Uh... So are we, we're here at the ending of the show. I want to thank everybody that's hung on. We promise you. We promise. Wow. 621. Our God. shows will be four hours max. We're getting I, there. We're I know trying. you guys get tired and you guys. We get tired too. They check, they check out and. Go always catch the the rest of the show by yeah. way of uh, you don't have to watch it in its entirety. It's always good to you know break things apart and you know hear things in chunks. But at least we have it there so that you can use this 
full but week we're striving. Ahead. We are striving for a four-hour podcast. So, again, we're trying to condense this, and we will reach our ultimate goal um, as we try to pack as much information in a small amount of time. So with that said, we meant we went through 9-11, we went through AI, we went through religion. We really went the whole gambit of the pyramid. Um, so with that said, let's purge ourselves. Turn off the light, take a deep breath, and Fight relax. To with ohms. This is not a cultural religion, it's just ohms, okay? We're going to relax our breath. Meditation pose, lotus pose, whatever you want to call it. Don't be afraid of your own voice. You're in your house, make some sound, no one cares. You're basically massaging the central nervous system, which, trust me, Um, let's ask the universe to bless us with prosperity, bless us with happiness, bless us with peace, bless us with all good vibrations, high vibrations as we purge negative energy, negative thoughts. I know we unpacked a lot, um, which can know put us in a space of fear and anxiety so by way of the ultimate ohm we're going to purge all that negative energy negative thinking negative thoughts or everything that puts us into that anxiety and fearful state and let's evoke positive vibrations positive energy positive frequency and let's ask for blessings of peace, love, prosperity. And we will do that by way of the ultimate own. So take a deep breath. appreciate your audience your attention to us thank you everyone that lasted the whole cast yes with us if you want to reach out to us you could do so by what our website that our email so that people that want to reach out with any questions any donations anything of the sort you can go to the pyramid.com or the pyramidshop.com Email us that way, but if they just want to direct email us, who do they go to? 
direct email yes you could email us at pyramid media at gmail.com pyramid me, pyramid media at gmail.com remember it's para p-a-r-a-m-i-d if you're watching this you should already know thank you folks for tuning in and i appreciate you all and if the universe is in infinite then so are the possibilities thank you folks have a great night and universe is all around us you just have to look closely good night folks go ahead and tell me more of the methods by which you cause people to drift to hell with you I cause people to drift on every subject through which I can control independent thought and action take the subject of health for example I cause most people to eat too much food and the wrong sort of food this leads to indigestion and destroys the power of accurate thought if the public schools and the churches taught children more about proper eating they would do my cause irreparable damage marriage I cause men and women to drift into marriage without plan or purpose designed to convert the relationship into harmony here is one of my most effective methods of converting people into the habit of drifting I cause married people to bicker and nag one another over money matters I cause them to quarrel over the bringing up of their children I engage them in unpleasant controversies over their intimate relationships and in disagreements over friends and social activities I keep them so busy finding fault with one another that they never have time to do anything else long enough to break the habit of drifting occupation I teach people to become drifters by causing them to drift out of school into the first job they can find with no definite aim or purpose except to make a living through this trick I keep millions of people in fear of poverty all their lives through this fear I lead them slowly but surely onward until they reach the point beyond which no individual ever has broken the drifting habit savings I cause people to spend freely and to save sparingly or not at all until I take complete control of them through their fear of poverty environment I cause people to drift into inharmonious and unpleasant environments in the home in their places of occupation in their relationship with relatives and acquaintances and to remain there until I claim them through the habit of drifting dominating thoughts I cause people to drift into the habit of thinking negative thoughts. This leads to negative acts and involves people in controversies and fills their minds with fears, thus paving the way for me to enter and control their minds. When I move in, I do so by appealing to people through negative thoughts, which they believe to be their own. I plant the seeds of negative thought in the minds of people through the pulpit, the newspapers, the moving pictures, the radio, and all other popular methods of appeal to the mind. I cause people to allow me to do their thinking for them because they are too lazy and too indifferent to think for themselves. I conclude from what you say that drifting and procrastination are the same. Is that true? Yes, that is correct. Any habit which causes one to procrastinate, to put off reaching a definite decision, leads to the habit of drifting. Is man the only creature who drifts? Yes. All other creatures move in response to definite laws of nature. Man alone defies nature's laws and drifts when he wills. Everything outside the minds of men is controlled by my opposition, by laws so definite that drifting is impossible.